What's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday and welcome to day two of the Strange Aeons Book 2 Marathon to kick off the Glass Cannon Live Tour, which is coming back next month. Next month, we're coming back, and now it's Sunday afternoon. We played for a little over five hours yesterday. We've got some more hours coming up today. It is going to be fun. We're making progress. Hope you had fun at church. Had some cookies and coffee hour. Now you're ready to have some fun with us. I'll take you to church. We're going to roll some dice and have fun with our friends. I don't really have anything prepared here for the opening. Clearly. Just no so excited. We really made some progress yesterday. I'm thinking, like, I've prepared a finite amount today, a finite amount. And if we get through that, we'll have got through, uh, like, the first third of the book, basically. Um, wow. And if that takes 45 minutes, I could actually see my family, which would be wonderful. If it takes five hours, it takes five hours. But uh, I've only prepared X amount. And once we reach X, I'm signing off. Well, how did we fare yesterday? Did we get where you thought we'd get or further than you thought we'd get or it's not as far? It's you're not going to like this answer, but it's hard to tell because there's so many different ways you can go. You guys could have went here it. first instead of here. Like it's super Oprah and Oprah. It's Oprah. And, it's Oprah ended. Oprah ended. Yeah, Oprah it's ended. very Oprah ended. Um, you are we gonna, ended. Are, are we going to have ended. an appearance with Meghan Markle today and uh, the Prince Harry? Uh, yeah, if we run short, we'll we'll okay, replay good. that interview for the last hour. Prince uh, <laughs> Harry, vamp, vamp, Prince Harry, come on, <laughs> get in there, you <laughs> son of a bitch, build a paladin. <laughs> You would play a paladin. You would, would. totally. Uh, Those weird inbred weirdos. Uh, (laughs) uh... (laughs) I'm a king because my father was a king. (laughs) 2021. Oh my god. Uh, Oh my god. We. what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, so it's super open-ended right from the start because you kind of have these things you can do, and the order in which you do them is is totally open. So I just prepared all of it, and that's what the marathon's going to be, kind of chunking our way through this this opening to see what you guys pick up on, what you're interested in, and really what you discover. I love books like this. It reminds me of like when we started the podcast, the the early days of True Now. Like a this isn't quite a mystery in the same sense that like a who done it? Who killed uh, this guy? It's more of like, what is going on? Who are we? What's happening in this town? And then like, oh, that's something we should look into. And then you make some friends, you make some allies, you meet some weirdos, and you kind of see what happens. Uh, did you guys have fun yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I've just right. been looking forward to playing this for so long. Because I, the last time after the finale of book one, the last show we did, I was just like, man, level four is going to be so cool if I can retrain Aldo and get these rid of these dumb powers and get the ones that I want. And I was just like, man, I'm ready to go. And then it was like eight months. No, <laughs> a year, right? No. And it was just like, oh, I forgot everything that I wanted to do. But it was like, it was so cool to get back into it with this group. Awesome. This is a great group. And and we said it, we were talking when we went off air yesterday, how when this adventure started, you were all like on the brink of a TPK every single encounter. It was really, really bad. And it was live in front of an audience. Uh, a character died in the first session. 
um, because of the way this party composition was. But now, I no, feel no, especially no, with no, certain, no, no, no. Yes, it <laughs> no, was a party no, composition. No, 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 no. Yes. Party composition, first of all, dude was a hulking, shredded, badass Walked up to frontline fight as he's supposed to. In uh, round one, at level one, the creature had two attacks that did like 2d6 plus four damage. What? That's preposterous. Been, that is not party composition. You should have uh, composed the party in a way that you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Should have just, just only built ranged characters. That was You're poorly right. composed. Uh, <laughs> But I guess the the point is, like, obviously, the Burl, the green loser aside, uh, having Sir Julie gives you a lot more flexibility now because you've got a, a caster and you've got two uh, range combatants. Halster, or uh, excuse me, uh, Aldo is your ranged guy, and then Halster can play a little utility. He can step up and bang if he needs to. He can take a beating. Uh, he's got this new armor from yesterday that's going to help. But Sir Julie, as we can see, just boom, 22 points of damage. Boom, 21 points of damage. You, didn't, you haven't had that yet uh, in the adventure, so I think that's going to really help uh, keep you alive, because even yesterday, the encounters you had were, were pretty pretty tough. That The gibbering mouther almost just straight up <laughs> killed Halster. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a huge benefit to me to finally understand how a war priest works, uh, including mm-hmm. fervor and blessings, and to be able to use those supernatural powers to swift action heal myself. That's really what lets him be that utility player. He's not going to put out as much damage as Sir Julie, but he has survivability um, that can benefit himself as well as the party after battle. Yeah. Yeah, that's very helpful. Just having like two people that can do some sort of healing. Uh, that's something we don't have on any of our shows. Uh, so that'll, <laughs> that'll be nice. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to jump in. And, and of course, if you're, if you're watching us uh, live here, and we are live, this isn't pre recorded. Um, we are live. I, I hope you'll join us on the tour. Grant, go ahead and toss up that graphic because we're, we're, we're hitting the road, Jack. Aren't you? Uh, we'll be in uh, we'll be in Philly next month. Uh, I'm waiting to see the graphic come up on the actual stream so I can read the dates. Uh, but we'll be in Philly <laughs> next month on the seven. 15th of July. That's right. 15th of July. Uh, We'll be back in Joe's cheesy hometown in Philly at Underground Arts. And then two days later, that's right, like a real rock band. We're doing two cities in one week. We'll be in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. I'm going to have to brush up on on my political humor. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> following month on August 7th, we'll be in Boston, my home state. Can't wait for that. Always a good crowd. And the then following two Boston. The following month, you make it sound like it's a month later. Yeah, it's, it's only not. two weeks later. It's two weeks. We have a really easy September, though. Only, uh, <laughs> five shows in September. We're doing two shows in Atlanta during Dragon Con, two shows in Indy during Gen Con, and then finishing the month with a show in Chicago. And in that same week, we're going to just take a little trip down to old Columbus during Origins. And, uh, like I said yesterday, there are more dates to come for the rest of the year. We're bringing this tour back with a bang because we miss hanging out with the Nash. We miss seeing our peeps. And the thing is, come see these shows not just to see us but to hang out uh with the best group of people uh in podcasting the people who enjoy our shows who come to our shows they're just a good time and i see a lot of times on social media people like i don't i don't know anybody nobody even my friends listen to the show should i just come alone absolutely come alone and even if you're crazy shy talk to the people talk to carrie at the merch stand and say hey carrie are there anybody here that's not weird and she'll be like ah 
No, but <laughs> they're all really friendly. So just go say hi to somebody. Um, we have a really good time. You know how many gaming groups have started out of people that just listen to the show or meet at these uh, at the live shows? So please uh, come out, support us, support the Nash. Uh, we're going to have some fun, but we're also going to have some fun today. Right I'm now. concerned I was, about how much fun you're having relative to the amount of fun we're having. You mean in this moment or just so far in the adventure? No, just in every combat. Yeah. <laughs> I have had some fun. Those are fun combat. I love the variety right out the gate in book two. I thought you were going to say, I love multiple free actions every round. That are <laughs> that's that's that great. Are brutal. It's really good. And surprise rounds. I know you hate those surprise rounds, Joe, but I'm doing it by the book. There's stealthy, <laughs> stealthy vines and stealthy invisible plants. I said I w- nothing of the sort. All I said was, <laughs> it's a Troy combat. It's a surprise you round. Always, they, they, like they go hand in hand. Surprise round, Bear. I know you. Uh, well, this isn't a surprise round, okay? However, she did hear you throwing bombs in the next room and cast 17 spells on herself to prepare. All That's with the a- one drawback. To explosives. Really <laughs> so announcing your presence. They know you're coming. Yep. Yeah, it's no longer a stealth mission at that point. No. <laughs> Especially in a cave system. It's just echoing everywhere. Especially bearing in mind that my explosives are twice as loud and powerful as they were just like last week. And yet, due to your uh, intelligence, you can uh, take us out of the blast of these explosives. Do you, do you just right. see like a trajectory and like mathematical equations and know precisely where to put it? Is that basically yeah, how it Yeah, I works? can't decide how I want to kind of manifest it, whether it's <laughs> like sort of just planning the sort of the trajectory of it, or if I'm actually mentally controlling the shape of the explosion. I don't know. Oh, but, that's uh, cool. something to think about. Because you, it's not that it like, it's not that like you can reduce the radius where we're standing. It's just you just pick us out and say right. you're like not. You're standing offensive. right in the middle of it, and yeah, you're fine. So a lot, lot of lot of explosives work that way. You're like just not that particular five foot square area, <laughs> right. or that particular five foot square area. Just everything else. My preference would to be to find a more mundane scientific means of accomplishing this stuff with all of his things that he does but i don't know if that's really feasible believable so if anyone has any suggestions i'm i'm open I we are dealing with science don't don't throw bombs at my bad guys they don't like it okay that, uh, i'll take that under consideration unless sure. they have resist fire 10 then bomb away right uh i think we should uh, we should start this show the way we start most of our shows uh grant why don't you go ahead and take it to the recap? Take it to the recap. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, that's good. And we're back. Wow, Grant, that was good, Grant. Wow. Yeah, this is what we get with full-time Grant. You get <laughs> graphics that would be nominated for Emmys. <laughs> is there a category for Emmys in graphic design? Uh, this recap is just going to recap yesterday uh, because that's uh, all I want to talk about. I want to talk about the fact that you are finally off Briarstone Asylum. You left there on a boat. Aldo Casimir. 
Atticus Grimm, Halster Price, Sir Julie Andrews, and a man named Valston York, who you call Crossbow Jackson. Give me some music, Joe. What kind of music? Upbeat? Excited? Uh, like Carnival? Do you have the thong song? <laughs> <laughs> Little Cisco? Uh, Does right, Cisco have any other songs? Let's try with this. Let's see. The thong song remix? <laughs> thong song with Nelly? <laughs> the radio edit of the thong song? The thong song? The underwear revisited? song? The, under- <laughs> the briefs? Does Nelly the have a new song, song that's playing on the country? Radio? Did I see Nelly that? does a lot of collabs with... On uh, the country Coast. radio? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it started with his collaboration with Florida Georgia Line. Now he's just... He's all over the place. Nelly is a bit of a renaissance man. I don't know if you know this. No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> Crossbow Jackson. You were sailing from the asylum, heading to Thrushmore, a town in Versex County, in the strange world of Ustalov. You're going there... With basically not a lot of information. You still don't know who you are. You don't know how or, 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 or what you did to get involved with this Count Hasterton Laws who gave you to Briarstone Asylum uh, in exchange for uh, the administrator taking a, a tome from him known as the Chain of Knights. I'll let you have my tome if you take these flunkies off my hands. So now you're heading to Thrushmore to try and find out more about this Count. You don't have a ton to go off on, go off of. You don't even know much about Thrushmore. Uh, Crossbow tells you a little bit. He's like, well, there's one inn in town, the Silver Wagon. There's a bar downstairs called The Stain. You could check that out if you need lodging. Winter told me to tell you uh, that uh, when she comes back, she's going to take the survivors to New Chapel, a chapel dedicated to Ferozma, uh, and then she's going to make her way to the Sleepless Detective Agency because that's where she was headquartered when she arrived in Thrushmore with the Royal Accuser. Royal Accuser Omari, this inquisitor that works for the court of Ustalav that just came in here to find out why Count Hasterton Lyles abandoned his post. And I'm sure there's some other shady shit going on, because you don't just send a royal accuser in unless there's something big going on. Every time I say royal accuser, I want to say it like it's the Catalina. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. That's, that's what you want to feel like when you hear Royal Accuser. So you come in and you're like, well, all right, let's find out what's going on in Thrushmore. Let's get a room. So you head over to the Stain to have a drink. You haven't had a hot meal in a while in a warm bed. You walk in and the pr- proprietor looks at Halster and is like, no, you get out of here. You're not, you're banned from this place because last time you were in here, you didn't pay your bar tab and you beat a guy up so bad that he's now blind. We'll never see his kids again. You get out. And you're like, you have no idea what he's talking about. He seems like he knows you, but you don't know him. He kicks you out and as he's kicking you out, there's a, a crazy guy outside. It's like, ah, I'm crazy. And he's like, you know what? If you deal with that guy who's <laughs> bothering my business, then maybe I'll reconsider this band. That was a real red flag. We should have been on our alert from that point. Crazy. He said, ah, I'm crazy. It's just like, I think that guy's crazy. There's something wrong with that guy. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, but the 
the proprietor's like, you know what? You deal with this guy who's ruining my business. You know, then we'll talk because he knows it's a uh, it's an impossible task. So he's trying to talk to this guy, and he's going on and on, and like the count disappearing, the magistrate disappearing, all these people are disappearing because the Briarstone witch is back, and she's ushering in a second vanishing, and he's just going on and on and on that that's what's going on in this town. People are disappearing because the Briarstone witch is back. It's a spook story you tell your kids at night. Watch out. The Briarstone witch will get you. So you deal with him. You tell him, hey, calm down. Get out of here. And he's like, all right. And he leaves. <laughs> so you, you go guys back seem into, cool. He's like, you drive a hard bargain, but I'm out of here. You head into the bar, and the proprietor is shocked. He's like, I can't believe you did that. That guy's been bothering my business for weeks. You know what? Let's let bygones be bygones. Sure, that guy's blind. But come on in, and the first round's on me. You just got to pay your tab, which ended up being, what, 18 gold? The hell did Halster do that night? He had a weekend there oh, one night. Man. I would love to have been able to remember what a great time I had. That is the equivalent. That's like 20 gallons of ale. Yeah, you must have just been like, and one one for that table. You know what? The whole bar gets around. Just real show off. Uh, but then you uh, had a couple too many and smashed a mug of ale over some guy's face, blinded him. So as you're sitting there, another person approaches you, a guy by the name of Keldrin Mon, who recognizes Aldo as his old drinking buddy. Hey, Aldo, he used to play cards and drink. Hang out. Of course, Aldo's like, I have no idea who this guy is. Just like Halster can't remember ever going in there and causing a scene. And the guy's like, guy kind of catches on to the fact that you don't know who he is. And he's like, did you, there was a rumor that you went to Briarstone. Is that true? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, well, so weird. And then as he's walking away, he says, oh, actually, last time I saw you, you were with a couple of these people and a couple other people, and you were down by Pier 19 over at Worm's Hook, and you were shoving something up underneath the dock. He goes on to tell you that, like, people don't go over there. Last time the people went over there, they were found melted the next day. So you're like... We need to go to that dock. Atticus was like, I don't know if we should go at night. But the rest of you were like, is it going to be that better in the morning? There might be something there we need. So you go to the dock. You get down there. You you lay on your stomach and you reach around to try and grab that package. And then a creature comes up known as a gibbering mouther. This amorphous covered in mouths. Eventually it engulfs eats, swallows whole, Halster almost does the same to Sir Julie, just uh, doling out crazy damage, gibbering and making uh, Aldo confused and totally out of it for the fight. Luckily, you guys are able to succeed. You reach underneath and you find a bunch of treasure, a bunch of gear, some of which is attributed specifically to each of you. So then you head back and uh, you bed down for the night and the next day you go to the sleepless detective agency to check in. Right when you walk in, again, you get the cold shoulder. And then when you meet Cecilia Rents, the uh, the head of the Sleepless Detective Agency, she's looking at uh, Atticus being like, oh, what, are you going to come in here again and start berating my agents? You're going you're gonna to cause another brawl in the town square? And Atticus, just like Halster and Alda before him, has no idea what she's talking about. You try to explain to her, like, listen, we... We know we have a bad reputation. We have no idea what happened with the Count. We're just here to try and find this out. We were at Briarstone, blah, blah, blah. And she's hesitant to believe you because you guys got a bad rep in town. Finally, she's like, 
All right. Maybe you're telling the truth, maybe not. But if you want to help, actions speak louder than words. We got this tip from a fisherman that there's a light uh, appearing in a cave about a mile outside of town. People think that that's the Briarstone Witch. I don't believe in any of that shit. But people are disappearing left and right in town. This might have something to do with it. We haven't had time to go check it out because we're dealing with a million other things. The Count's gone. The Magistrate's gone. The Royal Accuser went over to Fort Hale Course to try and check in with the Magistrate. She's gone. There's murals popping up all over town of weird abandoned cities. You go deal with this, and then we'll talk. Maybe you'll find some information. So you do. You head down to the shore. You crawl down, climb down to this cave. You go into this grotto. You're attacked by a assassin vine, was the name of that creature. This oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Vine. I've heard of that. Uh, and then you walk into another room, and you fight, you fight this phantom fungus that like appears and disappears in the same round in which it attacks. And what was and that called? Phantom fungus, I think. Oh, it's called the phantom fungus. Yeah, I think it was. The phantom menace. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> disappointing. Really didn't do much. Highly disappointing. Uh, still saw it three times. <laughs> then you Literally. pull this wooden barricade down uh, made of tree trunks. Weighs about 400 pounds. And you rush into the next room. You rush in there because you want to try and preserve... Uh, Atticus's mirror images and when you do you see two wolves that are covered in like tree bark and moss and fungus and you see this badass looking woman warrior in the back red hair a spear and she's like covered in in shale bark with brambles sticking out of her she takes the spear spins it around and gets down into an offensive pose and then (laughs) flame appears in her hand it's day two. We're going long. Roll for what? initiative. Roll for initiative. We're going long. We yeah. just... Five hours is longer than normal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Coming oh, right I, out swinging. I got a delicious kombucha today. It's golden shower. No. Golden pineapple. It's oh, delicious. Nice. Golden kombucha. Oh, All right, Atticus. What'd you get for a niche? 17. Not bad, not good, but not bad. Halster? Uh, Halster got a 20. 20? What about Aldo? Uh, Aldo got a 15, mate. 15 for Aldo. Okay. And what about Sir Julie? Nine. Nine. What's your niche bone, Halster? Plus three. Plus three. Excellent. Let's just start this show with a fight. It's round one. Yeah. Halster, <laughs> you're up. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Halster pulls out his uh, measuring tape and sees that he is 55 feet away from the woman who is currently covered in bark, you said, and has yeah. a flame shooting out of her hand. So he ever so cautiously moves 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet forwards towards the woman. Ooh. Touches Bold. the ugly blue male that he is wearing, oh. reaches out from his chest and says, <laughs> This is basically a hex, and I get to choose with no saving throw. Um, it works similar to, similarly to an evil eye ability. A minus two penalty to armor class, attack rolls, or saving throws. 
Based off of her current form, I'm going to choose armor class because I think Ooh. she's probably harder to hit than normal. And I want to eliminate Sir Julie's power attack penalty. Um, yeah, that's smart. She's covered in bark. You'd think maybe she's buffed up and already decent AC. So a minus two to AC, uh, you're allowed to do this once per day. And you're sure there's no save. If it acts like Evil Eye... Yeah. Make it a save, or it's. I talked no. about this with Skid ahead of the show as well. Uh, the the known rules expert, Skid. Right? No, <laughs> there's no save. There's no save. chimed in as well. No it just save. it doesn't say it acts like evil eye, and it doesn't say there's a save in the description. Okay, that's what I was going to think. Yeah, because it says acts like evil eye, then there's a save. But I'm reading the description. I don't see a save. Badass, and the fact that you can only do it once a day limits its power. So she takes a minus two uh, to her AC right out the gate. And Halster is going to swift action heal himself as well. The remaining damage he took earlier with a blessing of fervor uh, for two points of healing. Smart. All right, uh, this wolf down the bottom here. Again, let's take a peek at this wolf. Ooh, uh, yeah. Uh, Stop calling it a wolf. That's a, that's a, remember, you saw little wolf tracks outside, and you saw stumpy tracks, too. Uh, this is most likely the uh, the wolf tracks. It <sighs> is... Uh, Halster moved in a, in a good position there, because if it tries to run by Halster at the group, it will incur. So I'm actually going to step up to Halster... And I'm going to take a bite out of crime, I think. Here we go. Uh, 15 to hit. That is a miss. It clangs off of Halster's plus one heavy wooden shield. Maybe a piece of fungus, if it is fungus, on the dog chips off as it bites. Big old miss. It takes five points of damage as well. The dog takes five points of damage. (laughs) Uh, The woman in the back, it's her turn. She is going to, again, let's take a look at her and imagine her like all covered in bark and brambles. Um, I don't have the art for that, but she just, she looks cool. Yesterday you uh, likened her to the heroine from Horizon Zero Dawn. Aloy, yeah. Aloy. Uh, All right. She is going to, Halster, that was a bold move. I wasn't expecting that from you. He feels uh, uh, newfound courage with this strange and maybe evil armor, but it's something uh, from his past, perhaps. Mm. She's going to go ahead and uh, diagonal step, the, you know, forward a little bit, forward into the right, and uh, she's going to throw a flame at Sir Julie Andrews because that's who's standing there. A flame, you say? Sucks because you have very good AC. However, you are flat-footed. So let's see. This is going to be a ranged touch attack. Come on, LaValle. Oh, Natural wait, wait. 20. Natural. Oh, no. Oh, Magic. Oh, that could be. Gate. Oh, and it's great because oh. it's going to be confirmed against touch. I am so red hot with my dice. Before we started, I went 15, 17, 18, 16, 20. First roll of the day, a Twanzoni. All right. This is to confirm. I just want to make sure that it's ranged touch because that would make a big difference against your... Uh, you're already great, AC. Oh, this is awesome! Yeah, a magic was, crit with a named creature! If it's against touch, I was like, what are you worried about? Like, my touch... I, my, I wor- everyone's touch AC is pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah, but you got good... You, no, but your touch is high. Isn't your touch like 18 no, or something? I, my no, flat-footed no. is high. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay, so this is flat-footed touch. Uh, let me see you. Melee touch or range touch. Yep. Okay, to confirm. Valley. How about a nat 20 to confirm? Uh, close enough. That's going to be a uh, 19. Yeah. Yeah, of course. 
Amazing. <laughs> Magic, crit, Joe, give it to me. Pick somebody who lives uh, on Earth. <laughs> well, we're not well, we're not in a particular city. I yeah, had already picked somebody and I was like, oh, what's he gonna say? Am I gonna have No, this is still Earth. Okay. <laughs> uh this one is Harrison from Murphy's Burrow, Tennessee. Uh, Murphy's Burrow, Tennessee. Uh Blood Reader Special. Ooh. <laughs> the magic cast empowers the user and allows them to gain the new a new insight of the battlefield around them. Double damage, and the caster gains the feat of Blood Reader for 1d4 rounds. <laughs> oh, okay. It'd be cool if it was us. Really was not us, that great that for a awesome. monster. I yeah. hate that. I hate uh, the feat, and I hate the crit, because I don't need Blood Reader. I can just don't. be like, how many hit points you got left? <laughs> <laughs> you have Blood Reader at will. I have it at will. It's an at will ability for me. Uh, all right, so we'll do triple Thank damage. you, Harrison. Thank you. I, I think it's a double damage, Troy. <laughs> I know. It is uh, all right, this is going to be 16 points of fire damage as this gout of flame just boom and lights you up. Okay. Oh, God. It's just like, you know, stepping up to the plate in the second inning and just getting that first hit out of the way. You're like, you know what? It's going to be a great day. Homer it on my first at bat. Moving right along, it's going to be Atticus's turn. Atticus, looks like you're dealing with another caster back there. What you going to do, brother? Uh, Aldo, what was your um, initiative? What did you roll? Uh, 15. Aldo rolled a 15, yep. And you rolled a 17. I'm going to delay. Okay. Uh, then it kicks over to Aldo. Aldo is... He's going to chug a an extract off his belt. His first, second level extract he's ever done. It's going to be Cat's Grace. Ooh. What is there? A little bit of fur in it? Yeah. You start coughing? Yeah. Sprinkles <laughs> a little bit of pretty litter in it. Sponsored oh, that's nice. and good. drinks it. <laughs> so is that the, that's your action, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. and I move. I am going to move. Uh, actually, no, I'll stay where I am. Okay. You know, we take so much for granted these days that like everybody knows all the rules. We don't even know them. But uh, talk to me about Cat's Grace. Basic stuff. But uh, what, what's the boost for that? Cat's Grace is a second level spell or an extract in my case, being an alchemist. And it just gives me a plus four to my dexterity for four minutes. It'll help me hit things at range and dodge hits coming at me. That is uh, that is very good. All right. Um, Atticus, you want to go now? Yeah. Just okay. had to dig that up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Atticus will go now. Um, actually, no, he will not. He will continue to delay. I love this map. Uh, okay, great. Um, Joe and Atticus are going to delay, which means it will be Sir Julie's turn. All right. Sir Julie will swift action lay on hands. Okay. And get eight hit points back. And you can and do that while you're unconscious and dying? Believe it or not, you can. And actually, it's funny you, you think you're joking, and I'm joking back. But actually, I do have an ability that's I, I set a condition on which my I can activate a lay on hands, and for me, it's I when I, when I go unconscious. That's um, awesome. Like as you're falling. Yeah, basically. Uh, and then Sir Julie is uh, not going to risk another one of those spells. She is going to double move 
straight up and incur from the wolf and get right up in this caster's grill. Nice. Ooh, incur from the wolf. Okay. Oh, this will be perfect if I hit. I won't, but I'll try. Damn it, I'm going to try. All right, here we go. Wolfie Wolferson is going to try and bite you as you go by. Now and misses with a 10. Now yeah. misses. So uh, now Sir Julia is like, that was most unwise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to go toe-to-toe. Toe, uh, toe-to-toe with the Spiri woman. McGee. Yeah, with Spiri McGillicuddy. Let me ask you this, Joe. Would you like to go now, or do you yeah, want to let the remaining just, wolf go? I ruined my whole plan. Yes. Oh. Didn't see the double move into melee. Uh, okay. I will then oh. just... Sorry, I will go. And She's I will, new. You guys don't know each other's tactics. You haven't talked it out. Yeah. You haven't had enough time together. Um, I will go and I will uh, vanish. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Going to go ahead and vanish. And Colin, come back, Colin. <laughs> he left us. He left us. <laughs> Uh, and then I will move a little bit here. Okay. Great. Uh, the wolf in the back, it's its turn. It's going to go boom, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It's going to move. Uh, actually, it's going to move all the way up to Aldo. But instead of uh, biting Aldo, it's going to take its standard action and release a cloud of spores from oh. around it. So I need uh, everyone in there, which looks like Halster is just on the edge of it. Aldo and Atticus Oof. to roll a fortitude save from this poison spore cloud. Uh, 17? 17? That's pretty good. Halster? Natural 20. Or a 26. Also good. Fortitude? 26. 42, 26. Joey Jojo? I'm furious. <laughs> oh, that was good. 23. Oh, I thought it was a three. <laughs> it looked like from my <laughs> angle, it's a three. All right, so you all pass. Uh, I will tell you this. This is, uh, this is an inhaled poison. As long as you are in that uh, cloud, you will... Uh, basically, if you remain in that cloud, you have to keep rolling those saves. So just keep that in mind. Okay. At the end of your turn? That's what I'm trying to see. This cloud functions. Any breathing creature in the cloud must succeed at a fortitude save or inhale the spores. Yeah, so I'm going to say where it doesn't say it would be the end of your turn. So kind of like, uh, what's that other spell that we use a lot where it's like if you end your turn in it? The horrendous, gonna... horrendous spell. Well, that's the way it would have to work because it uh, enacts when, when the spore... Uh, spawns, right? So you couldn't... You'd be rolling twice before you should if it started at your turn. Yeah, so it would be the end of your turn. Um, which could mean it's still uh, an axe twice for you guys because you, some of you... You're all going to roll before it comes back around to its turn. But those What's spores the name are of that horrible there. spell? Stinking Cloud? Side quest, side session. Black Tentacles? Stinking Cloud? Po- St- stinking Cloud. Stinking Cloud. Stinking oh, cloud. Stinking Cloud. Horrible. Stinking Cloud! Uh... <laughs> Awesome, yes. Great little AoE, John, from the wolf. And he got right up in Aldo's face. Uh, that's the end of round one. Hey, give yourselves a, a round of applause. Both Everybody at home, too. Hell of a first round to kick off a Sunday. Good job, everybody. Good job. Good job. 
We're all here for you, Dr. M. Uh, it's Halster, Price's turn. Halster, if you remain in that cloud at the end of your turn, I will need a fortitude save. Halster coughs and rubs his wrist flavorfully against his mouth to get the spores out. Five footsteps forward to the edge of the fungus dog, fungus wolf, and will expend another use of fervor to swift action casts divine favor on himself. That will give him a plus three bonus to his two hit, and he will then swing out at the dog next to him. Okay. The wolf! 18 on the die for a 28 to hit. That That is a hit, my friend. That will be for 12 points of damage. Jeepers! Wow. All right, so Halster just lays into this dog for 12... Or Tyth called it a dog, too. Into this fungal wolf for 12 points of damage. And I okay. don't know if it's dark in here, if the, the Aloy-like enemy is a human and needs torches, and it's already pre-lit in here, but you can see the area both of uh, full lightness, which is the inner gray circle, and the outer gray circle is where Halster is emanating dim light. I got you. Okay. Uh, wonderful. Oh, yeah, that's that's very helpful, Grant. I appreciate that. Okay, so Halster gives a good shot to this wolf, um, and it is that wolf's turn. We'll call him Wolf 2. And what Wolf 2 is going to do is the same thing that his buddy did. He is going to release a cloud of spores as well. And uh, Halster and Sir Julie need to roll a fortitude save immediately. Is this a disease? Uh, it is a poison. 22. 16 from Halster. Nice, uh, Sir Jules. You're both all right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? This is like not that hard of a save, but it changes your tactics because if you want to hang out in that cloud, you run the risk of having to roll to save. Um, what happens you're all right. if you're in a double cloud? You, if you're in a double cloud, uh, well, just consider it like that whole area is you can't stay in. Right. And in fact, the, you ended your turn there, so I need a uh, fortitude save. I didn't end my turn there. I ended. No, it. he didn't. This is a new cloud. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I just added. I, I'm, that I'm talking about the Venn diagram there. So would that be two separate saves if you end up in no, that area no, where there's just, just one? Oh, it's all shitty. Okay, got it. Uh, yes, that Venn diagram it's represents all equally shitty. <laughs> it's all equally shitty. <laughs> what if one wolf is in the cloud of the other wolf? Do the, does the wolf have to roll? It's an excellent yeah. question. Uh, no, they are immune uh, to their own to their right. own stank. Yeah. What if a cobra stank. bites another cobra? <laughs> that's an excellent that's an excellent point skip you didn't do enough gm prep did you troy don't think about that do you all your precious preparations <laughs> so grand he's tipped his hand all you have to do is uh step back a couple steps and draw the other wolf into the venn diagram or uh-huh. it will have to roll a save and yeah, the wolf will just uh implode on itself like a dying star uh all right it is the uh the woman's turn. She is going to take a five-foot step back away from Sir Julie and throw another flame at you and maybe get another natural 20. That's what uh, killed me. I was like, why Another you... natural 20? I'm not you even kidding? shitting you. I was you. like, yeah, why God. are you moving up there? It doesn't change anything. Uh, it's spilled. But yeah, and two It'll change five-foot steps are the worst. It'll change something in about, oh, how, yeah. many, tu- how, many, how many turns? Just why was say one round? Do you know how fun it is to roll two natural 20s in a row? That never happens. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, yeah. That's going to be an 18 to confirm. 
Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. Joe, that's a named character there. I don't know if you remember this from last round, but that's her second crit in a row. I, I got to get the uh, the Troy cam here for big rolls like that. These aren't even big rolls. This is the opening, uh, opening of the John. All Man. right. This one from the Chaotic Dice <laughs> in Texas. Woo! Powerful or not, you reach deep inside yourself to access the magic that hides within you and hit your target with all of your might. If you can... I love when he does that. I love when he's reading and realizes (laughs) the horror of the crit. It's my Uh, favorite, too. If you can confirm the crit one more time, deal quadruple damage. And the target is demoralized for two rounds and falters five feet into an open adjacent square. Oh, my Jesus. God. Oh Jesus. If oh the confirmation goodness. crit fails, uh, just double damage. Oh On a ranged goodness. touch. No save against the demoralized? <laughs> demoralized at least your problem. No, I mean, this, this person's idea was like the save instead is like you have to confirm it again. But this situation is unbelievable. It's the easiest confirm yeah, this is easiest ever. confirm ever. Against touch, yeah. A quadruple damage? That's, That's a PC what it killer. says. That's what uh, the... Hey, it's the chaotic dice. Hey, look. What do you expect? Oh Everything's bigger in Texas, even the crits. So that's what's oh going to happen. I, I haven't Natural discussed one. with Matthew the, uh, the, uh, his backup. Uh, no, it's a tw- 21 to confirm. <laughs> Holy moly. How many hit points you got there, Sir Julie? Let's 34. 34? Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know what your con is, but this could be permadeath. So this is going to be uh, 4d6 oh plus 12. Oh. God. Oh. <laughs> More d6 I plus I feel like 12. I'm in a fungus cloud right now. I'm so <laughs> grossed out by this. 25 points of damage. All right, she's still up. Yeah. Um, and I believe I'm actually immune to the demoralize because that is a fear effect, right? I don't oh. see why it would be. Is it? I don't know if it is. It sounds it's like fear, it should be. Fear it's, is basically, it's a keyword in spells. It's not a fear effect. It's yeah, just this is an spells. intimidate uh, situation. So, so what from is what it? I understand. Minus, minus position you can You're shaken. Off. You're shaken. I'm shaken. For okay. how many rounds, Joe? Two, uh, two rounds. Yeah, I think even at max, that wouldn't have killed you. Uh, 24. Yes, it would. It would 36. Oh, it wouldn't have killed. No, but yeah, it would have killed. would have taken it down. Uh, so, wow. Two crits on Sir Jules. Amazing. And it is Aldo's turn. Um, I don't think she should be demoralized. Apparently, shaken condition from effects like Intimidate, which is where demoralized comes from, um, do count as fear effects. Uh, this is from shaking is a less severe state of fear than frightened or panic. Great. All right. So you're not demoralized. That works for me. Cool. Yes. Sir Julie is immune to fear. I'm outsourcing caring about that uh, element of the crit. Okay. So you're good. (laughs) Uh, Aldo is in a pretty rough situation here up in melee with this mushroom wolf. And in the sport cloud, so he is going to full withdraw. He is going to move back towards the invisible Atticus, and then uh, cycle around towards the back of the room, and that's it. 
Yeah, that's smart. Get out of that cloud. You don't want to hang out there and end up having whatever happens when you fail that uh, that spell or that that poison save. And it is Sir Julie's turn. Sir Julie, how you doing? Uh, not great. So I'm going to swift action lay on hands. Okay. All right. Not a great roll. Um, all right. As I said, that was most unwise. And Sir Julie will five foot step forward, turn on power attack. Unfortunately, I can't detect evil, so I'm just going to take a gamble. I think this okay. character is actually neutral, but just in case they're evil, I will smite. Is she evil? She is indeed. Yeah, sweet. Cut yes. her down. Yes. All right, and take a swing with the great sword. Natty 15, 26 to hit. Yes. She has a minus two to her AC. A couple things happen. One, you do hit, but in swinging at her, one of the brambles sticks in you, and you take oh. nine points of damage. Oh, oh, oh my god! god. Max, Max damage from her bramble armor. Uh, I'm at five hit points right now. <laughs> um, okay, you ready for the damage? Then Are you done with your? Uh, no, don't roll that damage. You can't. <laughs> I just saw it in the chat, and they're right. You can't smite evil and lay on hands in the same turn. It, it's a oh, swift they're both action. swift actions. Yeah. Whew, All right, so I can't. You. I can't thank have you, smote. So it'll just be normal damage. Remove the smoten condition. No. Oh, so that roll will be a twenty-two to hit without the smite. Twenty-two is bonus. still okay, thanks to your good buddy Halster. All right, and then so here comes the power attack damage. Ooh. 23 points of damage. Nothing wrong with that. Good night, nurse. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, now she's mad. She crit you twice, but now she's mad. And it is Aldo... Oh, no, Aldo went... Oh, no, yeah, Aldo went. So Julie went. Atticus's turn. Atticus is going to... Yeah, here we go. Atticus... Atticus is going to move. Uh, he's going to also move up next to Aldo outside of the cloud. And uh, let's see this here. Right? Yeah. Uh, 10, 15, 20. Ugh, I'm still so close to the cloud. I don't like it. Um, Come on. Hang out in cloud town. <sighs> okay. He's going to move up there, and then there? there is uh, up next to Aldo toward the northern part of the cave, so getting deeper in uh, and just about 20 feet away from this creature. But as soon as it moves up, he'll be in the, in the shit again. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to try something here. I'm going to try to mess with this creature. Atticus, while he's invisible, does uh, one of his funny little tricks and the creature is going to see uh, Aldo uh, appear uh, where he just left. Oh, nice. So it's like he never left. So Aldo is now, you know, standing next to the creature again. Awesome. Does your image give off any type of scent? No. Okay. Just asking for a friend of mine. Is that your round? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so it is that wolf's turn. So 
let's look at that wolf situation. So you've got an image there that looks just like you. Thing is, it doesn't smell like you. So the creature sees it. Is there any type of save, or does the save only come if it interacts with it? Yeah, if it tries to attack it. Yeah. Yeah. So here's how I'd like to play it, and you tell me what you think. We'll have a little back and forth. I, I think it smells that it's not right. So rather than waste its chance to try and attack it, I want to roll the save. And if I fail, then I'll attack it. If I pass, then I get to move and attack somebody else. Sure, that's fine. Okay. Because of its scent ability. Yeah. Uh, what kind of save is it? Will. Very low save, but this thing only rolls only 20, rolls. so we'll see. It's chain and 20s right now. Uh, natural one. Oh. oh! Excellent. So it's confused for a quick second and thinks that it's might still be Aldo. And so you left your image right next to it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so it will go out and and it, it sees the image, but it smells. It's like that just that's not real. Uh, God it goes and bites at it anyway, and just it's not there. So now it knows that it's not real. No, no, it doesn't. It failed oh, it to save. You can oh, so roll again if you want. Basically, I can make Aldo move like he dodged the attack. It doesn't necessarily vanish through the middle of it. Right. In order to do that, the way we've played it in the past is that you have to con- keep concentrating, so you can't do anything else if you want to keep doing that. Right. Because in order that to make is, that's that cr- do stuff, you'd have to continue to concentrate. So if you're willing to give up your rounds to continue to concentrate, then it will continue to attack that image. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, as long as it doesn't disbelieve. Yeah, yeah. No, right. the duration of the spell is concentration. I have to keep concentrating. Yes. Great. Uh, awesome. All right, let's go to round three. So far, you're doing all right here. All uh, I wanted was the creature to not close on Aldo so that he can just throw a bomb. If it lasts one round, to me, it's worth it. Halster, any final words for Sir Julie? Oh, God. You know, uh, I've, I have quite a habit out of u- eulogizing dead characters on the Glass Cannon Network, so just uh, add another to the uh, <laughs> Rant Cannon obituary pages. <laughs> Let's throw out an attack first at this uh, fungal wolf. 19 on the die. Is that yes. a critical Jesus threat? That is a critical threat! Yes! That there is a critical go. threat! Okay, baby. That is a 10. Oh, there's a 19. (laughs) That is going to be a 15 to confirm. 15 to confirm against the wolf is a confirmed crit. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, All right. This one from Sycophant in Pelham, Alabama. Do I have that right? Sycophant in Pelham, Alabama. This is the end, my beautiful friend. You strike the target with such force that you feel it would take a miracle for it to survive. Double damage and the target must make a reflex save. This is probably going to be a good one for it. But If it fails, it falls prone and must make a fortitude save. If it fails again, quadruple damage. Oh. Yeah, uh, great crit. Let me ask you this. Uh, is it, what's regular damage? Is it Double. double? Okay, uh, roll, just roll double damage. I think you're just going to kill it. Hey, here it comes. Okay. Sorry, sicko fan. That's a fun one. Though. Ooh, the box. Uh, that will be 18 points of damage. Yeah, that thing is completely dead. Yes. Well, Sweet. actually, 18 points of damage, right? Mm-hmm. Let me roll the save. I just remembered something. What is it again, Joe? I roll a save against what? Reflex. You roll a reflex save. Okay, against DC, his 15. AC, or his confirm. Oh, 15. Uh, 19. So it would just be double damage? Yeah. Okay. 
Important. Anybody roll? I want to roll oh. a nature check. Oh yeah, I meant to. F- yeah. It's fungus. It's like a troll. Uh, it's going to regenerate. It's going to explode. Sir Julie threw me off. I was so nervous for her. So the creature uh, collapses. All right, I got a twenty-six nature just now. If you want to yeah. give me something, I'm just going to tell you because uh, you guys should be remembering to do your nails. She's just got a lot yeah. going on. They have this ability known as rejuvenation. As long as they uh, contact have contact with the moist natural earth, uh, they rejuvenate. Uh, hit points as though they were undergoing complete bed rest and long-term care. So you need to take them below their con. Oh. That's why if it was a quadruple crit, crit that would have been enough. But uh, uh, double damage is not enough to take it below its con. Yeah, but it's not going to come up in this combat. It would need, not, like, hours. Yeah, it's like bed yeah. rest. It's not fast healing. It's, it would need, like, 24 hours. Oh, am I hours. misreading that? You're, yeah. I am misreading that, yeah. Basically, over a long period of time, if we don't bring it below its con, it will eventually come back. It will yeah, come back okay, tomorrow. Not, it's, it'll be it's, here. It's not fast healing. But yeah, just something you want to know if you want to actually finish them off, but you don't have to worry about them coming back right now. Okay. What okay. are they? They are they are natural creatures. They're they known do as fungal wolves. Fungal wolves. Uh, fungal okay. wolves, yeah. I got uh, to do a check on her, too. I, I was just... Completely. Yeah, well, I'm sure you can put two and two together and and, uh, throw a dart at a board. You're dealing with a lot of plants, animated vines, funguses, wolves that seem to be transformed to these fungal wolves. I wonder what she (laughs) (laughs) She is evil. That's the the weird thing to me. It would have been that wolf's turn. Not so fast, LaValle. Halster just took his attack action. Halster will move directly up next... Ooh. To the Aloy creature will expend a use of fervor to use a spell with a target of self without incurring an attack of opportunity or using somatic components and will cast a new spell, Defending Bone. Halster oh. earlier picked up bones from that pile that was in that oh. other room. You animate bone with necromantic energy, giving it the power to float near your body and interpose itself against physical attacks. This gives you damage reduction 5 bludgeoning. Once the bone has redented a total of 5 points of damage per caster level, so 20 points of damage, wow. it is destroyed. Wow. I love that wow. spell. It's cool. It's cool. And with fervor, you don't need a, a standard action to do Swift. that? Swift. That's amazing. All right, so defending bone. Yeah, Colonel Luther has that. I just never use it. Uh, all right. It is her turn. She will... Uh, Take a five-foot step back diagonally. And I think I'm going to call some lightning down. Now... Oh, no. Let me ask you this. Call lightning. It's uh, five-foot wide, 30-foot long. Can I shoot it, like, diagonally? Or is it 30-foot down, like you could hit someone that's flying? Yeah, and I also believe it's a full round action. I think you have to be outside, too, right? I think it's a one-round casting. Can you double-check? Casting time, one round. Yeah, yeah. so that's tough. It's, it's basically, right. it's so hard to do if you don't get the jump in combat. Yeah, okay, thank you for, thank you. I'm sure if we looked at the chat, they'd be uh, going wild right now. Okay, all right, then I won't, then I won't do that. Yeah, that uh, was an old uh, Maelstorm spell that I just sort of like used in some early levels, but then like in the heat of combat, it's so hard to pull out. You know, it's so funny is in my prep, I wrote down, don't use call lightning, you waste a round. And I <laughs> get excited once we start playing. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's do another fire because it's really going well. And 
Here's the thing. Where Halster moved up there... Well, no, I'm not going to take a penalty because I don't have any allies there. So I'm going to throw this at Sir Julie again because I want to take Sir Julie out. So all I got to do is deal with Halster. Sir Julie does too much damage. So this is going to be a ranged touch attack. Um, the last two attacks were confirmed crits, both natural 20s. I remember. <laughs> let's see if uh, let's see if I got one more. <sighs> Sir, please don't blow on the dice. No, the chickens have come home to roost. That is going to be a 10 against Touch AC. Oh, my Touch AC is 11. Oh, 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 Sir Julie lives. Yes. Oh, this poor druid is dead as shit. That was a Sir Juicy evasion. Sir Juicy. Oh, God. Yeah, natural three on the die. Well, it had to come back down the other way. That would have been great. Magoots. It's Aldo's turn. All right, Aldo. It's like he's kind of like with his long, lanky legs. He's kind of like, it's real comical when he runs, I think, his robes and everything. And he just keeps running away from this only living wolf. He runs along the northern wall <laughs> of the cavern. And he pops out a bomb. And he tosses it at the protagonist of Horizon Zero Dawn. Fire in the hole! And that is a natty 16 against touch. Boom! Yep. Ho, 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 ho. Got her! He excludes Halser from the radius. Uh, that is 11 points of fire damage, and she is on fire. Okay, she's actually still up, but that was rude. Uh, <laughs> rem- remember that she's on fire uh, when it comes back around to her turn. That fire Slash. must not be great when you're made of wood. Yeah. No, no, she doesn't care for it. But she's also throwing fire, so she's not averse to fire. She's not anti-fire. Yeah, I love a good fire in the fireplace. I really enjoy it. I love barbecue. But when it's on me, I have a different opinion. It smells like burnt wood in here, and it is Sir Julie's turn. Sir Julie, you got a little bit of a vendetta here. You are almost demoralized by this creature. Uh, almost, but then Sir Julie remembered she knows no fear. Uh, I'm going to turn power attack off. I will turn smite evil on. Coward. And what do I need the what do I need what do I need the power attack for? I got smite evil. Uh, true. Five foot step up, and let's take a little old swing here with the great sword. <laughs> this is the end. Uh, come on, I like her. Uh, Twenty six to hit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's come it. on, I like her. <laughs> okay, that is only eighteen points of damage. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> Man. She had eight hit points left. And An she absolute falls. killer, Sir Good Julie. Gunk, 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 gunk. All right. And uh, after Sir Julie, it goes to Atticus. Atticus, you're going to keep concentrating? Yeah, he'll dance back next to Aldo, still invisible. Uh, and... Actually, he'll keep a little distance from uh, Aldo. He'll go back into the corner, far corner of the cave, and keep that uh, illusion going. Okay. Uh, great. Yeah, the only reason I'm keeping this going is because I'm interested to see how you guys are going to dispatch of this wolf without getting uh, caught in its poison cloud. So let's move right on to that wolf oh, who will... Troy, uh, do I take yes. damage from the Bramble Armor? You do. Thank you for reminding me. You take seven points of damage. 
All right, so Julie, Sir Julian goes in below zero, but because of my second chance ability, that automatically activates my lay on hands, which is not an action. Okay, that's very hand. important because you wouldn't be yeah. able to sw- smite evil. Yeah. Uh, all right, so oh yeah, so I would re, I would take away the damage if you fell unconscious. Uh, yes, but I didn't. Yeah, well, I no, I do. I, I don't fall unconscious. As soon as, as soon as I'm about to go to unconscious, I touch myself and heal myself for. Right. You wouldn't take away the damage, though. You would just have her go unconscious. Hand. She wouldn't be able to lay on hands. That's yeah. true. Yeah, because she attacked. The attack yeah, still happened. It's, it's, it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Even if it was an immediate action, which it sounds like it is to me, it would still be... You could still do it, even if you yeah. did a swift in that turn. You just yeah, couldn't no. do a swift next turn. That's a good point. It's, it's actually happening simultaneously, so yeah. it's, it's, it doesn't it stop the hit from happening. It's, it functions like a ready action, but it's not an action. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I forgot all about that because I was thinking to myself, like, oh my god, what if she goes unconscious while she tries to attack it, but the attack still gets through and still kills the creature? Uh, all right, it is. Uh, it would have been that wolf's turn now. So the wolf, do I need to roll again? It's up to you. But it's you're still concentrating on it. I'm still concentrating. Aldo still appears to be right in front yeah. of it. The scent, be- you know, thing throws a big. Yeah, Question because mark of the sensibility, the it's, it's, it's confused. And so I, that what, the way I'm uh, having that play out is rolling the save. Uh, seven. So, yeah, still nice. believes that it's real. Takes a bite in the air. I have to remember, Atticus is a fucking professional illusionist. He's just making this thing dance in front of the stage. Like, he specializes in magic for dogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's round four, and it's Halster's turn. Halster, do you have no, a way of uh, killing this wolf? No, but he has a way of healing Sir Julie. He will expend his other second-level spell sp- slot to cast Cure Moderate Wounds on Sir Julie. Ooh, danke. That will be 12 points of healing. <laughs> Thank okay. you. And then Halster is going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25... 30 feet towards the wolf, skirting the outside of the fungal cloud, ready to strike next round. Okay, great. Uh, And I should say, even though that other wolf is dead, the cloud stays there for X number of rounds because it's just out in the room once it was released. Uh, It is, uh, would have been her turn, but instead it's Aldo's turn. Although I don't want to use another bomb here. I have a finite number of them. That's pretty much all I can do. So I'm just going to hold. Yeah, that's smart. Let somebody else take care of it. Atticus? uh, No, excuse me. Sir Julie. Um, With a charge, you move up to double your speed and attack, right? Is that how it works? Yeah. Yep, just has to be in a straight line. You probably can't can't reach, I would assume. It's double your speed. Penalty to your AC. Still more than 40 feet away. I move at 30 feet. 30 feet per uh, oh, even with so heavy yeah. armor? That's awesome. How does yeah. everybody move with 30 feet I- except me? I believe I took a feet for it. I can't remember. I don't, I don't understand. Remember. Like, every character I've had that wears medium or heavy or armor that isn't a fighter does not move fast. Well, it would only be five feet slower anyway, and that's still within 50 feet, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Sir Julie will charge at the remaining feet away. wolf. Right here. Okay, so you charge. You'll take a penalty to your AC. Um, but go ahead and, and take a shot. Maybe you'll one-shot it. No bone. No bon- I'm going to put power attack on. Uh, no bonus to to hit, right? I can't yeah, charge. Yeah, it's a plus, plus yeah, two to hit. hit. Plus yeah. two, yeah. Plus two plus to hit. Two. Okay, so it negates the power attack. Uh, the merit. Yeah, you should charge all the time. 
Um, okay, that's a 20 to hit. 20 is a hit. I love hitting on the tweeners. They're my favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> uh, okay, that is 22 points of damage. <gasps> and that is a dead wolf. Yeah! <laughs> yeah Sir Jules! finish out the combat, Sir Julie, I'm just going to have you roll a fortitude save against this poison, assuming that you'd be able to get out of that cloud next round. 22. And you're all right, and you are out of combat! Yes! That was awesome. Sir Julie is awesome. Sir Julie's pretty great. Uh, She behaved most unwisely. That was so cool. That was... uh, We've never had, like, a a kick-ass, like, tank in this group. It's so neat. We don't really... Tank... I mean, Joe used... Tank used to be, like, Joe's lane for a while, but we haven't really had a tank in many of our shows for a long time. No, no. Oh, certainly not in this show. Not in this show, sure. (laughs) Definitely not in this one. Nothing even close to a tank. I mean, Uh, in a lot of ways, you're more of like a DPS character, because you you have a decent amount of hit points and armor, but like, role-wise, Halster with healing is more of like the sponge. You'd rather have the person attacking him because he can swift action heal himself, but you do such awesome damage with the two-handed weapon and the bonuses with strength. It's amazing. I love seeing you strike. What does DPS yeah, but, mean? Damage, damage per second. Per second. Oh, it's a okay. video game term. But also, your saves are high. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I've never played a paladin before, but she's paladin's pretty awesome. Great. Yeah, it's this thing. It's this interesting trade-off between what morally they're restricted from doing versus like how effective they can be on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah, way, way more effective when you're fighting evil creatures for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. And the and the big trade-off for this and this archetype is I can't detect evil. So I, I, every time I smite evil, I'm just taking a chance that they are evil. Yeah, but you know what? I think you end up doing that most of the time anyway, because it's not a free action. It's still a standard action to detect evil. Standard action, yeah. You know what I mean? So unless you like are hit, it, you know, on the other side of a door before you walk in, it's it's a lot of times you just have to risk the smite evil. I have a new rule uh, about going live. If I need to use the bathroom, I'm going to use it. So, talk amongst yourselves for a second. Okay. Go. Oh, we, we were just doing that. What were you doing? We discussion. We used our best <laughs> material. Out. We used all of our... We got nothing left to talk about. Well, I think one thing that we could do is uh, hack these poor fungal wolves to pieces <laughs> before they come back. Yeah. So, Julie? <laughs> As you wish. You seem like a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> Maybe they make good eating, too. Maybe it's like truffles. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Chop off a couple, they, couple heads, throw some butter and salt in a frying pan. You got yourself yeah. a delicious meal. Although they do <laughs> expel poison, so maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not <laughs> the kind of morels you really want this time of year. Yeah. Uh, Sir Julie will do whatever one does to a fungal wolf to make sure they don't come back. Cut off its head. Yeah. I just love seeing like, just envisioning her, just like, ah! <laughs> Like just like really going after these corpses. Uh, he's just like, so truly. Don't touch my friends. <laughs> Did you guys say anything funny? Uh, I think so. So yeah. Sir Julie absolutely lost it and uh, has hacked these wolves to absolute pieces. Their blood is in her mouth. She's spitting out chunks of them and laughing with glee. That's uh, that's Sir it's kind of a for twisted you. thing. Let's uh, let's deal with treasure in this room. Um, because there's nothing on the wolves, but 
on her person. There's a potion and a scroll. She's wearing magical armor and has a masterwork spear. You also find a key on her person. No gold. Mm -hmm. A spell pouch with some components that uh, Atticus can flavor take. Um, Spellcraft? Sure. Might need some help on this. I 16. did wash my hands, by the way. The chat's asking. I did wash my hands. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll my <laughs> own spellcraft. Uh, I'm going to roll my own spellcraft. 22. Uh, never mind. <laughs> 27 <laughs> for Aldo. That's enough. It's just, Man, we are a crafty group. I almost want to like just do away with these checks for the live show because I'm just going to tell you. Uh, unless it's like a uh, an artifact. Legendary item. Yeah, legendary. It's like, okay, so what'd you roll? Somebody, the highest someone rolls to 12. Like... All right, let me tell you. You know, I'm just I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> it's a potion of cure light wounds. Uh, I don't know if you'll need this, but a scroll of lesser restoration. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm, great. Uh, I said masterwork spear. I said the key. And then it is plus two wooden armor. Oh, wow. Interesting. She's wow, that druid. would be a, such an amazing find for a druid. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Well, that's why she was wearing it. Plus two wooden armor? Yeah. Oh, another interesting thing I was reading during the combat uh, for Call Lightning, as we were talking about it, is I think you can still cast it indoors, but it gets more powerful in a storm. At least, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I had it, when I had it in Jade Regent, I would be like, "So, uh, any chance is a little bit stormy coming in?" And one hundred percent of the time, Troy's like, "No, it's a beautiful day, beautiful day." Every day, roll a D one hundred. I was like, "If I roll over ninety, it's raining." Yeah, yeah it's your like character when, should have been like a, a vacation director or something, because everywhere he went, the weather was gorgeous. <laughs> be like leading tours in Dude, like, it, uh, yeah. Amish country. It was the same thing as Feyraza, the top of that mountain. There wasn't a blade of grass. No grass. <laughs> on that entire mountain. It's just cold, hard rock. Let me tell you something. In this room here, there is also another small barricade over here to the west that you may not have seen. Uh, There's also uh, stuff all over the table uh, towards the back of the room. Let's check it out. Take Um, 20? Yeah, Yeah. let's take 20. Take little 20. That armor is not worth it for me, but it's actually, it's it's not, not, not not bad if someone else wants it. Yeah, plus two armor is great. The wooden part, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's light armor. Okay. So it might be good for a caster, but what does that bring the total bonus to? Plus five. Yeah, that's like my that's like scale mail equivalent then. So yeah, I'll, I'll check it. I'm assuming no, because I'm assuming it's going to have an arcane spell failure chance. But it does, it does have, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah, don't that, don't yeah. shy away from that though. Fifteen. We never play that, but like, uh, oh, it's that just armor silly. Bonus is so nice. Yeah, uh, but it's it's really not. I mean, like, my mage armor is plus four. You know what I mean? So it's just it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, and there's something cool about it. It's slightly buoyant, so the armor check penalty while swimming is zero. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, I'll also remember that we're not playing Giant Slayer, so we can't resize it either. So, like, as a small character, once again, I have to play another adventure without a single small drop. And why would there be? Yeah. But oh, you're yeah. in a town. You could bring it to the blacksmith. Be like, yo, come on. Yeah. Or the and armor. would be like, that'll be 2,500 gold pieces. Be like, roll the 100 <laughs> and triple it. All right, so you Did take you... 20 on the room. Go ahead, Aldo, or whoever's talking. Did you say it was a masterwork spear? I did. All right. I'll, just, I'll hang on to that. Just in case we ever need some sort of brace situation. Aldo, you walk over to the table and 
while the rest of them might be like, what is all this stuff? You're like taken back for a minute. Ooh. And as you're taken back, we see a lonely cattle station appear somewhere in the outback. You see a young girl pumping water for lowing cows and oddly enough, a collection of camels. A stagecoach rolls very slowly by down a, a nearby road pulled by a very tired-looking Aldo Casimir. A pair of dead donkeys can be seen further back in the distance. Uh, pardon me, friend. Might I trouble you for a bit of water? The little girl just eyes him curiously. Uh, my donkey's died, you see. Just keeps staring. It's a little awkward. Uh, your appearance around by any chance? She nods. Right. Aldo looks over at the camels, looks back to his stagecoach. Uh, are those uh, camels for sale? Do they, uh, I don't know, work? I have to ask my daddy. He loves them. And, and she starts going towards an outbuilding. Uh, good on you. No, no, wait a sec. Aldo rushes back to the coach, rifles through an old book titled 101 Alchemical Restoratives and Remedies by O.A. Diggs. He stops at an entry marked Morpheus's Splendid Soporific and Sleep Aid. And then he quickly mixes some ingredients into a bottle and turns back to the girl. Now it's a very hot day, miss. Believe me, I've been out in it. What's your name? Uh, Emily. Emily, lovely name. One of my donkeys was called Emily. Uh, anyway, day like this, you exert yourself too much, you could get a heat stroke, or worse, full-blown transdental electromicide. Now, we wouldn't want that, would we? She shakes her head. No. Now, I've been taking this stuff all day, and I am fit as a fiddle. Now, do us a favor and take a couple of sips before you run all the way out there. She takes the bottle from him, eyes him suspiciously for a moment but then takes a few sips. Yeah, good on you. Now run along now so I can negotiate a sale. She turns and runs off, but she doesn't get far before she begins yawning and just lays down right in the brush, fast asleep. Thank you, Mr. Diggs. Quickly and quietly, Aldo bridles the camels and hitches them to his coach, drawing a quick drink of water before making his escape in a cloud of dust. <laughs> awesome. And that cloud of dust parts, and we see Aldo back in this cave, just staring at an alchemist's lab. All of this equipment could be treated as an alchemist's lab. Uh, the crate near the work table holds uh, six potions of cure light wounds, Three Ooh. potions of bark skin. Ooh. Ooh. Two potions of hide from animals. And then, I'm just going to tell you these things. Four doses of belladonna. Six doses of bloodroot. I believe these are poisons. Ten doses of flay leaf. And one dose of ma malias root paste, which is something that uh, you can use to... I think you can use to poison your weapons. Uh... There's a folded note 
sitting on the table as well. I'm being over there, Aldo. Like, is this a coup? He's like kind of gleeful seeing all this stuff. This is a little bit of a treasure trove for him, but he sees the note and he opens it and reads it. It looks like a request uh, for, quote, more of your dream-inducing brews, as well as more of that oil. And it's signed by a person named Melisen, M-E-L-I-S-E-N-N. Melisen. And our knowledge local, if we have any, is still useless with our amnesia or the name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to make it totally useless for you, but like, you know, you've never heard of that name and there's nothing that'll jog you. I have a question too. Is someone tracking the loot now? (laughs) I put it all in our personal chat here in case somebody wanted to. Okay, cool. I, I will track the loot if you guys... Yeah, I, I haven't, so feel free. But, I mean, we can also split this up now because we should just, you know, split it up. Yeah, I would, I'll, I mean, it seems like we can all, t- because we now have now found seven potions of cure light wounds, we can all take two except for one of us who gets one. Um, I think, I mean, we, uh, you should probably not take them, I would think, because you have lay on hands. Um, it's true. I can take the one. Everybody else can take two. It's useful. I mean, it's lay on hands is only so much. Um, I'll take the one. You can take the second one. I'll take one potion of pure light. Can I have a potion of Barkskin? Yeah, I'd like one of those, too. There's three of them. There's three of them. So it's just I'll one. Take, I'll take one. <laughs> you you guys can take them. Um, I think I already have one. I'll take uh, a Barkskin. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um, yeah. What, what is What does Belladonna blood? What do blood, blood, Belladonna bloodroot, flay leaf, and ma- Malias root? They're root useless in everyone's hands, but Aldo's. I yeah, believe. They're, they're just alchemists. Uh, ingredients, components. Okay. Yeah, they're poisons that you can uh, you can use. Like Belladonna uh, does one d two strength damage, and uh, you could say a target can attempt one save to cure a lycanthropy affliction contracted in the past hour. So right, that's right. I remember a, from yeah. Werewolf. That's you're going to be glad you had some belladonna. Um, but yeah, you could. I think you could use it to poison your weapon and do strength damage to enemies. But it's complicated. We never really play around with it. I'll take a potion of uh, hide from animals. If that's all right with you guys. Sure, sure. I feel like Flayleaf we did in uh, Feast of Ravenmore. Yeah, that was really? a drug. That was the, like they got high on a little Flayleaf. Yeah, so we had also. So, Aldo, you as a flavor, you might want to use this, Aldo. It basically, for an hour, it gives you a plus two alchemical bonus on saves against mind affecting effects, but you're also fatigued and take one wisdom damage. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, if you think, or any of you really could use it, if you think you're going to be dealing with mind affecting creatures, you might want to ride the snake and use some (laughs) play leaf to get that bonus, but you're fatigued and you take wisdom damage. So, right. Uh, but man, sometimes you need that I'll, plus I'll two. I'll do that. I'll do mind that. Effect. <laughs> Start chewing flayleaf. Want to get high? You want to get high? Want to get high? And then bloodroot uh, is a poison that does one con damage and one wisdom damage. So flayleaf's a drug. Bloodroot and then malleus paste that does some sort of damage. I think the uh, 
the trap out front, the poison blade that missed Sir Julie, that had Malias root paste on it. I'll take two doses of uh, flay leaf. Take two doses of flay leaf and call me in the morning. Let's talk about this back wall here. Uh, there's another uh, thing of logs. Uh, doesn't look as big as the one that you all had to pull that weighed 400 pounds. It's like half the size, so maybe it's 200 pounds. Um, um, right. Do we want to pick it up, Grant? you want to help me? Or actually, yep. before we do that, I need to heal. Um, let me lay on hands another time. Okay. Not much help. You don't channel, right, Grant? Oh, I no, do channel. So, uh, did anyone else get hurt besides us? Uh, it's fine. That's enough. Two people is enough to get use out of it. So, um, Max, six points of healing. All right. Max. And I'm still down a lot, so I'm going to take one of these potions of Cure Light Wounds. Why don't you let me uh, use one of my first level spells? To heal right, you. Sure. Sure. Because that'll be a 1d8 plus 4, and that'll be nice and juicy. Uh, seven points of healing. Amazing. Uh, and I still will, I'm still down a bunch, so I'll use this po- this potion, and I rolled max. So I'm up to full. Let me choose a spell. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shall we lift? Shall we lift this door? That's not. That's not Sir Julius' voice. Shall we lift this door, Halster? There it is. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, a little, a little bit Catherine voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bella Lugosi, everyone. <laughs> Strength checks. Is that what you're looking for? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say you guys take. Uh, you work together Perfect. and you're able to open it up. And you see a uh, little bedroom situation here. Uh, it's about 20 feet across at its widest point. Round cave with a uh, scattered pallet of blankets, a wooden wash basin of uh, clear water, and uh, a nice sturdy chest. The floor is less muddy in here than the rest of the cavern, and the sleeping pallet is set up on a mound of straw to keep it dry. You think this is probably where she sleeps, and that must be her chest. Can we take 20 on this room as well for perception? Just search the whole thing. It's tiny. Sure, there's nothing in there besides the chest. Cool. What's in the Use the key on the chest. Yeah. Check for traps. Who's checking for traps? Who's using the key? I'll check for traps. Okay. Ooh, Natty 17. Uh, that is a good score. That is a 25. 25? DC 25. It is, in fact, trapped. Uh, you see there's, like, uh, a little needle set to open the second you uh, unlock it. Oh, sweet. Um, I'm actually going... Oh, well, if you if the key... If you use the key, even? Yes. I will try to disable it. Okay. Roll a disabled device. 8016, 26. Nice. Wow. That was a big risk. 25. Uh, You uh, find a little little, uh, hidden switch. You can bypass it. Pop it open. Safest houses. (laughs) Inside. Well done, Aldo. Well done. (laughs) Inside you find... uh, uh, a few changes of clothes, uh, a heavy leather pouch full of change, 
and a clay jar with four doses of uh, these like m- four mushrooms inside. <laughs> want to have a want to have a little fun tonight, boys? Yeah, <laughs> guys, want to get wild? Roll Who's got back. peanut butter. Roll back to the stain. Drop a few shrooms. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> There are four of them. No uh, You want to roll a knowledge on these? Um, these ones I'll make you roll for. What's is it knowledge of nature that? or is it craft alchemy? Craft alchemy. Or, you know what? I'll, I'll allow knowledge nature too. I want you to get the information. I, think I say we just pop them and see what happens. <laughs> that is an option as well that I love. Ooh, 23. Knowledge uh, nature. 25, okay. craft alchemy. Okay. We'll say just Aldo, but not Atticus. Come on. <laughs> they are. You wouldn't do that to anyone else. <laughs> it's such an insecure, like a petty thing to take away from you, the knowledge. <laughs> it's uh, Atticus, you have absolutely no idea. But Aldo <laughs> knows everything. The second you see this, you know. You open it up, and and it's like this clay jar. You pop it open, and they stink. They're like uh, red, red cap mushrooms with white spots, and they uh, do in fact put you in a uh, a strong hallucinogenic state. Uh, They're oftentimes used by shamans and and other spiritual Mm. leaders to enter trances to seek flashes of insight. Uh, They're called muscaria. Uh, You eat them. And then you uh, roll a fortitude save. Uh, it, the onset is 30 minutes, and then it lasts for three hours. Someone really knew what they were doing when they came up with this. Uh, it takes 30 minutes. It lasts for three hours. You get a 1d6 alchemical bonus on a single knowledge, any knowledge. Amazing. Perception or sense motive check once per minute for three hours. Wow. Whoa. The penalty you take is 1d4 charisma damage, so you must just look terrible while you're doing it. <laughs> you're horrible to be around. Right. It's super annoying. You ever yeah. look at your hands? I mean, like, <laughs> really look at your hands? The Gosh, leather pouch up. contains 1,694 gold pieces. Whoa! Wow. So, pretty decent haul here in the cave. Now, it's 423 each if you want to put it on your sheets. Sweet. Now, the pickle is that, well, it's not really a pickle. You came here seeking information, and you actually did get some information uh, about someone named Melisen, perhaps working with this strange druid. But yeah. it is not the Briarstone Witch. I think uh, this is great information to bring back to Cessadia at the Sleepless Detective Agency. She probably knows who Melisen is or has a yeah. file on her. Mm-hmm. Well, or we him. also just have to tell them that like this threat or whatever this was is, is gone, right? Because it was causing them problems. So this will get us in with them a little bit better, too. Yeah. It'll also let people know that like the Briarstone Witch isn't hiding in that cave. Because right. this fisherman was going around telling everybody, too, just like the crazy guy. Um and so now you can debunk that myth. Speaking of Cessadia, uh, last night after our uh, stream, I put some faces in the uh, the sidebar here that we can all look at. So let's start off by looking at uh, 
Old Elgrior. Oh, you guys see that? Oh, I sure do. <laughs> I thought that was going to be Cesadia, and I was like, oh, Cesadia's seen better days. <laughs> oh, Cesadia. <laughs> this was uh, the guy in town. Can they see that on the stream, too? One second. They can yeah. now. Yeah, so that is, uh, that's Elgrior. He was the one that you had to talk down. He, he was afraid you were going to steal his beetles. Um, and then... There is, uh, who else? Let's go with uh, Emin Golston. This is the guy that uh, <laughs> tried to kick Halster out of the bar. Beautiful. Oh, look at that. Look at those chops. Yeah. Yeah. Chops. Oh, that's good. That's good artwork. And then there's Dana Galagos, who was the uh, proprietor of the Silver Wagon, where you're staying. Ooh. Uh, she looks suspicious. She does. Yeah. She's giving us the side eye, even in her art. <laughs> and then uh, last but not, neat, not least is uh, Cecilia Rents. Oh, what she a looks fashionable hat. Yes. yes. Kind of gave you the, Victorian. Gave the cold shoulder. Oh, I forgot all my favorite one. Uh, this will uh, be interesting to Aldo. This is Keldron Mon. Oh, my buddy. Oh, another interesting hat. Doesn't he look I exactly have... like you think he'd look? Uh, yes, yeah. that is exactly what I pictured. He looks, he looks like, like you, you Troy. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say that character. I was like Troy has keyed into this character a yeah. little too easily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sat for the the artist. I see. Draw me like you draw your stevedores. Uh, all right. So, what the hell do you want to do now? Tell me what's left to do. Let's go. Let's make a list of things you want to do. We want to go to the new chapel at some point to see if winter is there. And to right. It's the next day. There's a good chance she, she's made it back there by now, unless she went back to the Sleepless Detective Agency. We have, we have, that's item number two. Go back to the Sleepless Detective Agency. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, the fort, or like the home of the, uh, the Count that we probably should pay a visit to at some point, right? Mm-hmm. And there's also the fort where the the Royal Inquisitor went and never came back. It seems like that's going to be on our to-do list at some point. Is that Hail no, Court? Is that the name? Hail, Hail Course. Course. Um, and evidently, uh, Halser spent a night there in the tank. Uh, and you mm. also know that it sounds like the Magistrate is gone as well. So the Magistrate is gone from Fort Hail Course. The Constable uh, wouldn't send anybody to help the townspeople because all of the local mercenaries... Uh, took off, so their militia is short as well. Accuser Omari went to go try and shake down the constable, be like, what's going on? And Accuser Omari never returned as well. Now, Sasadia did say that that's not, you know, accusers, they marched to their own beat. Maybe she took care of what she needed to take care of and left, but it's yet another person that isn't back. So yeah, that's pretty much what you know. Fort Hale Course, Iris Hill is where... uh, the uh, Count used to live before he took off, and then uh, New Chapel and the Sleepless Detective Agency. That seems like the, the first two things you want to deal with. Um, what time of day is it now? You guys left here pretty early in the day, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, you went I over mean, to the Sleepless Detective Agency. We still had the whole meeting at the, the Sleepless Detective Agency and... Then had yes, to travel out here. I would say it's afternoon at this point, right? Yeah, late afternoon. And you're a mile outside of town. So as you're coming back, it's starting to get later in the day. The sun's still uh, out, but it's dark. It's it's a cloudy day. You can't see the sun at all. 
uh, it's it's very gray out. And so, is your plan to go to Sleepless or to New Chapel? I think Sleepless. I right? want to report to Sleepless report what we just did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sleepless okay. and then New Chapel. Yeah, because if we die at New Chapel, at least our obituaries will include they solved the problem at that cave. Yeah. Correct. Yep. <laughs> it shows that we're both reformed and efficient as well. Right. We got this done right away. Yeah. Let's let's go back to the map then of Thrushmore because I added some of the locations you've uh, visited now here. So over here you have the Silver Wagon slash Stain uh, up top of the map, and then Pier 19 where you fought the Gibbering Mouther. Sleepless Detective Agency is this big building right in the middle of the map, and then uh, I added the location of New Chapel as well, which you can see is kind of on your way back before you get to Sleepless Detective, but it's up to you, because you guys are way over here to the east. Oh, yeah. But it, you're, you could easily just go stay on the mainland, go to Sleepless, and then loop around to go to New Chapel. You want to do that? that? That's what I think. Okay, so as you're walking back, it takes you about an hour and a half or so to get back into town. You uh, will say you're down here near the bridge, and rather than cross the bridge over to this little highland where New Chapel is, you just continue through these streets, walking through these streets. From time to time, again, you'll see those strange half-drawn murals just depicting a gloomy, abandoned city, getting the side-eye from everybody who are also side-eyeing everybody else. Everyone is suspicious. People are going missing. And their own leader and magistrate, they're gone as well. You're on your way back, and uh, you pass this original row of houses, then you pass another larger house. You get to where these houses are, sort of, you know, in the, the middle eastern portion of the map. And Atticus, the hairs on the back of your neck, go up, because you hear a voice say... Atticus. I have sensed your presence here for days. Long have I wandered these streets looking for retribution. And you are looking for the source of this voice, and now all of you hear it when he says the word retribution, and a figure just materializes of a man with, like, his skin falling off his bones, and he's, like, his clothes are all ripped and wet, and he points right at you, Atticus. He's like, have you returned to kill my family and those I loved like you murdered me? Atticus! Roll for initiative. <gasps> what? Roll, Rick, a roll for initiative. Oh, man. Okay. Oh my god. Should have gotten a new chapel. Should have got a new chapel. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to the map. Map Mappington. 
Pretty cool, huh? There you are. And there uh, is this guy. Let me show you the little pawn I got here for him. There he is. Oh. Oh. Did you show him one more time, to... Troy? He the looks really guy. alive. <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks truly alive. That's what you, that's what they'll say about him. <laughs> he looks like he's into emo. Yeah. yeah. He does have emo hair. Uh, all right, let's talk initiative here. Sir Julie. Ten. Ten. Halster. Fifteen. Fifteen. Aldo. Uh, Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Atticus. I mean, I guess he must just be really thrown off by this dude. Natural one. Ooh, yeah. For an, for an eight. I love when the dice fit the scene. Oh, brutal. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, round one. This figure is standing there ahead of you, and he looks so mad. He looks mad at Atticus, but that anger is clearly uh, at at all of you, as far as you know. And it is Aldo's turn. Aldo is... Well, hmm. I'm going to do a... Yeah, I guess I don't. I'm going to do... A knowledge check. Can I do planes or, or arcana on this thing? On this thing, you can do religion. Yeah, I can't yeah, do that. That's what I thought. I don't know anything about religion. A religious person, to be honest. I'm going to just, <laughs> uh, whenever I see something that I think this is spiritual, I just chuck a bomb at it. Unless I'm gonna do. <laughs> uh, and it's out of my first range increment, but I'm going to throw it anyway. Oh, yeah, that is a 20 to hit touch. 20 to hit touch is a hit. Okay. Oh, uh, that's eight points of fire damage. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Uh, let me just look through this all real quick. Uh, eight points of fire damage. Okay, it appears that all goes through. Yeah. Which is very good for And it would you. be on fire if it's capable of catching fire, but I imagine it probably isn't. Okay. Um, what would be the immunity for that? I'm just immune to fire or immune to catching fire? I don't know. I mean... Is he corporeal? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, he appears corporeal. Like, it looks like the oh. fire hit him. So he's he materialized fire. out of nothing, right? Yeah, that's what it looked like, at least. Weird. If he's made out of stuff, he's on fire. Then it is Halster's turn. Halster is terrified by this visage and sees that it seems to take damage, but kind of is it standing there like without any fear looking at us even after taking the damage from Halster? Oh, yeah. Okay, so he is going to expend uh, another... How many does he have left? He will expend his third use of fervor to swift action cast another divine magic on himself. Okay. Divine... divine um, favor i apologize and he is going to roll a knowledge religion before striding forward um good thing he has that oh out of the box first out of the box of the show oh, two out of the boxes they come in threes uh only a 12 knowledge religion 12 knowledge religion uh is not enough mm. i don't know what we're facing but it seems 
pretty religious. And Halster has just enough move speed to step right up. He is still surrounded in defending bones because it lasts hours per level, unless it took us four hours to get here. Um, and he will roll to attack. Okay, so you step right up to it and roll to attack. 16 on the die for a 26 to hit. 16 on the die for a 26 to hit is a hit. What type of weapon or damage are you doing? Uh, piercing. Piercing. Okay. How much damage? Max damage. 10, uh, 13 points of damage. Ooh. Okay. You do notice that does not all go through. Okay. Okay. All right. Just checking out a couple last things here. Great. Oh, man. This is... This is tricky. It is Sir Julie's turn. Sir Julie, you rolled higher than it, but did Atticus. I'll do a knowledge religion. Okay. Uh, 12 as well. So. So sorry. Not much. Mm. All right. Well, Sir Julie uh, is going to take a guess that this thing is undead. And she is going to flank out to the right side. Uh, and I get a clear angle on this thing. I'll still take the minus four, but I'm going to cast Disrupt Undead on it. Ooh. Which I get as part of my ritualistic trait. Once per day, I can cast Disrupt Undead. So it's a ranged touch attack. Okay. First roll for spell is resistance. Well, I have to hit you first, right? Okay. That's fine. Uh, does it have spell resistance? Yes. So I'll try to hit you first. Okay. Okay, uh, tweener, because with the minus four, that is going to be a 14. 14, because of the minus four, it it hits exactly. Okay. So now roll spell resistance. Now, I add my my level or my... Caster level. For paladin, is my caster level one? Uh, It should say, when you bring up the name of the spell, it should say it in the thing. At the bottom of the spell description... This is, is it its a spell? own thing. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's a, it's a. I, I get to use it as part of a trait. So spell resistance. I. You just use your caster level, which is your full level plus three only. Even though I'm level four, it says. Yeah, so. that's probably right because you don't get spells until second level. No, fourth level, right? Fourth level. Yeah, yeah I, so I, I think it should just be four. Well, let's see if it's a tweener. <laughs> what right. did you roll? <laughs> I got to roll. Natty seventeen. Natty 17, so you do pass the spell resistance. Okay. Okay. So this is 1d6 points of damage to undead creatures. Is a ray. Uh, six points of damage. Six points of damage that will bypass its DR. Oh, beautiful. And I will, is, I will shout yeah, that it's sorry. undead to my friends. It's undead! It's its turn, and it lets out a baleful shriek that uh-huh. sends all of you just ah! everybody roll a will save. Is, oh, is no. this a fear effect? Fear effect? I believe so, yes. Sir it's Julie a mind affecting fear. fear effect, so Sir Julie is immune to it. 18 for Eldo. 17 for Atticus. Halster. Ten, 10 for Halster. He's quaking in his boots. Atticus and Halster. Excuse me. Yeah, Atticus and Halster both fail. You cower in fear for two rounds. Oh, no. Oh, no. Suggest the uh, frightened condition? Uh, 
you no, know what? You and cower in fear. Nothing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's its own thing. Yeah, you just, Perfect. you're like, ah, oh, so you're taken out of the combat for two rounds. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, nobody's passed Ooh. the uh, the knowledge check on this yet. So it is, uh, it would be, let's see, does it want to move at all? Um, no, I think it likes right where it is. Let me just make sure that was a standard action. Yep, that was a standard action. I'm going to stay right there. And it is... Uh, it would have been Atticus's turn. But yep, instead, there, went that, there went that knowledge. It goes to yeah. the end all the shit that I could do. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to the top of the next round, and it is Aldo's turn. All right. Aldo is like, he sees, he's definitely worried about all the, the fear that he sees going on around him. He is going to run up with his long, lanky legs over to uh, the house here Don't in the middle. Don't leave me! Don't leave me! It's all right, mate. I'll be right back. Trust me. Get a, take some of this Vegemite. Here. We toss a spoonful of Vegemite at his face. <laughs> and I'm going to throw another bomb at this thing's backside. Natural one. Oh, oh no! I was thinking it. I'm like... Thinking, what happens? The worst thing that could happen is a natural one. Oh no! Uh, fan fumble with a bomb. Okay. Fan fumble with a bomb. Couldn't have been anything else. Uh, well, okay. It is. No, it's point blank. It is. Uh, fifteen against touch on the confirm. There's no confirm where you only have There's one no attack. Confirm. Right? Oh right, yeah. in our house, uh, in our house rule. Joe, find somebody local to uh, the world. Who? Where? Uh, here we go. I got somebody. Lo- I got somebody local. Okay. Uh, here we go. Drew from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn oh, in the house. We have a buddy Drew in Brooklyn, New York. Wait, is we that our Drew? Drew? You're yeah, a not Drew in Brooklyn. Oh. Is that Land Keith? Different Drew. Keith. <laughs> Drew from Brooklyn. Oh wow! How appropriate. That was loud as hell, and I'm not going to hear much anymore. Let's yeah. see. Your bungled attempt to fire off a shot uh, inexplicably breaks several sound barriers. Actually, it was very explainable in this case. Producing a shockwave that knocks you on your ass. You are knocked prone, and all creatures, allies, and enemies within 15 feet are deafened for 1d4 rounds. Oh, oh, no oh, save. Wow. Within 15 feet of Aldo or 15 feet of the bomb? Within 15 feet of the bomb, I would assume. I thought because uh, it happened, I think it's saying that it blows up on the character space based on this, right? Like, that's what the part of the fumble is. Like it Certainly doesn't... one way to interpret it. Uh, Joe, can you read it again? Your bungled attempt to fire off a shot inexplicably breaks several sound barriers, producing a shockwave that knocks you on your ass. You are knocked prone, and all creatures within 15 feet are deafened for 1d4 rounds. Right, right, right. All right, so let's roll a D8 to see where it lands. Um, and we'll say it lands somewhere around Aldo, with one being directly uh, 12 o'clock and then uh, two going around clockwise. Well, it really doesn't matter because it won't yeah. affect this creature wherever it lands, and I can exclude anyone else, including myself. Well, it matters for the 15-foot radius of this. It but doesn't It's only Aldo. Yeah, only Halster if he rolls a two. So roll a D eight and see if you roll a I two. I did roll a two. 
Alsters, <laughs> so, some best friend you and, are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's just enough because uh, that is the only square that is fifteen feet away from Halster. So he drops the bomb right there. It's fifteen feet away. So Halster is cowering in fear for two rounds and deaf for how many rounds? One d four. Okay. Well, that will be. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Three rounds of death. I don't think it's really going to affect you unless you want to cast spells that have uh, some uh, verbal verbal components. Yeah. Okay. Rough start to round two. It is Halster's turn. Halster's cowering in fear goes right to Sir Julie. Let's see if Sir Julie really is the uh, hero she purports. Um, All right. Sir Julie will step up to this creature. Okay. Uh, Do I have enough movement to get around it? One, two, three. Yeah, Sir, Ju- Sir Julie will step around to flank it. She'll go the long way. Okay. Um, and I will smite evil. Smite evil. Now, how can you, you move from here to... Uh, from? Were you able to move without provoking? That seemed like a lot of movement. It was six squares with one diagonal. Right, but how did you get... Oh, no, I'd have to do two diagonals. So, yeah, yeah. if you want to take, take your attack of opportunity. That's why I asked. I wanted to try that. Uh, so it's going to be a uh, 20. That is a miss. That is a miss. Okay. Sorry, I asked. Uh, is a miss if I, depend, even if it is evil or if it is not. Is it evil? Uh, it is. Great. Uh, power attack is on as well. Let's take a swing with the old greatsword. The old greatsword. Uh, 26 to hit. 26 is a hit. <laughs> Have you Spot. missed today? Uh, not today. Yesterday I did. Um... <laughs> This bypasses all DR because I'm because I'm smiting. Right. Wow. Uh, that is twenty three points of damage. Man, Ooh. man, do you need Sir Julie in this situation? Now it's its turn. Unless you have something else, Sir Julie. No, nope, I moved. I swung. Uh, I moved. I smited. I swung. I moved. I smited. I swung. You smoke. All right. I'm I gonna smoke. put on. Mm, mm. All right, I'm going to put on power attack. I am going to really want to go after Atticus, but you're too far away, so I'm going to have to kill your friends first. So I'll go after Halster, standing right in the way there, with a claw. So he just goes to rake against uh, Halster with his claw. Uh, 18 to hit. Miss. Okay, and blinded does... Blinded, you're deafened, deafened right? doesn't do Not anything deafened. to my defense. To your AC. All right, so it misses with the uh, first claw. Second one comes in. Uh, 30 with the second claw. That'll do Whoa. it. Whoa. That's a serious to hit. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's going to be 18 points of damage. Then it goes to grab. And if I succeed on the grab, I constrict. What did you do to this guy, Atticus? Yeah, really. <laughs> He's so mad. 18 points I of think damage. that's why he must be cowering in fear. He knows what this guy's <laughs> capable of somewhere deep in his soul. He's like, get out of there. You're all going to die. Oh, this is bad. All right, so it was 18 points of damage. I rolled a natty 18 on the attempt to grab. So he grabs, and then he constricts for the exact same damage. In this case, another 18 points of damage. So he just did 36 points of damage to Halster, and he only Jeez. hit with one of the claws out of the oh two claw God. attacks. Halster has so one Halster hit is... point left, and oh. uh, his constitution score is 14. So good oh. chance of a permanent kill here. I should Troy, say you should have this... taken an additional four points of damage from that smite because this creature is undead. Does that make a difference? 
Uh, it's still up, okay. but oh, I and it's just, on fire. Did you do the fire damage? I didn't do the fire damage, so I'll take the four points of damage. You give me the fire damage, Aldo. This is important because I just. Uh, why is it an extra four? Because it's is it all undead creatures? I thought it if, was just. If the target of the smite is, is of smite evil is an outsider with evil subtype comma an evil line dragon or an undead creature, the bonus damage of the, oh, for the first successful attack increases to two points all of damage undead. per level. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. only only on that attack. But uh, okay. And then how and much on the fire damage? Three. Okay. This is very bad here because I just remembered. Uh, you know, and I saw when this creature came up, people are so smart in the chat. They're like, oh, this is a blah, blah, blah. This is a PC killer. Uh, this creature, because uh, Atticus is is here, it is an active ability. It has haste. So it's going to do one more attack at a minus two oh, no. against the grappled and constricted Halster. Sorry, why is it minus two? Just uh, it's because it's grappling? He's, he's, grab- he's grappling, yeah. It's not... Um, okay. Yeah, it takes no minus five penalty for iterative attacks. It's not like a no. This this gets when you three full attack bonus. So it has attacks. two attacks, okay, and then it's under the effect of haste, which you get to attack at your highest base attack bonus because yeah. he's grappling. He takes a minus two, so this hit right here could straight up kill Halster. Jesus! When when Halster ran up, I'm like, I want Atticus. Oh, you know what? That he wants Atticus. His damage. The uh, I have ten more hit points. I still have uh, shield of bones up. Oh, unless oh. I'm defending bone. So I have a shield of bones last. Hours defending bone. Four hours defending bone. Oh, it only took bones. us an hour and a half. So yeah, yeah, I still it, it still has ten hit points left. Thank God. Okay, so oh, this is still man. not good. All right, so the bone. Did the bone go away and you just took less damage? No, the bone doesn't go away. The bone just stays there for four hours. And okay, we'll take so damage reduction five slash bludgeoning. So only bludgeoning can get through it. It has uh, five points per caster level. So I have ten points left on the bone after giving myself back those ten hit points. And you took ten because you took it. Uh, the you bone. took two attacks on me. So I took I minus took, no, no. no, I took he one has... attack on you. The constrict to the bone wouldn't take five away from. Okay. Yeah, it, well, I don't see why not. It's it's not bludgeoning damage, right? No, the bone is floating around his head, blocking attacks. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so it you took when it clawed you, you took five less damage. But then on the constrict, the the constrict it says right here is bludgeoning damage. Oh, okay. So okay. bludgeoning gets through. Um, so you get five hit points back. That's huge because that might actually save you from death here, unless I miss. Okay. Well, he just rolled a 30 to hit. This is very yeah, high very attack high. bonus. Uh, yeah, t- uh, t- 21 to hit. Uh, because I'm grappled. Well, that w- because I'm grappled, that hits. I have a 22, okay. I see. You'll take five less damage from this attack because of the defending bone. It's 1d8 plus 11. Oh, my God. I rolled sevens on the... Hit and the constrict. Here we go. Just saw a little, little uh, thing in the chat. Good ruling, Troy. Thank you. Glad you appreciate it. Here it is. It's out. The roll is out of my hand. The life of Halster Price is out of my hands. 
another seven. Oh my god! Another eighteen points of damage. But he takes five off of that, so it's the uh, can't do the math fast enough. Thirteen, 13. points of damage. Alistair is at negative seven hit points. Constitution score of 14. 14. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you're fine. But you are grappled by this thing. So he's unconscious. Grappled. And dying. It is Atticus's turn. He's still cowering in fear. But he's now, he can act next round. Get up, Top. damn you! Join the fight! Top around three. I cannot. Aldo. I can't. Go, run away. So true, save yourself. I'm leaving. Aldo, yeah, he's like knocked flat, sprawling. Oh, that's his right, he's prone. Going off next to him. He's, he's like, oh, his ears are ringing, he can't hear anything. He just sees Halser like gone limp, bleeding out. So he's like yelling, he can't hear himself. He's like, Best friend! Best friend! And he pulls out another bomb. And I hope this one goes a little bit better. Throws it. Daddy uh, 15. Uh that is a that is a 20. That is a 20 against touch. 20 against touch is a hit. Come on, kill him. Come on. I have to kill him now. Uh that is 13 points of fire damage. Still up. <sighs> You did, you did all you could, Aldo. did all you could. You did all you could. Here we go. Halster, roll to stabilize. DC, you're negative seven. DC, 17. Negative seven, yep. DC, 17. Fortitude. 18. Stabilizes. Wow, wow. We still got to get you out of there. 18. Stabilizes. Well, that's an interesting thing where, you know, I don't GM as much, particularly in Pathfinder, but it's it, dependent on monster behavior, right? Does it, like, it'll say, like, it will constrict until it kills a character or whatever. Sometimes, sometimes. it does. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Sometimes it does. Sometimes I just like to kill characters. Sometimes it's like, fine, there's a lot of people watching. You want to impress them. Uh, it is Sir Julie's turn. I don't want to say Aldo, excuse me, Halster's life is in your hands, Sir Julie. You've only known him for a little while. Um, you seem to get on well. Uh, you see this this creature from beyond just claw, constrict, claw again with the other hand. Just He's knocked him unconscious. He could do this to any one of you in one round. He missed on the first attack. What are you going to do, Sir Jules? Uh, I'm going to continue uh, smiting. I'm going to leave power, power attack on... Risky, maybe a little risk, but I want to make sure I do enough damage to put this thing down. I don't know what the HP situation is. With the greatsword. Haven't crit today. Haven't fumbled either. Uh, okay, this is another one of those tweener rolls. 18 to hit. Now, oh. do you, I, I don't think you get the flanking bonus now. No flanking bonus. He's unconscious. That is a miss. Oh, oh. no! Oh, Oh, oh! How would you leave power attack on? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to save your life, Grant. Yeah, you could have so done. I was trying like, to save your life. I bet this thing has four or less hit points. If a twenty would hit, yeah, you are a fool. <laughs> All right. Hey, you having fun cowering, cowering in fear over there? <laughs> this is the greatest, greatest will save fail I've ever had. 
Ugh. It really is. Uh, well, here's oh wait, the did cool you th- take the minus two to your AC because you're grappling? Sure. You're gra- you have the grapple Ooh. condition. You have a minus two to your AC. That is true, Grant. Why don't you just have the grapple condition on? What's the problem? I forgot to turn it on, and an 18 hits exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll take back everything I said about Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, really power attack all the Do way. It. That's what I was saying. All right, Ooh. 22 points of damage. 22 points of damage, and it's dead. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Working the rules. Working the rules. That's on me. I totally forgot. Well, you were talking all about it with haste and everything. I figured you would just put it on. Yeah, unless haste removes the... No, that doesn't do anything. That also means... That does give you an AC bonus. Oh, it's a plus one AC bonus. Oh, wait, you know what? Did you actually click on haste? Uh, I do have it on. Yeah, so okay. it's good. Okay. You know what? You said you hit me with a twenty. Did you? You said you hit me with a what earlier? A thirty. No, no, no. But before that, you hit me with like a twenty-one. One. While, yeah. There, it, you there should be taking roll. a minus two to your attacks as well. So I wouldn't. He even, did. He said that he was okay, pretty he did adamant the about it. Yeah, no, which that. is why I, I thought he put grappled on. Yeah, That's no, why I was do, surprised. I did half the math in my head, but I didn't do the other half. Absolutely insane. Oh so my god! god. Wait, how many god. hit points did it have? Eleven hit points left. Okay, so without now, power attack, definitely would have killed. I it. definitely would have killed. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. This dude falls to the ground, right? And Atticus, you're just uh, uh, cowering in fear as you you can hear this battle going on, but you like you, you can't. You're looking through closed fingers, and you look up and you see Sir Julie battling. You see uh, Halster fall limp in its arms, and your flashback to a memory. Of a family of four moving down a busy cobblestone street on a bleak, overcast day. There's a mother, a father, two small girls, all dressed in the simple garb of the lower classes. And they're navigating the crowded lane. Shops and carts are packed together like sardines along the narrow path while the shouts of hawkers and the unmistakable sound of coin changing hands ching, 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 echoes up and down the market street. Suddenly the little girls shout and go darting ahead through the crowd. The father yells in alarm, ah! and bumps into passers as he tries to catch up with the girls and the mothers following close behind. When they catch up, the girls have stopped at a corner where a box is set onto the stones like a like a little makeshift stage. On top of the box stands a much younger, much younger Atticus Grimm. He's like a teenager, perhaps, wearing a beaten brown suit, all frayed at the cuffs, perhaps a couple t- sizes too large for him, and on his head is a misshapen brown bowler hat. Ah, it seems we have some customers, sister. Shape up now. Shape up. Hop to. You see a rat folk girl, slightly younger than Atticus, dressed in a stained, rough-spun dress, hopping onto the stage next to him with a smile spread across her face. Who would like to see a little magic? The girls, they squeal with delight. First, 
I will need my little friend here. Pulls off his hat, and uh, from it crawls a, a scrawny brown rabbit. The girls look at each other and smile. They're excited, barely able to contain their anticipation. And then at that moment, their parents catch up with them. They arrive. Mom's like, girls, you can't run away from us like that. The father is out of breath from pushing through the crowd. He says to Atticus, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, we, we haven't the coin. We, we only have enough food for this week. I'm, I'm really terribly sorry. He's starting to pull the girls away. Oh, no, 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 sir. No, think nothing of it. Times are hard, of course. We can all understand that. I insist. We give your girls a show. The smile on their faces is the only payment we need. Atticus gives a look with his sister, who seems confused by his confident declaration that he'll perform for nothing. And the father's like, uh, no, really, we, we, we don't want to impose. Nonsense, nonsense. Now, this will only take a moment. Looks down at the rabbit. Mr. Fiddlesticks, let's make this quick so these fine people can be on their merry way. <laughs> So Atticus, Atticus sets Mr. Fiddlesticks, uh, <laughs> the rabbit, in his sister's hands and pulls from his pocket a, a smooth, round stone. He holds it up in front of the girls so that they can examine it, and then he releases it, but it doesn't drop. Instead, it impossibly just stays hovering right where he let it go. Girls are wide-eyed, their jaws dropped. He's sort of slowly, like, moving his hands around it, like, as if keeping it up there, floating, and he steps down off this little box, kind of next to them and the family, making a show of it, and he just says to the girl, the older-looking one, Go on. Try to grab it. So the older one, like, slowly reaches out, hesitant, almost afraid. The father can't help himself. He's fixated on the stone, and the heartbeat... Right before the little girl touches the stone, Mr. Fiddlesticks leaps wildly from Atticus's sister's grasp into the arms of the mother. And the mother's like, oh, screams in surprise and fear. <laughs> and we cut to a close-up of Atticus's hand as he's pulling a small, nearly empty point coin purse from the father's dirt-smeared pocket. In a heartbeat, Atticus has it out of the man's pants pocket and into his own chest pocket as he feigns surprise and goes running over to the panicked mother. Mr. Fiddlesticks! What has gotten into you? <laughs> As Atticus pulls the rabbit from the mother's flailing grasp, we see him deftly brush by her ring finger, taking back not only the rabbit, but slipping the woman's wedding ring off her hand as well. The parents calm down. The girls have never been happier, and no one seems <laughs> to be the wiser to what Atticus has done. In fact, the whole family bursts into laughter. <laughs> back into the hat with you, sir. Atticus makes a big, exaggerated show of placing the rabbit back in his cap where it seems to disappear as the hat goes back on. I'm sorry, folks. As you can see, truly, it wasn't worth a copper anyway. I will, however, need my magical stone back. He makes a fake serious expression at the girl who grabbed the stone. It is, after all, a bead from the necklace of the great Saint Ebony herself. The girls look at each other and their parents in stunned amazement. The girl hands the stone back, and then the family waves, goes on their way. A moment later, Atticus's expression drops, and he becomes deadly serious. His sister just looks at him with surprise. What was that? We have to go. Now. What? 
She realizes what he did. You didn't. I did. Atticus, they don't even have enough money for food. Oh, it'll be fine. Grab your things. Let's what go. What's wrong with you? You want to lecture me, Bex? Do it down the street. Now grab your things. Let's go. She reluctantly grabs her wooden box. So does he. There's a large leather case, a donation jar, and disappear into the afternoon throng as if they've never been there. Mist blots out the scene. And then from that mist, we hear sounds of a struggle. A man like, please, please don't, please, please. And we rise up out of the mist to see a man that looks hauntingly similar to the man that almost just killed Halster and perhaps all of you, but now he's human and he's lying on the ground and he's being held down by Burl the orc covered in tattoos he's holding him down an old woman stands nearby just shaking her head it's Mrs. O'Lady you, Atticus Walk slowly up to, to the man who's just begging for his life. He's like, please, please, I don't know what I did, but please, don't, please. And you just smile. And then you take a club and you smash his face. And you just keep smashing and smashing and smashing and smashing until his face is completely caved in. Mrs. O'Lady just looks away. Even the big burly orc can barely watch and we come back and you remember and we'll see you after the intermission <laughs> oh my god okay okay <laughs> Sir Julie might have to rethink some of her associations. Yeah, I know <laughs> these guys suck. Yikes. <laughs> See you guys in a little bit. We'll be back. See you soon. Oh, baby, we are back. What a first half. What a first half. Can we outdo ourselves in the second half and the final leg? Of this two-day marathon. I think we can. I think we can, but it's going to be tough because that fight, that fight was great. (laughs) It had all the ups and downs that you want a fight to have. I don't know. There are fights you're just like, just get this over with. And there's fights when, like, you just want to win and win outright. But, like, when you can overcome that type of, like, you know, Grampy and like, wait, did you have grappling on? That's a minus two. And that saved it. It's like we're all trying to solve a problem together. Yep. There's so many friggin' rules. And you, and you hope that you do it right. I mean, it's just, what a beautiful combat. That was I need great. to thank whatever large pharmaceutical company produces these four milligram nicotine lozenges that I've been sucking on. <laughs> <laughs> if I was, like, one of those superstitious smokers that kept a lucky to like remind me every day of how I used to smoke that would have been gone during this break <laughs> but luckily I have these guys you know it makes you wonder now that's two days in a row two big combats out of five or however many that like Elster almost died when that starts to happen that character is I, in, in our history they're marked, marked for death yeah <laughs> What do you think, Halster? Is this is are you going to give me a short book for you? Yeah, this is what I wanted to kick it over. To. What about you, Grant? Did you think that was a thrilling, amazing combat? <laughs> oh, it was terrifying. It was thrills and chills. But you know what? Some people often complain in their relationships that the thrill is gone. BB King once said this. However, 
A combat like that will bring you right back to why you love to play this game. I was so infested. I was slumping in my seat. You saw me cover my eyes. None of that was for show. None of that was added panache to, 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 to try to play it up to camera. I was just literally terrified for Halster's life because I think Halster has some cool stuff to go through. And he was such a scaredy cat in the uh, asylum and didn't get to do a ton. I see this book opening up a lot for him. And uh, it was just like all, you know, we've, we've all had characters leave. Um, and sometimes they get to do what they wanted to do, and sometimes they don't, and Halster is definitely not. Anyway. Yeah. Leave is an interesting term for what happens on our shows. Yeah. (laughs) We've had plenty of characters exit. (laughs) (laughs) Gracefully exit. I just love the image of the Revenant grappling, grappling, grappling Halster. Sir Julie takes a swing. Oh, actually, it ended up hitting, but, like, at the moment, I was like, oh, and she just takes a big cut and misses. And then Aldo is front, like it's that that play where the pitcher gets knocked off the mound and they recover the ball and they're throwing from the sea their pants across the field and it's like <laughs> with a bomb. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. That was a, a creature known as a revenant, and uh, for you to be fighting a revenant at this level, uh, it's a, it's extreme. You guys are fourth level. It's a CR six ca- character, but they they hit like a CR seven. Uh, you know, it's so crazy. So they, they have two claws, but with haste, there's three claws. 1d8 plus 11 damage. Uh, Sorry, how does that work? It's just they, they cast haste, like, just to nitpick, like, right now. So it has this ability called... When did he called, cast haste? It has this ability called reason to hate. And so uh, it's the Revenant's existence is fueled by hatred for its murderer. So when a revenant encounters its murderer, it gains the benefits for a, for a, of a haste spell that lasts as long as the murderer remains in sight. <laughs> That's awesome. So right when it saw you, haste went into effect, and it just lasts. So yeah, that 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 plus four to attack, damage, grapple, and only triggered because we went this way. Sorry to interrupt. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, it's, it's, I don't want to lift the curtain too don't much. Don't ask questions. You know what the answer is. <laughs> what does Revenant come from? Like, what lore is that? Yeah, I don't know. Because it's, it's a corporeal undead, which is weird. And it might not be in, like, in earlier iterations of D&D, I feel like it was an incorporeal undead. Uh, more it ghostly says, apparition. According but, to Wikipedia, uh, it's derived from the old French word, Revenant, meaning the returning... Uh, oh, they're part of various cultures, including Old Irish, Celtic, and Norse mythology. I always love when a concept that you know you play around with in Pathfinder uh, is drawn from folklore that is in multiple societies that didn't really interact. But you, you know what I mean. You know, it's just such a purely human fear of like it's, it's that Jungian thing yeah if I murder somebody like they are going to hunt me down for the rest of my days and kill me uh, it's just it's really cool so when the uh, DiCaprio movie came out I was just like I know exactly what that's about <laughs> like just from the title <laughs> and it's only for playing D&D at Pathfinder all these years yeah it was great you know truth be told I think my plan was uh, to release Halster and go after Atticus because I really wanted to kill Atticus that, or like that's what Ugh. the character's inclination was is to like go after Atticus with haste. I could have got there in one round, 
clawed you, grabbed you, and constricted you because you were just sitting there cowering in fear. And I get I get even more bonuses against you because you were his murderer. So, I mean, it was just guaranteed hit, guaranteed mega damage. Uh, it would have been even more damage. You could get more damage against the, uh, the object of your hate and then, like, grab and then constrict. I mean, that would have put you in, in a bad in Well, a bad the first way. round, the first... The first complete round that you put on Halster would have put me unconscious. Just mm-hmm. the first two hits. The hit and the constrict. Yeah. Uh, add on the third hit, and he would have been permanently dead in one round, one series of attacks. Yeah. Wow. I, wonder if, I wonder if you could, like, hit, grab, constrict, release the grab. Hit, grab, constrict, release the grab. Hit. I don't see why not. Maybe you can't. I've never I've never toyed around with that, but just thinking out loud, that would be it'd just be no fun for the players. But uh, I think allowable by the rules. Anyways, I think the more important thing out of all of this uh, is this this flash that Atticus gets uh, a tale of two Atticai. Uh, this this sort of young teenage grifter stealing from the poor, the reverse Robin Hood. And then it flashes from there to him murdering a guy while his friends stand by and watch and hold the guy down. And Atticus sees this and he he remembers it. Little pieces of the memory are starting to come back for some of you. Halster, you told me during the break, not Halster, but Grant, that you... <laughs> Uh, Troy, are you talking to Halster now? Right now? <laughs> is Halster, is Halster here in the room? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Grant, you said that you, uh, you were very honest when you said that you rolled the wrong save to stabilize yourself, and you had actually failed the save to stabilize. And the only reason this matters is it would have brought you to negative eight, and so mm-hmm. someone just needs to get to you and uh, put the potion down so you don't die. I don't think Wait, what happened? He I rolled a fortitude does. save instead of a constitution save. So I pass, uh, but with my yep, fortitude very, modifier as, as opposed to my constitution modifier. Very simple mistake to make, yeah. yeah. So, But you have enough rounds uh, to get to him, take a potion. Just one of you remove a potion from your uh, belt. Unless Sir Julie can lay hands on him, I don't know. I cannot uh, with my archetype. So That's Sir okay. Julie takes a round to lean on a greatsword and say, Oof! That was a real doozy, wasn't it? <laughs> and then she's just, just like blood is just gushing blood. out of his neck. <laughs> he's like, who's next round? Ooh, not as young as I used to be. And then <laughs> next round, she's like, oh. And then the next round, she walks over and uh, puts it in. <laughs> and he's, he's permanently dead. <laughs> no, no, he had, a, he had a few more rounds. Uh, all right, so you're able to uh, take a potion, give yourself your 1DA plus whatever it is. Okay. Back. Uh, but yeah, Atticus, what's running through your head through all this? Um, he, he sees this, this memory and it really frightens him. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to try to kind of play it the way I felt, you know, as a player, I was just like, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you're taking my character and you're making him do something I would never have him do. Like, you know, he's a bit of a dick, but like, that's different from like pummeling a person's face into mush well past the point of their death. Uh, and I, I'm shocked by it and really offended. And so uh, I feel like he must have to some degree the, the same reaction, I would hope. And so um, I'll just have him 
So he'll walk up and, you know, like just completely freaked out. And as Halster, uh, as Serge Willie is just administering potion after potion to Halster, uh, bringing him back, he's going to walk up kind of wide-eyed to Aldo. Uh, and he'll he'll just walk up and say, Aldo, I knew him. His face, I, I recognized it. Did you, have you, since we were in the, the asylum, have you, have you remembered anything about yourself, about who you are, beyond what we read in that document? Have you remembered anything? Have I remembered anything, like my flashback or anything? Was that me remembering it? Yeah, or that- I'm just imagining like our flashbacks are like things we remember, I would think. Dreams, yeah. memories... Yeah, so as Atticus is talking to you, look at the guy, or I guess he's probably just a pile of dust now where he's undead, but you like think back to what his face looked like, and you feel like you were there too, and you f- a name pops into your head, Clin, Clin, and you were told to do that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think he's like, he almost like, like he's hit in the face, this memory that he participated in that. He's, he's clean. Clean. Is that the name? Clean, right? Yes. Yes, it must be. It rings a bell. Clean. Blimey, hell. Did we do that? I did it, Aldo. I did it. I, I smashed his head into pieces. Why? Why would I do such a thing? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's out of character from the man I know. Not do that. But it happened. I wouldn't. I know. I mean, is, uh, look out there. I. He looks across at Sir Julian Halster. Sir Julian is like nursing Halster back. Like, do you think Sir Julie he- can hear you? No, right? Sure. sure. Do you, you think she, she can? All right. Well, uh, I will say, like, b- b- everything we've said so far, no. Um, but we'll he'll look across and he'll turn back to Aldo. Yeah, I guess you're right. We are a good 25, 30 feet away, and he's just sort of whispering. He's so shocked. So he'll just turn back and just say, Aldo, I'm going to confess something to you. I've had more than just that memory. There have been others as well. Flashes. Nothing I can really put my hand on. But I know that I I had done some things in, in the pursuit of wealth, fame, simple greed, things that were based on a certain distrust of humans... They're meeting you and Sir Julie and Halster. It's been very different. But I feel like for many, many years I had a great distrust for humans. But I never, Aldo, never once thought of myself as going around murdering humans. Don't know why I would have done it. I don't know. Do you know 
He'd do something to you? Why would we... Wait. Mrs. O'Lady was there as well. Yeah. I remember it. Mrs. O'Lady wouldn't do something like that. No, no. Unless we were, like you said, told to do it. Ordered. Perhaps it's the Count. Perhaps it's in his service. We did this and we must have had good reason. I suppose. I don't and know. He's like I mean, trying, sorry, go ahead. Well, it's like, I, I think the more this is coming up, the more I'm thinking us not having these memories of who we were might have been a blessing as much as a curse. I don't think I, I don't know if I like the people we were. Little bit that I've I've been able to remember. I'm starting to agree with you. I started feeling it only a few days ago when we first met Sir Julie. Sir Julie, is he coming he is, around? He's coming around now. Excellent. Uh, Sir Julie slaps Halster across the face. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair expends all of his remaining fervor and uh, channels positive energy all at once and swallows a potion of cure light wounds to get almost back up to full HP. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I left power check on for that slap. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't modify your strength bonus by 1.5. You can't dual wield a slap. slap. That's true. I cannot dual wield a slap. (laughs) Did you two hand that slap? I two handed that slap. (laughs) Two hands, excuse me. Aldo is going to rush in <laughs> to keep you to keep Halser from consu- using any consumables. He's going to give him a cure light wounds of his own. Oh, he needs it. Yeah, and I'll, then he's going to. Do you need it still? After uh, I mean, I can uh, give myself back the cure light in case that's useful later. If, if yes, yeah. Can, yeah, take back any consumables. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so it behaves the same way. So I'll just change the the balance later. Thank you. Thank you, best friend. He's <laughs> coughing up the last bit of blood that the uh, revenant squeezed out of his lungs. Hosta. Atticus gets down, gets his like rat face like right in your face. Ooh. He's like, I have to ask you something very important. I know that both of us were afeard of the creature, turned away from it immediately, but in those final moments before he put you down, did you recognize him did you ever see him before now this is interesting I didn't hear Halster's name in that flashback so I don't know if Halster saw that person or not um, yeah you, you hear the name Clint and like everything else you're like it sounds familiar but it also doesn't sound familiar I, you can't quite place it and that makes sense because I okay. think our memories are coming back to us at like different rates and at different times. So, no, it's, it's it's all a foggy mess, just like parts of the asylum. Trying to look outside of it, I can't. I can't peer into my own memories. All right. Well, I think we. He exchanges a look with Aldo. I think we have to dig a little bit more to find out what what put us into this situation. And maybe we could right some of the wrongs we've done. I hope so. Uh, Not just you. Sorry, go on. 
Well, in the meanwhile, I have set up a lot of explosives in this residential area, so we might want to get a move on. Yes, I'm sure they heard it. Let's go. Yeah, this is a unique adventure path in that you really have to put up a lot of trust both in me and in the game because it's kind of written, without spoiling anything, for you to just not have a lot of control over who these people were. But, um, you know, you have to trust the process that all shall be revealed at some point. Uh, But it's tough. Like you said, Joe, you're like, my character would never beat someone to death. Or like Aldo yesterday, like, my character would never be in a weird cult orgy, you know? But you have to, something's going on here, and if anything, it should make you want to really get to the bottom of what the hell happened to us. What well, was our connection to this guy? I feel like we're responsible for crafting the characters that we are coming in out of, the, out of this fugue in the asylum. Those are our characters. What happened before that, we don't know about it, and it's not really under our... Looking yeah, yeah. Totally, that, totally. But that's why I have you do these flashbacks because it allows you some element of control over like the people you'd like them to be. Right. Um, whereas for some of you, it seems like something happened. Others, maybe you were always destined for a track of murdering people in the streets. But you make your way back to the sleepless detective agency. You knock on the door. And uh, once again, it takes a couple knocks before uh, the woman who answered the first time answers. She says, oh, you're back. Um, uh, Please come in. And she's a little more courteous this time, uh, although still giving Atticus a side eye, an accusatory eye, not unlike their logo. (laughs) This time time he's a little less confident. He casts his eyes down a little bit quicker. His last time, even when she was, like, giving him shit, he was just kind of, like, he just told her the truth, you know? He's like, I have no memory of what you're talking about. We were, you know, patients in an asylum because of our amnesia, and we're trying to get to the bottom of why, you know, we were dicks. But now it's like it goes well beyond lighting up a few interns <laughs> with, like, <laughs> you know, uh, foul language. This is This is a whole different layer that he's sort of, knowing about himself and now he doesn't want to be known as like a murderer mm-hmm. how's he supposed to get on take morality out of it for a second even though that's a small part of it for me I'm trying to remove that because he already has loose morals just like he doesn't want to go to prison <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like he doesn't want to like spend the rest of his life locked away because of what he did before so now he's getting very nervous around these essentially cops Right, I mean, sleepless detective agency—they're private, etc. But like, yeah, private detectives. Yeah, they're—they could turn you over to law enforcement if they felt like it. I would like to think that it would at least be difficult to get your character into handcuffs being a magician. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, what about that? That's from a—that's from a show. What show is that? From the guy's like, uh, like, forget it. Don't don't what's the, guy, what's the guy like on the show, Troy? He's like, ah, he always is it him? I don't yeah, think it's arrested. Though. Maybe somebody, it is. they get arrested and he constantly just gets out of the handcuffs. Somebody in chat said it. I'm sorry, something the something. I don't remember your name, but throw it up there if you're still watching. But they were just like illusions, Michael. Like, oh yeah. I said it. I said that out loud. Yeah, yeah, it's just so good. 
Um, so she, this time, rather than making you stand in the foyer, she or foyer, she um, ushers you into a, a sitting room office of sorts. It's kind of like a conference room, but it's very small. Um, she says, I'll, I'll let uh, Cesaria know you're here. Uh, and after a minute, uh, she comes in. She says, uh, please sit. And so you all sit together around this table. She lights up a long cigarette. What did you uh, discover out uh, on the beach? There was a druid um, who had taken control of the cave and manned it with some fearsome creatures of the wild. Uh, I, her business we don't know. She attacked us when we arrived and we fought to the death. He's not making eye contact. She was, I think, the source of the trouble there. There is no witch, and the cave has been cleared out. So, you no longer need worry about it, and you could send whoever you like there to investigate. Hmm. It was rather deadly. Sir Julie almost lost her life. But she prevailed with the light of Serenray. Ah, yes, well, it is just as I suspected. Nothing relevant to what's actually going on. You didn't see any bodies of people taken, any, uh, any, uh, kidnapped no. victims or any sort no, of no. She was a poisoner, though. She was clearly making some sort of poisons. We found a lot of alchemical equipment. We also, uh, we found this note. Hmm. And he shows her the note. And she reads the note. Well, this is interesting. She stands up and goes over to a side table and starts rifling through some papers, pulls something out. Pulls another thing out. Well, you may have stumbled onto something here. Melisen mm-hmm. is the Count's assistant that took over during his absence. The one that uh, turned away the uh, citizens that went to inquire after the account after the Count when uh, people started going missing. It's very interesting. Why would she want poisons? Wait. Wait. I'm remembering something. Courtesy of chat. I had, ru- <laughs> I had rushed us. Chat. I rushed us out of that room. The room where we fought the creature fungus. Phantom mean, fungus. Phantom fungus. Mean fungus. We had forgotten to further analyze the human bones that were lied within. There's a chance that your missing people may have been killed, could have been there, but there were no fresh corpses, only bones. Hmm. It says dream-inducing bruise. Was she lulling people to sleep and feeding them to her creatures? I mean, were there, how many bones were there? Were missing dozens of people. Not to mention the magistrate and the count and the accuser and her group. How many were there? The the pile didn't seem large at all. If there were three or four bodies, you'd be you'd be surprised. Uh, yeah. Bones, or rather, certainly people that just wandered into that cave like you did. The bones of three or four people, not three or four human bones. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe um, there was enough for three or four people. Perhaps the remains of three, four, nothing coming close to a dozen. Yeah, no, it sounds incidental, if anything. 
I also have a suspicion. This, if you say that this woman was the Count's assistant, and she's ordering these dream-inducing toxins, I wonder if it's not possible that the Count was feeding us this very substance, poisoning our minds. Mm. Maybe it could explain my behavior in your place of business, for which I apologize. And did it's, you talk to her about your experience on Briarstone and, and the dreams and whatnot, or did we sort of hand wave that? Uh, no, we said that we were patients there. We said we didn't go into great detail about, you know, we didn't talk about treatment or anything like that. We, we, oh, and we never said that, like, that the reason that we were released is because the entire place broke down from this, like, dream attack. Yeah, and no one has been freaked out when we mentioned the asylum. They haven't said, like, we can't even see the asylum. We've been cut off from it due to this yellow fog. Like, no one has brought up how there's been... I, I imagine there's no communication with the asylum. At least as we left, it was still shrouded in fog. There's been nothing said by anyone in Thrushmore about that. Yeah, there's no phone, so it's not like... Um, this probably the news of the asylum is trickling over to Thrushmore uh, and infiltrating just as quickly as you are. And you haven't even you, you've probably been there 24 hours at this point. We don't know if people would believe our stories about the Onerogen and like everything else that we saw there. Right. Although this is a town that does believe that the Briarstone Witch is back and the second vanishing is upon us. So you might be surprised what they'll believe. But for somebody <laughs> as sharp as Cisadia, um she's given pause at these facts if you start to maybe reveal a little bit more she's like well this is very interesting I'll level with you um, you know how I feel about uh, my prior uh, beliefs on who you were but uh, like I said to you actions speak louder than words and you do seem sincere in your interest in uh, getting to the bottom of this figuring out what happened to the Count and really figuring out what happened to yourselves. Hearing about dream-inducing potions that his uh, assistant, who's now, for all intents and purposes, in charge of Iris Hill, is interested in, and that you can't remember certain things, it it adds up to certain Fine. things that we've been thinking about as well. Hmm. Such as... I said to you yesterday that the Count is a bit of an odd fellow. Um, he comes from a long line of of laws that have run... Odd fellows. Odd. <laughs> a long line of other odd fellows. <laughs> you know, his father was a, a stern man uh, and uh, died uh, right after his wife died of the same sickness happened rather suddenly. The Count was just a boy, but he was put into power. He was old enough to uh, take over, but his interests seemed to lie in uh, the esoteric, scholarly pursuits. Between you and I, I think he is the type of person that came into power and maybe didn't want that. Maybe wanted to, to be respected as a, uh, as a scholar, and frankly wasn't. And so I'm under the impression that this is a man that has spent his whole life trying to prove something to others, to those who doubt him, to those who doubt his wisdom. Hmm. Now, I tell you this in confidence, and it is uh, 
not uh, completely verified, but this is where we're at so far with the investigation. We here at the Sleepless Detective Agency are under the impression that the Count was embezzling money from the magistrate, from the town. You know, the magistrate is in charge of it to fund his own expeditions in search of this great knowledge that he's concerned of. What that is, I do not know. But to me, if you're sending a royal accuser here, it has more to do with a lot of problems than just one singular problem of a missing count. So I think he was taking money from the coffers, using it to fund his own research and his travels. Maybe he took a little too much and uh, ran off with it. Now, whether or not the magistrate was involved, we don't know, but the magistrate is missing, and that is what accuser Omari went to Fort Halecourse to find out. To find out what happened with the magistrate. I feel as if finding that out is the key to finding out where Laos is. Because perhaps they were working together, or perhaps the magistrate got in the way. Either way, Hail course is key. Mm. Mm. But the constable won't allow anyone in. Certainly won't allow anyone from the sleepless detective agency in. But then again, four of you aren't from the sleepless detective agency, are you? No, you seem to march to your own beat. Maybe that's something you would want to... uh, take a look at and then we could uh, reconnect have you yeah. spoken with Winter yet? No we have not seen her yet not seen. is she back? Has she arrived as well? No uh, she hasn't come here at least you should try and find her before you do anything because she had an, uh, an intimate relationship with the accuser at least as a subordinate uh, being armed with that information would help you before you went looking after Omari. So if I were you, I would find Winter, speak with her, gain as much knowledge as you can about the accuser and what Winter knew and what the accuser knew. Uh, and then uh, perhaps take a look at Fort Hale course. Mm. Can I sense motive on her? Yeah. Natty 19. Uh, 26. Nice. She seems like a straight shooter. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I didn't know. Maybe like maybe she was. Maybe she. I couldn't remember. If, like she was trying to play the royal accuser or get like against somebody else and wanted to like inflate yeah. the detective agencies. She's been a little and, slippery, but I think it's because she's in a way she doesn't trust you, so she's using you. But she also would like you to succeed so that you could help her. So it's this. It's this give and take where she's wary about who you are, uh, how much she's really letting, willing to let on, and how much she's willing to take a chance on. Sending you out to that cave was just like a flyer, but now if she's going to get you involved with a real investigation, that's a different matter altogether. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, well we should try to find Winter. Yeah. We're also not opposed to working uh, on a freelance basis strictly for you, uh, assuming the price is right. I, don't, I haven't spoken to my colleagues about this, but I think we'd all be in agreement. 
Right. Well, I, we're not uh, in the market for new detectives right now. However, I will say a few staff employees. No, of course we understand. No, no. But a couple yeah. of contractors. No health insurance. It's really under the table. No insurance. No taxes. I will say we have a lot of open cases right now. Money doesn't come in until those cases are closed. Should well, you assist in this investigation and it leads to actual results and I can start closing the books on some of these things, I think there's no reason that you can't be uh, rewarded for your Wonderful. Work. That's all taken, I owe you. We trust each other. That's fine. Right. That's all we wanted. Just, uh, put a bug in your ear. We're just talking, right? You don't work on an hourly rate system plus expenses as is standard? We can talk about their cash. They've got a cash flow problem at the moment, Sister Julie. Weren't you listening? (laughs) Yes, I understand. So when they're more liquid, then we can expect to be paid. Just keep your receipts, I'd advise. Sounds like they need an accountant. Did you work an hourly shift while you were in the world wound? No, I am pledged to Saren Ray. Are you pledged in the service of a god or goddess? Yes. The god of truth. <laughs> Which one is that? Uh, Jimothy. <laughs> Jimothy. Jimothy, the god of truth. He is the all-powerful. Ne- true neutral. And all-knowing. He is true neutral. Uh, he is friendly with Abadar, but hates Desna. <laughs> hates Desna with a passion. Dude, this keeps coming up. Lane. I've got a feeling Troy hates Desna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> it's a common awesome. theme. I don't. I don't worship Jimothy. <laughs> Jimothy worshippers tend to dislike Desna. Apparently, Zoles is a god of truth. In, in some circles. Many he's names. known as Zoles and Jimothy. In other, this uh, part of the world... You would know. You, yes. You're a religion expert. I would think you would know this, Sir Julie. But in this part of the world, he is commonly known as Jimothy. You know, Two I names see. for the same entity, Sir Julie. Exactly. Yes, yes. As, as a paladin, I'm, I'm not familiar with religion. Wow. You, you know what's funny about that, though, is Zoles is the first Google result. and It's an archdemon lord. So the more likely yeah. one uh, <laughs> uh, is, is actually named Jimothy? Mott uh, or Matt. As uh, if you let it's both A's turn into that, uh, which is a the Osirian, an ancient, an ancient yep. Osirian. Oh yeah, yeah. There's many names in Galarian. It is Jimothy. Mat is the concept of the spirit, I think, in old Egyptian, right? Yes, right. Yeah. The Azoles <laughs> is a powerful Archon Imperial Lord dedicated to investigation, truth, and determination. That's it. That's what she worships. There you go. You worship a demon lord? I worship the truth! <laughs> now, let's not, let's not get into a discussion about religion. We want she to stay friendly here. Up. Get out! All right! <laughs> <laughs> I, I must point point a finger in Sir Julie's face. Deep down, in places you don't talk about at parties, <laughs> you want me on that wall. <laughs> I'm going to have to write a letter. Your little paladin parties. <laughs> I won't Sir rest Julie until feels... you have a symbol of Jimothy on that breastplate. <laughs> Sir Julie feels she's going to have to write a write a letter 
to the uh, to whatever order of knights are in the area, warning them that the detective agency that owns the largest building in town seems to be uh, worshiping a demon lord. Oh, and you mean a demon worshiping detective agency? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they've been here problems. for years. They're great. There's two problems. It's that they probably shouldn't be worshiping demons. Like that's uh, uh, right off the bat. That's bad for your image. And second, the overhead is ridiculous. You are in the biggest building in town, and you're a detective agency. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do your detecting in the building. I'm sorry. What's your rent? I'm sorry. Zoles, like, is a, Zoles is an imperial lord. He's yeah, a, an archon imperial lord. I misread oh. archon as archdemon as I was uh, quickly reading through it. That is my mistake. Oh, yeah, wow. That's a big difference, Grant, because difference. it's not just a, just, it's not just a demon. It's an archdemon. I mean, <laughs> I'm no detective. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good... It's a good, uh, a good deity. Of course Zoles. it is. It's the truth. Sure. Zoles sure or it is. Nothing That's could be good. wrong with the truth. That's a good deity. All right. What do you want to do? Do you want to get out of here and go to New Chapel to check in with Winter? Yeah. All right. So you start heading to New Chapel. Let's go back to the uh, city map. City map, city map, city map, map, map. Sorry, city I'm map, just trying. Map, I'm still map, processing map, map, map. the idea of a of a <laughs> of the biggest business in town being a detective agency that worships <laughs> a demon lord. <laughs> <laughs> Edgy man, that's very cool. Like, it gets in with Gen Z like you wouldn't imagine. Again, you're jumping to a lot of conclusions. It is the biggest roof in town. We're not 100 percent sure that it's the biggest Giant building. <laughs> it's just like Very an obscenely structure. Well, they have again. a lot of open patio space to uh, cater to the homeless. But again, that's, that's even more is. literally, this is the problem: is the amount of overhead. <laughs> you can cut that right off. Oh, got him! God, that was so good. <laughs> you guys got to come to these live shows because jokes like that just keep they flying fly. the whole time. Why out of our mouths? Into the <laughs> and they're better because the people are all—they've been drinking and they laugh easier, right. and right. then it makes it seem to everyone who hasn't been drinking like the jokes are funnier. Right. That's As this was coming up, I, I was listening to some old live shows, also digging for the research uh, results. They're really fun. And they're really fun. The crowds so get into it. Fun. They're loud. They're rowdy. And I don't mean in the bad way, like talking over us, rowdy. I mean, like when funny things happen, it's just elevated because all these people are like, Wah! at the same time, too. It's uh, it's freaking great. It's my favorite. Speaking, speaking of rowdy, uh, I think we're still we're still good right now. But uh, for the first time in a year, I've had an issue with VMix. So I think we're stuck on the stream. And uh, as soon as you're done talking about the city, Troy, I might have to restart it in order to continue the live I think we're good, stream. buddy. I'm watching it right now. Uh, I know, but the rest of it is uh, non-responsive, so I can't switch away from the screen. Oh, the actual program is Yeah, it's still running in the background, oh. but uh, it's got like a, a, a basically a spinning rainbow ball, you know, that happens on Max or just grayed out. On well, we Windows. can just stay on this screen for a while, right? Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but at a certain point, we'll see. Uh, as soon as you say to switch, I'll let you know where it is and if it's become responsive since then. Yeah, just give it a few minutes. Sometimes those things, like, they will take literally five minutes and then yeah. become responsive for some reason. Uh, we'll just, right, well, we'll let's talk about the map for 25 minutes real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for 25 minutes real quick. <laughs> real quick. So you're, you're over at Sleepless Detected Agency, which, like I said, is right in the middle, uh, basically, of the entire uh, city of Thrushmore. And now you're going to head back down this road. You're basically doing one big loop to go to 
New Chapel. I will tell you, if you've talked to anyone, way out here in the distance to the northeast, that's Old Chapel. Oh. Oh, I was wondering where that name came from. It's Mm. like they traded in their square footage for a more central location. Location, location, location. Yeah. And a river and an ocean view or lake yeah. view, lakefront view. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 God. Wait. Oh, give me a second. What? Just, What's wrong? Just what give me a do? second. I think he's got a drop. I got it. I got Ah, oh, my goddamn mouse froze. It's so timely with those drops. Oh. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> wish you would have warned me. It's terrible. It's like, <laughs> what? Oh. Oh, oh well, there you go. What impeccable timing. Much like real estate is all about location, comedy is all about timing. <laughs> yeah, you really nailed, nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Picked that up off the glass. Picked that up off the glass cannon sound drop sirenscape set, which you can purchase on our website for nine ninety nine right now. Giving it away. Have it in your own games. Uh, all right, so there it is. New chapel. Now you know where old chapel is. And where is the where is the fort? Is that this northernmost? Uh, it is indeed, yeah. The uh, fort's right near where you're staying. Very convenient. Oh. Very convenient. Uh, you Perfect. want to be close to the venue, so that's good. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Iris Hill, as you've asked around, is up here to the northwest. Uh, this sort of like estate. And that would make sense. That's on the tallest, tallest hill. And Iris Hill you is the Count's home. Yeah. Yes, yes. And all you know about that is that just like the Fort Hill course, they're not letting anybody in, and he grew a big uh, hedge around the place so no one can even access it. Question for you guys, the players. If you had to guess, if you had to bet your own money, would you be betting your money that the uh, Count's residence is the dungeon crawl to boss fight of the end of book two? Or do you think we're going to move out of Thrushmore by the end of book two? I think this whole book is Thrushmore. Yeah, I think we're going to the Count's residence at the very end yep. for the throwdown. There's some or, up with the, he- the hedge is like magic. There's yeah. nightmares in it, and we get through, and there's more like crazy stuff. That's what I think. Unless it's like a Carrion Hill situation where we get there and find that something has happened, and then we find that the whole town is beset upon by some sort of evil monster. Mm. Yeah. 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 You know what's so cool is spending some time prepping uh, a town uh, adventure again. It brings me back to uh, to True Now, like I said, mm-hmm. but it also uh, really resonates me as we're creating our new world together yeah. for Glass Cannon 2.0. And like, I, I'm constantly thinking about it. I had a meeting with Jason Bullman this week going over uh, the first part of our adventure, and he told me to get this book, uh, Cobalt Guide to World Building. <gasps> sure, it's like a pamphlet. Oh. That's where Matthew gets all of his spells from. It's, yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> Cobalt Press. it's third party, Troy. I would put that yeah, away. I, you you know, I, I, I hesitated at first, but it had five, <laughs> five stars on uh, Amazon. But it's great. It's got essays by Wolfgang Bauer and Monty Cook. And, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, it's just, again, super Not short. exactly just, lightweights. Yeah, 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 no, heavy hitters, and it just talks about like, oh, so it's basically, so you want to build your own world, and that's what we're doing. And so I love, I love getting more steeped in small little areas like this, because it makes you think of like, 
what kind of world do we want to create? And we've been mm-hmm. talking behind the scenes now for well over a year of the kind of world that you guys want to play in, the kind of world that I want to run. And so, uh, you know, it's just nice to get back to a, a town like this because it reminds me of those. Because you got to think small before you can think big. You can't be like, I want ice kingdoms and dragons flying everywhere. You know, you got to start small <laughs> yeah. and go go big. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Also, by the way, I think I've come up with my character that I want to play for 2.0. You have. You Go have. On. All right. so Give us all later. the details. Yeah. So has Matthew Capitacasa. So have I, oh, okay. Yeah. All, right. all right. Isn't that crazy? So far yeah. away from that, and you guys already know. Joe's getting nervous. He's like, oh, shit, did they pick, did they pick my class? I'm, I'm, I need to know both your classes in advance. I will okay. not build a character until I know okay. all the other three classes. Okay. Just letting you know that up front. As long as you both worship Jimothy, God of Truth. (laughs) (laughs) Jimothy's the archdemon, I think. That's the archdemon. (laughs) Jimothy, our God of Truth. Yes. Every God of Truth has two faces. One is Zol's, the other is Jimothy. (laughs) (laughs) As you make your way through town, just doing a big loop from the shore to the fight with the Revenant to Sleepless Detective Agency, coming back around as the day is winding down. A uh, long day of walking. Hope you had your Fitbits on because you got plenty of steps today. Plenty of steps. Plenty of yep. steps. <laughs> you make your way towards New Chapel, hopefully, uh, so you'll have a chance to reconnect with winter. As you arrive at New Chapel, you see a crowd of townsfolk gathering and congregating in front of another building uh, right nearby the cathedral, like two doors over. It it, it grabs your attention because they're like shouting at the front door and you see a a guy come out and they're shouting like, get out of here, you coward! Get out here, it's time to fess up! Oh no. It's Martin Luther! So, so the the guy comes out of his cottage. Stop vandalizing our door! Well, and to be clear, he, this is, they're not yelling at the church. It's a building right next to the church, but you can't help but see it. Uh, Martin Luther's brother. <laughs> you get out of that house, Martin Luther's get brother. Gary Luther. Get out of here, Gary Luther. His brother's hiding out next door. Get him Jer- Jerry Luther, naturally inspired by his brother, posted the 55 theses because he didn't have time for all 95. Yeah. The door He's of the not butchers. a hard worker. He's just not I wish his brother's name was Vandros Luther. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yes. Well, Jerry was just a nickname. Right. Vandros. They Vandros. called me Vandros. I'm a half elf. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, you do see this tall, thin, possibly half elf, possibly elf walk out of the building that they're yelling at. Blonde hair, deep gray eyes, cool little goatee, and he's like, "Please, Ooh. please, please! I have, I have, I have nothing to do with this. You have to believe me, please." And people are like, ah, we know it's you. We know it's you. Tell us the truth. Do you guys want to deal with this at all? It seems a little weird. Yeah, Atticus, like, jumps right into the fray. He's just After like. After I chuck a bomb at the crowd. Yeah, so bomb <laughs> first. Bomb <laughs> first. Gigantic <laughs> explosion. <laughs> oh, God! You get to choose four God. members of the crowd to save, Skid, and you're playing God yeah. right now. I feel like God. This is who's a coward now. <laughs> it's like a family's running away on fire. Ah. Sir Julie jumps in. Tell us the truth. Jimothy demands it. (laughs) (laughs) Jimothy demands the truth. (laughs) The archdemon of truth demands it. My mother's leg was blown off. 
all right, so what do you do? Do you do join yeah, he the just, crowd? He just, like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, no, he just steps into the crowd, and he, he's just like, now hold on a moment. Everyone calm down. My friends and I recently broke out of an asylum. We are not from this city, but we are inserting ourselves in this issue immediately. What is happening here? You They're need criminals. our expertise. Get them! And somebody hits you over the head with a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> it was rather rude. He puts his hat back on his top hat. <laughs> so that was uncalled for. I'm here trying to de-escalate the situation so that Sir Julie here doesn't have to start cutting heads from shoulders. She'll well, do it. I've seen her. You don't know what's going on if you just got to town. It's this it's this elf painter here, Lelwyn Hasek, his name is. He he was hired by the church to paint a mural here in our good chapel, our good chapel dedicated to our God for asthma. He comes here out of town, elf, with his pointy ears and his attitude. And he wants to he wants to make a mural in the church. And we said, okay, but now there's all these murals showing up all over town. And people are going missing. I say they're connected. He's the only artist here in town. And that vandalism didn't shot showing up on our walls until he arrived. And now the priestess is gone. Everyone's like, oh, the priestess is gone. The priestess is gone. Yeah, folks keep talking about how it's the Briarstone Witch that came, is coming back to Thrushmore to make a second vanishing, but no, we know, we know the truth, isn't that right? Ah, ah, we know the truth. It's the elf that's behind these troubles. He drew the murals. He did the kidnapping. Let's get him! And the crowd's, like, starting to, like, decide if they want to do something physical. Uh, but it's it's just like a powder keg waiting to explode. What do you guys want to do? And the guy's like, please, it, it wasn't me. I, I had nothing to do with this. Sir Julie just starts walking through the crowd, like gleaming <clears throat> golden armor, great sword on her back. He starts walking straight through the crowd and up towards the elf to stand between him and the crowd. If it was any other character, I'd be like, well, they're going to fight you. And be like, oh, no, who do you think you are? But you're Sir Julie Andrews. And you look, you command attention. And so they're push. just like, oh. I just walk through. Oh, they all kind of part to the side. Uh, uh, oh, what side are you on there, Sir Knight? It depends on what you have to say. Now, we have heard your ranting and raving. If you would like to present an argument, a reasonable argument, I will listen. My friends and I will listen. And then we shall hear from this fellow. Yes, perhaps something in the vague range of evidence. Yes, claims supported by evidence. Thank you. You may proceed. The evidence is on the walls all over town. No okay. one all right, understood, to... understood. He turns to the elf. The murals all over town that have been cropping up, are they yours? No, no, I had nothing to do with it. And the crowd's like, he's lying! Sense murder. Sense murder on this lying on the, piece on of elf. shit elf. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. Typical lying elf. Typical, typical lying artist elf. (laughs) (laughs) Sir Julie will turn to the elf and say, How would you characterize your artistic style? Uh, 
I, I mean, I, 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 I do draw landscapes, uh, and but, but, but people, people sit for me, and I do portraits as well. And if you, if you look at my work, these, these murals that these people, people speak of, it, it looks nothing like my style. And they say, well, why didn't people go missing until you came into town? All of a sudden, artist comes into town, murals show up, people go missing. Here's the culprit, and you can see like you're, you're you're calming them down enough, but this might get a little out of control where it's going to need like uh, a diplomacy or an intimidation. But I do want to play out this trial, so keep going. But you, do, I want to just impress upon you it's it's getting heated, and you don't know if it's going to get physical. All right, uh, Atticus will turn to the elf just very quickly, and we'll smooth man. What did you guys roll on your sense motives, by the way? Because I never resolved that. I rolled Nin- a five, so I just bagged out of it. 19 for Eldo. 25 for Halster. Sir Jules? Uh, 17. Okay. So everyone except Atticus, you feel like he's telling the truth, but he's, uh, he's very hesitant and very nervous, so it's hard to get a beat. But you don't think he's lying. <laughs> it's like doing a polygraph in front of a mob that's about to <laughs> kill you if you fail the body. Yeah, holding his pulse as he's like, no, I didn't do it. He no, seems no. nervous. I don't know if I trust him. I can't help but notice your pulse has elevated around questions one yeah. through 20. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, Atticus says, just so I'm clear. Let the rat speak! <laughs> Thank you, madam. Thank you. Just so I'm clear. I don't want to listen to a rat. (laughs) Well, he might have some good points to make. (laughs) Still, my father told me that if you're in an angry mob and a rat walks up, you stop listening. (laughs) (laughs) Your father gave you that advice? He did. I'll never forget it. It was my 16th name day. He said, Fah, son, you're ever an Ekrimon. Everyone's turned and watching this conversation. <laughs> and a rat, for any reason, should come out and try to give you advice. You stop listening immediately. That seems like really specific advice that while perfectly suited to this moment, is really not helping the situation. I understand. <laughs> and they go back. <laughs> Sir Julie raises raises If I may. He is not a rat. He is a rat who believes himself to be a man. Very different situation. Well, my father said... (laughs) The funniest thing... And you know what? Maybe it's not funny at all. Is that this is the way people actually are. Like, this is the way mobs actually think. This is facial life. This is yeah. Facebook comment this section. This is Twitter. Yeah. Like, this is Twitter out in front of this dude's house right now. Yeah. When a rat walks up, I stop listening. Uh, all right. My father said, if it's just a rat so who I'm, thinks he's human. Just so I'm clear, the evidence against this man that you present is that he is an artist. That you hired, and around the same time as his coming to town, murals started to appear uh, all over town that are nothing like his art, have no similarity to his art, but are considered art, and thus the disappearances are his fault. 
Uh, no one has seen him do a mural in the street. Is that correct? Anyone here seen uh, this elf do a mural in the street? I saw him! You did? Uh, step forward, sir. All right. <laughs> now, what is your name? <laughs> my name? My name is Scrug Muffin Toots. <laughs> Not Mr. Toots. Please, please. My father's Mr. Toots. these laugh breaks down. <laughs> please, please. My father's Mr. Toots. Call me Scrug Muffin. Okay, Scrug Muffin. Where did you see this man? What street was it on? It was... And Atticus uh, literally pulls out a pen and his, uh, uh, his spell book. And it's like, acts like he's writing it down. Well, I was, uh... I was down by the docks, and I, uh, I, 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 I saw someone writing on the wall, and he was tall, and I think his ears were pointy, and the next day I came by, and and, and there was one of those murals there. Now, sir, uh, Mr. Scrugmuffin, it is well known uh, that in the docks area, uh, at night, it is impossible... For a human being to see anything. <laughs> this is well documented. That's so true. Would, could it be true, sir? Could it yeah. be true that since the sun had set beyond the horizon, <laughs> you were unable to see your own hand in front of your face and thus unable to make an accurate identification of who painted the mural? Well, I... I suppose that's possible, but... But, Thank but, you. But, Thank you, sir. But his name Thank you, sir. <laughs> and the crowd envelops him up again. <laughs> <laughs> now, Avastan, and particularly Ustalav, is a nation that considers itself civilized. We do not simply accuse someone of a crime without proper due process. We must understand and see where the evidence lies. No one here has seen this elf do anything, and if he is guilty of these crimes, justice will come to him. Fear not. And he, he touches up at Sir Julie's freaking gauntlet. It's like hanging off her armor. This is a fucking paladin! <laughs> you don't think that she'll cut him to shreds if she finds out he's been kidnapping children? Have I no fear. A... Leave it in our hands. Justice will be served. So, Julie, yes. I just wanted to say, 
I am a paragon of goodness and justice. Atticus, please continue. Yes. Uh, to put it simply, a paragon of justice. We will make sure that this is handled correctly. And we will be certain that if this elf, and he gives him a dirty look to like fit in with the crowd for a second, is guilty of these <laughs> crimes, truly guilty, then he will hang for them. But until then, we do not want to make an incorrect accusation and have the real kidnapper still on the street. Anyway, that's really long for a guy with a plus zero in diplomacy, so I'll just stop. <laughs> it was so good, though. I'm not even going to have you roll the check. <laughs> you just auto-succeed. It was yeah, so well done. I love it, auto-succeed. Auto-succeed, and the crowd's like... <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, I guess that's all right. You see a couple people with rocks in their hands, and they, just, <laughs> they throw them to the ground. It's like, all right, well, I'll, well, trust you. Uh, obviously, a knight of the church would uh, would would be able to suss out truth from 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 lies, but uh, we leave his fate in your hands. You promise us you will uh, you will you will you will grill him and find out the truth. Yes, we'll kill him and find out the truth. You have our word. <laughs> Now go home. Run along home. I will go further. And he steps up. And he says, I will promise you not only that if we absolve this elf from these crimes, we will do more than that. We will not stop until we find out who is guilty of these crimes. And we will bring them before you and assure you that justice is served, dead or alive. And he's, like, feeding into their anger, but trying to deflect it from the elf. Oh, and they kind of look like, oh, that's, that's good, that's good, that's good, all right, all right, all right. And they start walking away, and they walk away, but the one guy is standing there, the one whose father told him, never, <laughs> never, if you're standing in an unruly crowd <laughs> and a rat speaks, never listen. And he just stands there, and he looks at you, arms folded, and just goes... <laughs> turns and walks away <laughs> that guy hadn't heard anything the last eight minutes he didn't hear it he didn't know he literally what just was stuck happening. his fingers in his ears <laughs> <laughs> didn't process a single word the elf is like oh, oh thank you I don't I don't know you and you don't know me you did not have to do that and I I, I appreciate it because I feel like if it came to blows I'm so fired up I would have I would have attacked them and they would have taken me down uh, please please come in uh, can I can I offer you a, Shut a drink your or some trap Llewellyn what surgery deals written all over <laughs> your face <laughs> yeah. he comes up he's missing three teeth he's it was blood. pure selfishness we wanted to kill ourselves <laughs> and he dives in with a silver dagger <laughs> oh, please, no. why did you do it don't deny it. Don't deny it. Look at the breaststrokes. They're nothing like mine. They're nothing like mine. Their existence is an affront to Jimothy. Uh, yeah, we'll go in. We'll go into his path. Please come in and uh, have have some of my drink, some of my salt and bread. God, that. Is what it is like to be in a glass cannon line. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I saw him talking about the chair. If that was ever like in an audience, we would have. It was just. Thank you. I love moments like that. We there's so few and far between, but when they hit, just I'll be laughing about that for the next four days. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll we'll be recording something else. We'll be like, remember, Mister Toots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please, please come in. Uh, 
I, I cannot thank you enough. That was so kind of you. You don't, you don't know me from anyone, and uh, I, I, I appreciate you seeing uh, the truth of the situation. That I had nothing to do with this. They just this town, these these hayseeds. They just they think everything is uh, is something. Uh, please come in. Let me get you a drink. Um, do you mind? Uh, oh, I am I am ashamed to say all I have is this twenty uh, year vintage. Um, normally I would I would no. have something a little finer. No, but... no, please. Oh, it has been so long. I cannot tell you. I would love a tawny port. Oh. All right, and he, he pours uh, for you. Or is Atticus. it like hard liquor? Or is it a wine? Uh, it's a, it's like a the Galarian equivalent of Scotch. It's a it's a oh, whiskey. So it's a hard liquor. Okay. Yeah, excellent. Um, uh, he pours some for you. Uh, it looks to you, Aldo. Uh, do you drink? Oh yeah, no, I could go with a tipple. Yeah, Houster, certainly. Houster does. Houster drink. Yeah, I'll just have one though. Don't don't give me a second. I I kind of. Uh, well, you don't want to see me when I've had you too much. You don't want to see him if he All has right. a second. All right, well, it's, it's on the house, but uh, yes, take as much as you want. And and you, uh, Sir Knight, uh, do, you, uh, do you partake? I do. Just 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 two fingers. Just two fingers. Of, all right, yeah. a little bit. Say when, say when. Cannibal. Uh, gee, he fills you up. <clears throat> Four fingers. Um, I thank you. I'm, oh, I'm going to pour some myself. I'm a little, uh, little shook up from that. And he, he's yeah. like shaking hand, drinks it. We've also had a rough day. And he yes. sips and he says, now tell us, if you would, you came from out of town. Where did you come from? Um, well, I, uh, I, I, I come from uh, another area, actually. Another oh, area. I'm sorry, I thought it was of import. Clearly it's not. Yes. Move along. <laughs> I didn't put it in my notes because I didn't think it was that important. But suffice <laughs> it to say, I'm out of town. I'm from out of town. <laughs> Someplace uh, far away. Yes, that'll yeah. do. This guy seems like a shady fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I'm from out of town. <laughs> I, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. <laughs> That's, that's what you want to hear from a guy you're into. Because he's from the <laughs> abyss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is from uh, Green's Gold. Green's gold. Green's green, gold. Green, or Where green gold. Uh, I'm going to roll knowledge, geography, and fudge a really high roll. So, it's uh, it's right, right near so Lake and Carson. <laughs> it's, uh, right, so, it's, so he's from... He's from the area. Okay. He's from the area, but he was commissioned to come... Well, at least what the crowd said, he's commissioned to come okay. in and uh, draw uh, for New Chapel. And you see, there's like paintings uh, everywhere. There's like a really beautiful painting uh, just in the other room that keeps catching your eye. Uh, but then there's paintings of uh, uh, like uh, a, a view of the bay <clears throat> um, that you guys came in on, Avalon Bay, and then portraits of like rich-looking people that are half-finished. Uh, it's a it's it's a small studio, two rooms cluttered with canvases, supplies, <clears throat> and these partially completed paintings, pastorals, the bay people, and then looks like there's like a an opus just in the other room that uh, you can't really see. Well, your work is really quite impressive. Oh, thank you. Yes, Who hired you? Uh, the priestess, the priestess of New Chapel, uh, they, they they commissioned me to come and uh, and her and name. Do a piece. Well, I knew you would ask that. 
And she has gone missing. Is that correct? The town seems very agitated about it. Yes, well, um, she has. Uh, she's been missing for days, and, and, and I've been the only person inside the Queen Chapel since. Uh, I'm guess, I guess I'm now the de facto custodian of New Chapel, as Cecadia uh, Rance from the Sleepless Detective Agency asked me to keep an eye on the place during uh, uh, the priestess's absence. Um, there was a woman that came by this morning asking after her, um, but I, I sent her on her way. Uh, the chapel now is it's mostly abandoned Who? ever since the priestess left. Her name Winter. Yes, yes. Uh, Winter Claxer. She's yes, a, a we are associates. So the Maiden excellent. Squire Cathedral. Excellent. Yes, I, I, I come from uh, Green Gold in Caliphas. I, I was hired by by the priestess to come paint a mural here in this superstitious backwater. The money was good, but uh, to be honest, I regret taking the job. If it weren't for the priestess's disappearance, I'd already be gone, to be honest. But I need to get paid first, so I, I've stayed. I don't know where this priestess has gone off to, but I need my money so I can get out of here with my head still on my shoulders. When did you last see the priestess? Uh, well, before we go into it, was the sleepless detective agency already grilling you about this? Did Miss Wrench, is that her name? Did she already Rents. ask you all these questions? I went to Miss Wrench when I, I noticed the priestess was missing. Uh, you know, it's not that I don't care that she's missing. It's, it's very sad. I'm sure there's people that know her very well, but I need to get my payment. And uh, so I was concerned about uh, that primarily. So I went to the detective agency to let them know that I hadn't seen the priestess um, and I had heard rumors that other people were going missing from town. I didn't know if it was connected or not, but uh, mm. I just thought I would uh, report it. And she said, well, all right, you keep an eye on the chapel until then. I just want my money so I can get out of here. As you can see, I'm not very popular. No, it's understood. And uh, you've done work and you need to be paid for it. And we're going to see that that happens as much as we can anyway. Yes, what do you think of my work? Isn't it wonderful? I, I will say, as horrible as this place is, they do have some beautiful views and, and there are some people, uh, bumpkins though they may be, some of them have money and there's... Uh, smart enough to uh, spend it getting portraits done of them. Sometimes on the on the rare days when the weather's nice in this shithole, I take my easel down to the bay and, and paint. Uh, and then since since my arrival, these, these money bags have uh, asked me to do some portraits of them as well. Um, you should see my opus, though. Uh, I, I know you must have many questions, but come, bring your drinks. Look, and he leads you, uh, or he starts walking towards the back of his studio, towards this other painting. He's Hold on like, a moment. Hold on a moment. We will see your work. There is no rush. I'm not going anywhere. Sorry, I just I I don't, I don't often get visitors that aren't ready to. Uh, kill I understand. Me. I understand. But uh, your artwork, while important to you, is less important to us. We need to know what happened to this priestess. So, if you would, how long ago did she go missing? When did you last see her? Three, four, four, four days. Four days ago. And where did you last see her? Was it in the chapel? Did she live in the chapel? Uh, yes, she has a house just off of the chapel. Uh, or she stays there, and uh, I was I was in there going over the finer points of the of the mural that I was drawing. Which, if you see uh, what I have started so far, it looks nothing like uh, these half completed hack jobs that you see all over town. The residence that is attached to the chapel where she lives. Did you go in there? After she went missing, have you poked around? Uh, I wouldn't say I, I poked around. No. I, I'm sorry, who, who are you again? 
If you don't mind me asking, uh, are, are my you? name is my name is Atticus Grimm. Uh, I am not working for the Sleepless Detective Agency, but I'm working alongside the uh, Detective Agency and with Winter Claxer to find out where these missing <laughs> people are. But watching too much Mayor of Easttown, it's like you, your questions started to get a little too pointed, and it's like. Wait, yeah. Who are you again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what, dude? I have to answer your question. You know, I see. I'd, I'd like to speak to my lawyer. I don't know. Do you have a warrant? Do I? Do I need a lawyer for this? Do yeah, I, I need a lawyer? Take a lawyer Should I talk to your lawyer? <laughs> Head down to the Wawa and get a lawyer. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, did he go rooting around her room? Is all I'm asking. Uh, so you're associates of the sleepless detective agency. Yes. I, I mean, I, and I, I didn't get, says we I didn't get the impression. I, I didn't get the impression I was a suspect, but um, no, no, you're I, not. I, We're no, gathering you, you information. Are. Right, right, right. No, you're I understand. Not um, no, and, and, and as I told Miss Rents, um, uh, no, I, 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 I knocked and uh, no one answered. I, uh, I, I didn't hear anything. Uh, <clears throat> I would assume she followed up on it, and, and she has the authority to go and. And look in there, but uh, no, no, there's there's no one in there. She's gone. Okay, all right. Will will be will we be able to get into the chapel, or no. is it locked up? Do you need to let us in? Oh, no, I, I have the key. I could I could let you in. Um, Excellent. That's no problem. Just uh, I, uh, don't uh, leave town. Good advice. Yes. Well, no, I, I, I do hope to leave town as fast as humanly possible once no, I get no, paid. No, no, no. Mm, I'm afraid it won't be possible. Yeah, it's not possible, mate. Sorry. Okay. You are, in fact, under arrest. What? I, you just told me I wasn't a suspect, and now I'm well, under no, arrest. I'm it's right to arrest. There's no suspicion when we know. It's not a suspicion when you know that someone committed the crime, is it? I, so, right? So I wasn't really paying attention. I really think I should call my lawyer. Um, I'm going to do... Can I do another sense motive on this guy? Uh, you know, the last one was just asking him uh, if he painted the murals. Uh, in this case, uh, I want to see if he's, like, shifty at all about, you know, letting us into the chapel or uh, this, like, painting he wants us to look at. Is he just genuinely, like, an egotistical artist? Mm-hmm. Or is he like, come look at my painting that will distort your mind and make you my prisoner? I don't know. <laughs> Let's... Uh, I just want to do a little sense motive. It's a 13. 13. Uh, he seems like a snob. A snob that, like, even though his life was just threatened, uh, is more concerned about his art than he okay. is anything else. But not a villain. He doesn't seem yeah. like a no, villain. Just a douche. Okay. All Can right, I... douchebag. Show us your painting. Yeah, I want to see the painting. All right, douchebag. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Bring your drinks. I suppose I could give you a little bit more. Uh, yes, um... This is something I've been working on. I, uh, I I think you'll enjoy it. And he leads you to the back of the studio, and uh, you keep passing by the paintings. And as you pass by more and more half finished or completely finished uh, paintings, they start to take on a little a little more of a macabre tone. To Ooh, them. oh god, this is such Cthulhu shit, dude. As, as you're walking to the back, and it's the the subject matter starts getting more and more grim. You see this triptych prominently displayed on an easel uh, in the back middle of the studio. It looks like, imagine like everything you remember of movies of like when people go to an artist's studio there's paintings all over the place but then there's one sort of prominently displayed, the one that he spends most of his time on. So that's what you see. 
and it looks like it's still just in the sketch phase. Maybe a little bit of paint has been added, but it's still in the sketch phase, and it's four figures, four people in full figure, and they're drawn like foot to neck, but their faces are incomplete. It's fucking awesome. Oh, whoa. In the background, three different cities, three completely different unique cities all sort of flow seamlessly into each other under a yellowish sky. <laughs> mm. And you immediately realize that, yes, the four figures are the four of you. Wow. Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> and they leap out of the painting. <laughs> well, yeah. isn't this, the, isn't this the, the graffiti that's going on? Isn't it exactly this? It is and it isn't. Like the graffiti you're seeing is that, that same, yeah, totally different style. You see, there is, it is a gloomy, abandoned city, but this is like three very different cities. Like one looks in, uh, incredibly opulent. One mimics the one that you started this adventure in and similar-ish to the, the murals that you've seen. But you, you've seen those murals. You've seen this. It's a, of a different style. And then the right. third one is just, it's, it, it doesn't look as opulent as the first <clears throat> and as barren is the second it's just weird and they all Whoa. flow seamlessly what do you do you say anything do you do anything yeah um start stabbing you, him yeah, we, we, we stab him several times with swords <laughs> <laughs> until he's dead no I Sir Julius is what what can you tell me about this piece uh yeah oh you know what's so sad I had you guys on the map of the city, I forgot to show you this map. <laughs> That's so sad. Uh, Are you on the map map yet? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, that was a, it was a whole angry mob. Oh, no. Yeah, I had the whole angry oh. mob. Dude. Oh. oh man, I got so tied up in the role play, I forgot to show you oh, this no. fun little map. This uh, is this is low. I wind. know, I know, it's not your style, but I'm a little disappointed. Nobody was holding a log. I did yeah, it on purpose. I'm going to be honest. I did it on not purpose. Your style. It's not my style. The joke's done. Joke's not done. We're moving but on. I understand where you came from. <laughs> uh, you know what I will do though is I will uh, show you Lelwyn Hassock while we're here. Oh, oh he, he does is a look like a jerk. Oh yeah. my god! I punch him in the face. <laughs> Troy, you, you, not in the fantasy of the game. You described that as a sweet goatee. Seems a little odd to me. You're kind of into it. It's neither sweet nor a goatee. Well, sometimes I'm <laughs> writing very fast, and I'll just think of the first adjective that comes to my head. It's a pretty sweet goatee. It is a well-groomed beard, for sure. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes you can say, oh, sweet goatee. Like saying, that's bad, means it's yeah. good. <laughs> sweet goatee guy. guy. Uh, all right, so that was the map. What well, do you say, Sir Julie? Sorry. I asked him to talk about his work, yeah, his piece. Just, like, describe the piece. And yeah. he says, well, uh, this here is, uh, I've been writing more about, uh, or, or drawing more about what I see in my dreams. I've been having very vivid dreams, especially ever since I, I came to town. And I, um, I, uh, and he's looking back and forth between the. Yeah, no shit. And Atticus is looking dead in the eye at him. He's like, oh my. 
Oh, this is... This is uncanny. I... I don't believe we've ever met. Do do you remember ever meeting me in person? Outside of today? No, but... To be honest... That means very little. This is fascinating. This is absolutely fascinating. I'm terrible with with faces and names. I'm usually so wrapped up in what I'm doing. I I guess it's possible I met you, but it it doesn't really matter. I've seen each of you in my dreams over the last few nights, and it it was such a powerful feeling that I I felt inspired to to put the brush to canvas. You see, often I I just feel wrapped up to paint what I see in my dreams, but these visions that I've been having as of late, which, to be honest, I can't quite remember, all the details of their dreams they, they just this one here it just gave me the sensation and I know this is going to sound foolish but it gave me the sensation as I was drawing it that Thrushmore's destiny somehow depended on the four of you this is this is wild I, and I've had such a hard time getting the faces just right would you sit for me so I could finish the faces? I, I would gladly give you uh, uh, ten gold pieces each to help me finish my work. But what am I saying? You just saved my life. Uh, yeah, you should uh, forget about that. Uh, I, although that's very important to me. I'd like to give you this. And uh, he, he rummages uh, through uh, some his, his paint supplies. And he says, like, oh, it's just a small token of my thanks. But this is for you now. And if you'd like to sit for me, I'll give you another ten whole gold pieces each. And he drops this bag on the ground. And it doesn't make any sound. And anyone who can detect magic detects magic from the bag. Is it, what is it? What's is this in the what bag? I think it is? Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I just assumed someone of your import would understand. This is um, a bag of holding. Uh, it oh, was given to me. Yes, oh, it was given to me God as a gift, me. but I, I have so many of them. I just, uh, I, maybe it was something you could use. And uh, inside of it, ready? There's a little uh, magic trick. I don't know if you like magic, but uh, whoop! And he pulls out 500 gold pieces. Whoa, like, whoa. This is for you as well. Uh, this, this is the least I can do uh, for, for all that you've done to to save my life because that mob uh, they were going to get me ready to get in there and put up my fists and and had I done so uh, that they, they might have very well hurt me so the, the bag of holding is yours the 500 gold of yours and there is uh, 40 more gold pieces you're coming your way if you'll just let me uh, if you have time I don't know what else you're sure, doing we could no, of sit course. I'll tell the- you what keep the 40 gold pieces why not give each of us a bag of holding? You've got so many. <laughs> I do, I do, but they're, they're all back in Caliphas. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. Understood. I, I, no, I, understood. I, I, really appreciate it. Very nice. It's 500 gold pieces there. That's, no, that's of a, course. That's and probably a lot I... to someone like you. <sighs> oh, no. This bloke has got a little bit of a... I don't know. He's a bit tall poppy, eh? <laughs> he knows what he said. Sir Julie walks over to one of his other pieces. I know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Sir Julie walks over to one of his other pieces, Mm -hmm. not the one of us, and just stares at it for a minute. Like, makes a show of staring at it. Takes a step back. Stares at it some more and goes, Do you like that one, Sir Knight? Hmm. It's... Well... Certainly, uh... Lean into the brush strokes, do you? 
Aquarius. It's a, it's a stylistic choice. Um, as you see, not all of my paintings are like this, but I'm sure I could uh, part with it mm. if, uh, if your church gives you enough money to buy fancy things. Well, I'm, so, I'm sure there are some people who, who do like this kind of thing. You know, the hay seeds and rubes you're working with now might find it very sophisticated. Yes, well, they've never seen anything like this in a town like this. <laughs> but sadly, none of them can afford it, so I'm hoping that I can paint what uh, filth they have here and bring it back to a more cultured society and sell it for big bucks. But for someone like you who saved my life, I'm sure I could part with this for 200 gold, if you like it. Uh, any of these, I can tell you the price. I think I'd rather wait and see how its value appreciates or depreciates over time. Oh, how does it feel being in a profession where you're you're better off dead in so many ways <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I guess one could say that of any profession uh, I see you have the uh, not the carpentry uh, not carpentry no. Fishmonger- <laughs> fishmongering I don't think no. they would say that about no. them either right. prostitution of, except for a very small niche of clients <laughs> can't say it with all due respect, oh uh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, you are a knight. Uh, one could say that some of the horrors you have to face, uh, you would be better off dead as well. So I think that could apply to any of us. Um, yes. But the point is taken. Anyway, anyway, uh, shall we go to, to New Chapel? Sure. How long do you take typically? <laughs> Oh, it depends. It's, I really have to wait until I'm inspired. There's some days I wake up and the muse just hits me and I I just paint all day. I, I, I forget to even eat. And then there are other days where I struggle and I tear down these paintings. And then and there are days where I'll paint for a little bit and then I'll eat and then I'll go out drinking and I'll meet a woman and then I just get lost in her and then I'll come back and we'll paint in our own little way. And uh, I'm and the sorry. Whole time he's the, talking, the whole time he's talking, he's just I'm like, we're zooming in on his face. And then he finishes and pulls back, and none of us are in the house. The bag, bag of <laughs> holding in the gold is all gone. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Sorry, uh, Aldo. Did you have So he mold? takes you over to New Chapel and walks you inside, and you come up to the door, and uh, he's like, Oh, did you notice the door seems to be open? Uh, what? Ah. And he just pushes it, and the door opens, and there's nobody inside. <laughs> You go in there, you take 20, nothing of interest. She's gone. Okay. Um, is there any um, information to be had in a line of questioning with him about um, the dreams? Uh, really, may, uh, What I'm trying to get down to is, like, we know that the Count's assistant was trying to, was ordering... Uh, dream-inducing sort of potions and shit like that. We know what happened at the asylum. So uh, my questions would be along the lines of, like, have you met, you know, like, somebody new? You know what I mean? That you've been talking with frequently or, you know, outside of, like, the priestess. Uh, or, you know, anything funny that coincided with when you started having dreams of us. Like, is there anything out of the ordinary? Did you yeah. eat anything different? Did you drink anything different? Did you, you know, that kind of that line of questioning? 
No, he says the dream started when he came to town. They were much more vivid than usual. Him painting his dreams is nothing new. He's done that for a while. But when he came to Thrushmore, uh, something happened where he just felt like his dreams were, he could remember a lot more of them, even though some details slipped his mind. And then a couple nights ago, he had this dream about the four of you saviors of Thrushmore. Just and a couple he felt nights. inspired to, to draw you, but he couldn't remember your faces. Right. Well, you have very prescient dreams, and um, thank you for the bag of holding. Yes, yes, and if you'd like to come back, I'd, 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 I'd happily, uh, happily pay you ten gold each to uh, paint your faces. Imagine having your faces on this, this work of art. It could hang in, in, in a cathedral today. It could, it could make it all the way to Absalom. Yes, yes, of course. And Atticus is like very distracted and very trying to piece this all together and sort of, I don't know, considering this artist to be irrelevant in the whole grand scheme, but still, it's very interesting. Is it everyone in this town having dreams like this? Is it just being in the town that's inducing these dreams? Have we slept in the town one night? One night. And we had no dreams, right? Nothing right. like what we had in, in the asylum. No. So, uh, now winter, we were going to New Chapel to see winter, right? And, so, and she's gone, and there's no... Right. He yeah. said that a woman came by today asking for the priestess, and uh, she left. It's also- Did she say where she was going? Uh, no, she had a group of people with her. They all looked uh, uh, like the infirm, and uh, she she went off with them. The refugees. Right. Yeah. Log, log carriers, all of log, them. Yeah, well, yes, they carry a, a bunch of, of logs like this. Oh, it's funny you should mention that. You are quite wise. Uh, more, than, more than five of them had giant logs in their hand, and the way mm. that they looked at those logs is the way that I look at my art. Lovingly. May all of your art be smooth. <laughs> we don't have anything besides the fort, right? Yeah, no, we could, I'm yeah. sure we could. We could probably ask around about winter, do a gather information. Yeah, like see. where did? We, yeah, can we do that? Can we ask around if anybody has seen where winter went, or, or even if it means going back to the sleepless detective agency? Yeah, well, like, it's did she check in here too. It's, yeah, it's I know. I want to sleep. Time. Like yes. I, yeah. I'm all about sleeping, but like. We thought we were just going to talk to Winter tonight. So, like, if we... We'd just like to find out where she went with the, the group from the asylum, apparently. Uh, Maybe uh, she's assumedly. at the wheel. Maybe she's at the wagon wheel. The silver rooms. wagon? Silver wagon. Yeah. Oh, well... <sighs> shit, I'd love to go back there. Yeah, um, so you want to wanna call it a night and head back to the silver wagon? Yeah, Maybe that's grab, grab a nightcap at the stand and yeah. do some gather... Information. Gather information to see if winter came through. Okay. Did a woman matching this description come through? Anyway, do we get to this day in, uh, un- unimposed? Well, it's funny you should ask because you... Oh, shit. You <laughs> walk outside. By the time you leave this uh, guy's place, you've had a couple pops. And you... Uh, you can't stop thinking about this painting... Imagine how scary that is. It's just, it's like Dude. the four of you with no faces. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah. And just, it, you know, again, slow camera pan into the room and you see this artwork like around a corner, David Lynch style. And it's just like, ah! <laughs> so you leave there like, okay. It's one thing to see murals around town, 
that remind us of the cityscape from our dreams where we fought the Tatterman. It's another thing to walk into a random artist's studio and see a painting of the four of us. It's like you're intrinsically linked to this town in some way. This very troubled town where something or some things very dark are happening. You are linked to it. Maybe, as Lelwyn says, you are the saviors of this town. Come to make it right. Or maybe you're the town's next victims. So you're walking through the streets and it's quiet at night. It's dark. There's no street lamps. <laughs> There's no people outside. Time to time you just hear a of a door being bolted as they hear people walking through the streets. The four of you. For the record, we're going to cast light. So you cast light. And you're walking around. You're like, which way is it? Do we take a left at <sighs> Elm Street? Or is it a right? You're kind of getting turned around because in this area, heading back, you've got the, you look at that map. You're going all the way from New Chapel all the way back across town. You kind of get turned around a little bit. Felt like a straight way, but at a certain point you're like, wait a minute, I think we're supposed to go back that way. And so you get a little turned around and still you see those murals. And once you get to this place, you look to the left of you and there's a mural. And then you look to the right and there's another one. And you just... You feel like you're taken back to that city for a moment, just surrounded by those tall buildings, so tall that they, like, bend at the top. A yellow mist pervasive everywhere. And the chittering of the Tatterman. <laughs> and as you kind of get lost for just a second in that, you hear this laughter. It's like... <laughs> And about ten feet in front of you, this apparition appears. It's of like an old woman. But as your eyes start to adjust to the light to take her in, you see that like her eye is missing. And out of her eye is like a tentacle that's coming. And oh. that tentacle seems to go into her body, come out at her abdomen, go back into her body and wrap all the way around. She's like part woman, part eldritch nightmare. And she just... <laughs> and like the ghost from the beginning of Ghostbusters, she's just like... <laughs> Ah. We're all for initiative. Ah. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is so freaking scary, dude. I haven't even rested. This is insane. This is insane, <laughs> dude. We encounter today, right? Uh, one, two, three, four. Wait. One, <laughs> two, three. No, this is just four, right? Because it's we haven't had an encounter the entire second. No, 
five. No, this is five. Yeah, this is our fifth encounter. No, this today. is six. This is six. <laughs> no, how's everybody doing? This is our fifth. Uh, I don't have a lot of my abilities left. Yeah, I know. You don't have any lay on hands, do you? Oh, you can't have, give lay on hands to somebody else. That's right. I have three lay on hands, but I can't give them away. How Sir many Julius? do you have per day? Six. Oh. We, Halster almost died. Yeah. We're okay, How though. I? We're okay because Halster still can cast protection from good on himself thanks to his armor. So we're, <laughs> we're golden. God, this is so awesome. This is so awesome. Why is uh, this so awesome? Uh, You're just, uh, just starting to constantly. I mean, to... It's just starting to see how this is all going to fucking play out. It's so great. Uh, I'm so fun. Did you just say I'm so fun? I'm so fun. I didn't mean to say that. I'm saying, this is so fun. <laughs> I'm so, so valid. You said I'm, I'm so like artist. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm so fun, you guys. You're all I'm so lucky. Fun. You're all so lucky to just sit here and bask in my fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm so fun. Sir Julie, what's your role? Six. I sound like my child. I'm so fun. Aldo. <laughs> Uh, 18 for Aldo. Oh, thank goodness. Atticus. Slow streak for Atticus. 13. 13 for Atticus. Amazing. Halster. Seven. Jeepers. Oh, Oddly enough, none of you beat the natural 20 that I just rolled for initiative. Oh. Oh. Just All a right. nice GCP right there. What gaze effect do we have to roll a save, on, save for now? <laughs> oh, my friend. You don't know what you're about to get into. Let's get some. Let me guess. Let me guess. Hold on. I'm just going to throw this out there. Half of us just don't get to play. Is that (laughs) that that seems to be the fucking standard on a coin flip? Half of you don't get to play with the game with your friends. That sums up Pathfinder. Are you guys on the map? Yes. Yes. All right. This is what she looks like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, no thanks. No thank you. Is she flying or is she standing on the ground? Don't worry about it. She 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 looks like she's standing on the ground, but she's like hovering there, very strangely. She Uh, looks like if Mrs. Haversham was in Shadow over Innsmouth. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) All right. There's uh, Atticus one, Halster two, Sir Julie three, Aldo four. Who wants to roll the d4 to see who she attacks? Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Get on that. Joe's going to roll cam. What, what, uh, who's two? <laughs> Atticus is one? Yep. Okay. Atticus one. Yeah, straight across. Here. Yep. God. One, two, three, four. Okay, Do here that. we go. Joe's going to roll cam. Here it is. Come on. It's a fucking one. Of course it is. <laughs> I knew it. Of I knew it. With the chip edge. God. We need this for the live show. Oh, right, so she just oh, it's so slides bad. over towards uh, Atticus. So bad. And uh, she's just, you can see straight through her. And she's going to go ahead and do a uh, touch attack. We can to see you. through her, so she's incorporeal. Right, right. Sounds like your classic incorp, John. Uh, uh, here we go. That's going to be a natural 20. I'm not even fucking kidding. That is absurd. That's two chain 20s since we started today. I'm taking this die on the road. This Ugh. thing. This this is the same die, by the way. There was that Starfinder Starship Combat where I rolled like 
five or six 20s. Not in a row, but it was like over the course of an hour. Wow. Wow. So uh, wow. we have Troy's collection of misaligned dye that he likes to rely on. Perfect. Clearly. But why would it be misaligned towards the 20? Why wouldn't it just misaligned towards like a three? That's the, this thing always rolls three. It's a random chance of what it would be misaligned to. What, do you, <laughs> what, saying, what is that question? <laughs> it's just crazy that it's always 20s. What are the odds? Uh, one in Joe. twenty. One, one, exactly. One don't 20. try to don't try to figure it out. Troy lives in a world where the world is either one hundred percent against him or one hundred percent for him all the time. Well, not for nothing. You guys are always like, well, clearly the die's broken. It's a die. The odds are the die's fine, and your luck is bad, and my luck is good. That's absolutely that, that, that doesn't crazy. make any sense. Uh, I like how you were you were like <laughs> angling towards like a scientific, re- rational yeah, argument, exactly. and then you, up with like, you just guys have shitty luck. Hey, listen. <laughs> when people change twenties against me. I don't make excuses. I sit down. I get back in the fight. I take the next snap. Yeah, that's because you have a hundred and. 50,000 characters to play. You have no investment in any of the things that you're rolling You you don't care about anything or anyone. Can I I confirm my crit, please? Uh, See, that was a 12 and not a natural 20. So a total of a 19 against touch on Atticus. That's that's good. All right, so she comes up to you and she just reaches inside of you and you feel this cold. The minute her hand permeates your skin, you just feel this coldness that makes you shrivel. Under her touch. And you take... Well, hold on, uh, it's a She's crit. a named character, yeah. Oh my god, this is so... It could be worse, I'll tell you that. But uh, it's very, very bad. This one, very, very Mar- bad. Mara from Edmonton. I'm Mara. Uh, ah. I see your soul. Oh god. Oh, oh no. no. For a moment, your mind melds with that of your target. You experience a moment from their life, getting a flash of insight into their hopes, dreams, and fears, allowing you to anticipate their next moves. Double damage, and the target takes minus four to saving throws against you for 1d3 plus one rounds. On a failed will save, your allies gain this insight as well. Oh, there's no other allies. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, I just... No save. I just get fucking minus four. Jeez, man. Jesus, dude. And your allies don't get it? Her her allies would Uh, get it if there were multiple, yeah. All right. Let me tell you what the damage is going to be. It's not going to be... Well, let me just tell you what it is. Oh. Oh. Two points of charisma damage. Okay. Okay. What is so this? She reaches into you, and I just rolled two ones on two d four to take. Oh. It could have been eight points of charisma oh, damage, man. and instead it's two points of charisma damage at Ooh. zero charisma, which a lot of you have punted on. I'm sure uh, you fall unconscious and you're unable to respond. Uh, she takes two points of charisma damage from you as her hand just like comes out of you. You start to like. Feel shriveled, and if you guys look at Atticus, like chunks of his fur start falling out. He just looks ugly. And it's Aldo's turn. Aldo, uh, Sir Julie thinks you might be dealing with some sort of incorporeal situation. Yeah, well, the fact that it's transparent would probably be a dead giveaway. Yep. But Aldo is gonna take a five foot step away. And uh, he's like, he's only got so many of these. But he's like, back to the grave, you bugger! <laughs> Lobs a bomb at nice. this thing. 
Oh boy, uh, that is a that is a nine against Touch AC. That oh, is God. a miss. Do we have it to worry about a missed bomb about where it goes, or is that only when you fumble? No. Uh, yes, we do because it is going to land in an adjacent square to so the target, it, right? Right. So it could land in the Atticus or a House Halster Square. All right. I'll tell you. Yeah, but you can't hit your allies, right? Well, unless it hits them directly. It, 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 I don't think it can hit anybody directly. Yeah, because it wouldn't hit our AC either. No, but it, the, could, it could hit my square and still not hit me directly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, those are two different things. Yeah. I wonder what the... Uh, this is where I'd like to actually hear from the chat on this. This is interesting. Because normally, the normal rules are it lands in a random square. But then, yeah, the question is, like, just because it lands in the square, does you it go. hit you? No. Here's why. Why wouldn't you always just attack a creature by attacking it square for AC5 on a ranged touch bomb? You know Fair. what I mean? You would always attack. The, you have to hit the creature in order to really get the benefits of that. I think they're vulnerable to splash, you know, just as, yeah, but as his any other thing, His situation is splash doesn't. No, I know. know. That's why I'm allies. saying. So yeah. in his case, I think a miss is does not endanger your allies. But it could hit her still. No, because yeah. you can't the hit splash. her. The splash, no, the, splash hit her. the splash can hit her. The splash, well, the splash will hit her no matter what. what. Right. Yeah. All right, yeah so, so what I'm roll. saying is, on a miss, you can't affect a direct hit against. Uh, you know, unless it's a fumble and a fan fumble is you hit your ally. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. in that case, All right, that sounds good. All right. So yeah. she okay. is vulnerable to the splash. Now, how does uh, the fire damage in affect incorporeal? Real quick, uh, it should be half. It should be half damage. Half. Okay. Because it's uh, it's basically uh, it's a core. When hit by spells or magic weapons, it takes half damage from a corporeal source. It can't take physical damage, but this is energy damage. And energy damage is halved? Yeah, that that is my understanding of it. Any any damage from a corporeal source is halved. Force spells. That's not a force spell. I don't know if fire does get halved. It's energy damage. It's any damage from a corporeal source. It's it's magic. It's magic damage. It's like, magic. It, yeah, yeah. So magic. an alchemist's uh, bomb is magic. It is. It's a you know those fucking things are. It's magic. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so I'll roll reflex save to avoid the uh, the splash damage. Uh, yes, it is a it is a reflex DC sixteen reflex save for half, and I failed. Okay, so that is seven points of fire damage. Seven points of fire damage, which would be halved to three points of fire right. damage. So if okay, you save, you that. would take a quarter damage. Yeah, right. sorry, it's just late in the stream here, rem- remembering all this stuff on top of everything else. But that's good. Okay, great. Well, that'll help us moving forward. How good is this fucking music? It's good. great. It's so good. Almost Thank as you, good Spirit Production Music. Thank you, Grant. As this stream. Uh... Let's keep popping now, moving on to Atticus. Atticus, you just got a fucking get-out-of-jail-free card. A, yeah. a critical touch effect that only did two points of charisma damage. What do you want yeah. to do? Um, um, so when we went into the cave, I'm, gonna, I'm operating under the assumption that I do not have mage armor because it lasts four hours. We went into the cave... More than four hours ago at this stage? Yes. Okay. Defending Bone, also gone. Um, 
Okay. This is tough. All right. In that case, Atticus is going to take a five-foot step back. I just tried to move Atticus on the stream. Uh, Atticus is going to take a five-foot step back behind Halster, and he is going to use his arcane bonded object to recast Mirror Image today. Okay. uh, To protect himself. So, uh, D4 for uh, amount of images here. Oh, God, another one. So, two fucking images. Shit. Okay. Two images. Skidamarinky, do. There's three Atticuses and one scary old woman. And it is Halster's turn. Halster seeing this creature, you said just basically reach through Atticus, correct? Yeah. He's going to think about using his bark skin potion because he wants to increase his AC, but he knows it's not going to matter against a creature like this. Uh, so he's going to yell out to Sir Julie, Sir Julie, flake this creature with me, please! And he is going to strike out at it. Uh, Ranti theft system is down. I could re-enable it or attempt to, but I'm afraid of it crashing the entire stream again. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, that is 11 on the die for a total of a 19 to hit. Against regular A-Sizzle? Regular A-Sizzle. That is a miss. This thing's going to kill us all. All right. Yep. <laughs> what did you just roll? 19. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, what the I fuck, to, man? Give us a chance flanking. to fucking sleep. <laughs> yeah, this town, remember uh, Cecetia told you in her, in her rambling about all the things going on, she's like, and then people are seeing ghosts in the streets? You've now fought two of them. In one day. That's the thing. Like, we can see ghosts, but, like, they all have to come within an hour of each other. Halter is going to five foot step directly in front of it in case that makes it easier for Sir Julie to get into flanking, if that's her plan. It is Sir and Julie's then, uh, Wait, knowledge, oh, religion? Sorry. knowledge religion work on this or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 17 for a 23. Okay. Okay. Um, here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you that this this seems like some sort of projection of another restless spirit. Like this itself is not the actual enemy. It is still very dangerous. But like you get the sense and you can't quite pinpoint it. Uh, Maybe it goes back into your dark training that is still like bubbling to the surface of your mind. That like this is some sort of projection of some even more terrifying enemy. But this itself can still hurt you. But it's almost like the kind of ghost that's just there to fuck with you. Do I know enough about the projection uh, idea to know if that the source of the projection would be nearby or if it could be continents away? Do you know what I mean? It would have to, you, your estimation with your role is that it's nearby. Now, okay. not maybe not near like in the next building, but somewhere within like a mile or two. A mile or two? Okay. Yeah. Be brave. Please be brave. I think we can take it down. It's, it's just a manifestation of a greater being. Sir Julie, what are you thinking? All right. Sir Julie uh, will spend, she'll use her alone in the dark ability. 
Ooh. which allows me to expend two uses of Lay on Hands to get another smite. Okay. Uh, I'm also all smite it's evil. It's a bold move, Sir Julie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You only got so many of those lays left. I will move into flanking position because of it, I can't get there without in, in, incurring. Um, I will put leave power attack off for now. Is it um, is it evil? I should ask. I'm going to attack it, but regardless, I've already I've already put the smite into effect. Uh, no, it's it not, not evil. Well, oops out. Oh, well. Oops out. Yeah, you fought a lot of neutral, awful things. Uh, okay. Yep. So not evil. So there were uh, gave up those lay on hands for nothing. Uh, okay. Here comes an attack wait, with the great. Wait. What? So yeah, Joe away. what is it? You can spend two lay on hands to do another smite evil. Yeah. No, well, actually, uh, you could make the, you could make the argument. Did Grant gain his knowledge from his knowledge that the creature wasn't evil? Then I wouldn't have done that. Was that something he would have known? Uh. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to give you everything. Everything you can get. We're doomed. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's All right, fair. So in that case, Sir Julie will come around, and she will put power attack on and take a swing at the greatsword. Okay. You're just on this dark street. There are no people around except you and this apparition. Uh, and I miss. 17. Oh. <gasps> and you would have missed even with power attack off because you would have been a 19, and I missed with a 19. You missed with a 19, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. Back to round Oh, two. no, I'm sorry. It was still a 19 because of flanking, but it is also a miss. It is also a miss. Oh, so you, Incorporeal maybe, maybe creature you immune to flanking? Or no. just immune to crits? I don't remember, but either way, it was a miss. I don't think yeah. they're immune to flanking, but I will uh, look Bring it up. up the incorporeal. You you're welcome to bring up the incorporeal yeah, uh, right thing there. Uh, anyways, it's her turn, and she's got the touch. She's got the power. Uh, I don't know if Sir Julie is a charisma-based paladin. She is not. Yeah, so it's not going to hurt you as much. So I'm going to say 1-2 Sir Julie, 3-4 Halster. Joe, give me that roll. 1-2 uh, Sir Julie, 3-4 Halster. Ugh. Sorry, one Joe's gonna roll. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry, sorry. I dropped to the die. Here we go. Three. Sorry, Grant. Oh no, Alster. Uh, by the way, I'm reading that undead are invariably evil. But if it's not on the sheet, it's hey, on the sheet. Easy. Eat. Don't read. That's <laughs> your mistake. It's your mistake. In, in a Troy game, you're never allowed to be educated. Don't, now, don't forget that. I'm glad you rolled a three. Here comes the touch attack. <laughs> Silence him forever, Troy. Ooh, that is a, a low roll, but, uh, you know, it's touch. 12 against touch AC? It's a hit. Oh! It's a hit. It's not a crit, but What's you What's your take, dex, buddy? Uh, just a measly plus one. Uh, you will take three points of charisma damage. Oh! Oh! Can't and believe I just, took two on a crit. There's a little Joe luck I know, and he takes working three. the other way. Yeah, that's reverse Joe luck. And she's just... <laughs> come here, boy. Where did you go, boy? Why won't you come see your mama? <laughs> and it's Aldo's turn. Aldo, I don't... He doesn't. He has only a couple of bombs left, and he doesn't want to miss. So he's going to 
take his second level second level extract of the day for Cat's Grace to put Cat's Grace on himself again. Smart, smart. Ensure, try to ensure that he doesn't miss a game. It is Atticus's turn. Atticus, the newly charisma drained Atticus. Um, how does that is that now, any effect on any of you guys except that ticking clock of having zero charisma? Uh, no, it has no effect on me that I that I know of. Just on um, skill checks, obviously, but mechanically yeah, right. in combat, no. Yeah, my yeah. diplomacy check went down one. Right. <laughs> yeah, but if, if some of you guys are probably sitting on like an eight or nine charisma, and so you only have so many rounds before you're unconscious. So Julie is sitting on an eight charisma. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Bet Grant's got like a five. Bye, Grant! I've got an eight, you asshole. I knew you were uh, all right, so I'd like to roll a knowledge check. Did you say it was uh-huh. knowledge religious? That was around the time that I got up. Yeah, I'm allowing knowledge religious for this situation. You're allowing knowledge religious? What if it's... Yeah. Did you so hear here, about here's, what it is? Here's my question, because you uh-huh. keep saying this apparition, and it's weirding me out, because as an illusionist, he's very familiar with you know figments and glamours and phantoms and all that kind of shit uh, is there anything of that vibe that's reaching out to him you know what i mean that like maybe it's not here's what i want you to roll i want you to roll uh the knowledge you have that's connected to the eldritch don't you have some sort of in your uh it would thing? be dungeoneering i mean so basically i thought you had a, a something that was linked specifically to uh your studies in, in Eldritch. Well, thank you for opening this door to me, Troy, because yesterday I kind of shit on the um, the uh, uh, archetype, and deservedly so, because it's just what you give up is too much. But mm. what I will say is it's very cool. It's very, very cool. It's just it that what you give up is too much. It's kind of like giving up actual mechanical relevance for flavor. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's sort of what yeah. a lot of these Eldritch archetypes are. They're really cool flavor, but they're like, mechanically, you could have the uh, regular stuff and do much better against the Eldritch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that that being said, you uh, have a thing. What you he can do. About a what long he can time ago, do. There's like, there's a bunch of creatures, right? Yeah. What so is your archetype works. called so I can look it up real quick? Uh, Elder Mythos Scholar. There's two Thank things. You. One, he can cast Detect Aberration in place of any first level spell like a cleric can cast cure light wounds except like it only it doesn't detect any aberration it only detects that list of creatures so see if this creature is on that list but that's just detect secondly and he has to give up a first level spell to do it secondly he gets a plus two to uh like is it identify or uh, he gets a plus two to some part of uh, of the, those creatures specifically, and then he gets a plus one to the DC of his spells against that specific list of creatures. Which, by the way, is like fifteen creatures, and they're basically all Elder Mythos creatures. Um, is is this one of them? All right, so roll plus two, plus two to identify them and their effects. All right, uh, roll roll that check. Roll that knowledge check uh, at your uh, using knowledge arcana or knowledge dungeoneering. Okay, I just said dungeoneering because they're pretty much all aberrations. So uh, yeah, right. it's it's very very complicated. But I want to make this yeah. work within your thing because I think that your thing was written before this was written, and this fits it exactly. Okay, so this is I get a bonus plus two on this identify check. That's what's happening here. Here we go. 
Uh, that is a 21. 21. Okay. So, eh, this is very, very complicated, but I want to make it work for you. This, I don't know if you were in the bathroom or not when uh, I explained to what Grant realizes. This is a projection that some other creature is projecting. So it's really just here to F with you and mess with you, but could, it could also kill you if it wants. It's like a ghost of a ghost in a way. You know this creature to be an eldritch. This is some sort of eldritch abomination, like someone went through some sort of ritual or a ritual backfired in trying to tap in to the other world of the Elder Mythos, something that I'm sure you would fully understand. Totally. And it either backfired or this was the ultimate goal, and this person is what was left behind. And one of their abilities is... Within a mile of where they are, they can project themselves. And while they're out there, they can do their whole host of attributes. But what they tend to do is just touch and deal charisma. But if you, if they feel like it, they could just fucking kill you. They could use their full complement of spells if they wanted to, depending on what person it sorry, is. Sorry, sorry, sorry. When you say they could use their full complement of spells, do you mean the original corporeal person who enacted the ritual? Right, who is somewhere... And they could do it through the apparition? Through the projection, Oh, that's yeah. badass. Yeah. <laughs> so they toy with you with this little charisma damage, but if they feel like it, or if you do the wrong thing, it's, they might just decide it, to act you, attack you with whatever spells or whatever powers they have. It's so funny, because that's like a more powerful version of what uh, Attic keeps on doing in battle, leaving an image of himself behind to detract people mm. into attacking him. It's almost like it's on his goals list, his hashtag goals list on his refrigerator. <laughs> All right, it's I'm going to do. I'm going to do one more layer of this. I'm going to keep this going. Yeah, um, it's possible mechanically that we have all we could possibly get, but I'm going to try to re-roll that check because it's the end of the day. There's nothing else to do, and my uh, campaign trait. That goes right ties right in, in in hand with this. Is remember I said that he attempted that mind swap during that mind swap when he attempted to swap minds with James Netherford. Uh huh. He something happened. Something interrupted. Something else got in, and another creature got in. As a result of that, he sometimes has knowledge he doesn't understand where it comes from. Yes. Uh, the way that manifests mechanically is once per day. He can re-roll a knowledge check. And yeah, so, see, that's why I would never let you change your archetype because, as much as it, you may think it nerfs you, it is so perfectly suited for this adventure and where this adventure is going to go that you just have to keep it. And this yeah. is a great way to well, use. This it. isn't this isn't an archetype. This is a campaign trait. So oh, okay. Well, anyway, either way, it's still cool. Here we go. See if I get higher. I don't. So it's uh, lower anyway. Um, all right. Oh boy. So knowing that it's an apparition, though, how, uh, damaging them is the same as incorporeal creatures, and is it not technically undead? They have damage reduction. Uh, only lawful bypass, bypasses it. Um, so, yeah, it's, she's going to be really hard to actually damage. They have DR plus it's only half damage. Oh, we're totally fucked. Like, yeah, I, mean, I don't think crazy. we can win this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty bad. And, like... I mean, you just don't know what she's going to do. You, I can tell you, I'll take it a step further. This could have been someone that was just a, a peasant in life that decided to go through this. And then they would be a level one aristocrat with eldritch powers. This could have been a 20th level wizard that went through this uh, thing and came out of this. Now they're a 20th level wizard with the eldritch template. Uh, 
or they were a mix of something else. Uh, this is a pretty powerful uh, bad guy. And it's just, you know, I watched a lot of ghost hunters back in the day and they would talk about the ghosts that they would find. And like, there were two kinds of ghosts that the way they talk about it. they're the ghosts that like, like move shit around to like cause, uh, or no, there's the ghosts that are like uh, echoes of the past. Like you'll hear a little girl laughing or you'll hear someone talking or mumbling and it's just like their spirit is tied to that moment and it's just like a record playing on repeat and then the other kind of ghost is the ghost that just moves stuff or like pushes something off a counter they're ghosts that are just like they call them trickster ghosts yeah Yeah. the problem with her is so she would fall probably in the tricks into the trickster category but she also has the ability to straight up kill you do you have anything else you can do james uh, yeah, um, he's Atticus. Uh, he. <laughs> okay. Do you have any of those uh, sweet magic missiles left? Is yeah, this, yeah. Uh, also, so he, 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 that's, that's going to be his last thing. So you know, he'll drain himself out on that, but he still is not optimistic. So he's going to say, um, uh, "I'll try to blast it down, but it's it's an apparition." Of some uh, creature that isn't even here. Uh, it's almost impossible to defeat. Run! And he's just going to say to, like, to run. To, like, you know, and he'll start leading the way to wherever there is, uh, you know, more people that can try to fight it until it maybe wants to vanish away. Um, but he will try to fight while running. So he's not going to sprint dead speed, but he's just sort of giving everybody that that tip. It's like, move away! Halsa, you'll be most ineffective against it! And he's going to move 20 feet, pass it in a direction I'm assuming is toward uh, the, uh, like, Sleepless Detective Agency, for example. Uh-huh. Maybe there's some car- uh, people there with levels and something. And he'll fire off the magic missile, his last first level spell of the day. Okay. Actually, he's got one more that's useless in this fight. Here we go. Uh, magic missile. So this, this could be all right. He's got two missiles. Let's roll for some damage. Here we go. First roll. That's the third one in a row on the D4. Second one and a, and a two. Oh, it's so fucking painful. Uh, so sorry, that's five. Five points of damage. Hey, you know what, though? It all gets through. Yeah. You know? Obviously, uh, Aldo's five fire points of force. bypassed the DR, even though it was half. This all goes through. Doesn't have to worry about D- DR. Don't... Don't sneeze at five, but obviously six would be better. But obviously sneeze. Obviously sneeze. Right. Uh, okay, I had a question. Is that yeah. in those knowledge checks, because this creature isn't evil or undead, would channels be ineffective against it? You believe so. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's what he's saying. He's like, it's not a ghost. It's something else entirely. Run! Yeah, me giving Halster a knowledge religion check was more about the projection and not about the actual source. Uh, at the end of the day, it is... Uh, knowledge dungeoneering to find out the true essence of this elder's nightmare. It is Halster's turn. Uh, Halster says, "Could this be the Briarstone Witch or a projection thereof herself?" Ooh, I shivered Ooh. the thoughts. Mm. Nice, Grant. Halster, bottle cap, bottle cap, <laughs> Halster, Free magic missile. Skid, what are you drinking? Because I want one of those. Uh, this is a new <laughs> bourbon I got. Oh, it's uh, a bourbon. Heaven Hill. So good. Heaven Hill bourbon. Mmm. Excellent. Oh, it looks so good. Sorry, Grant. Go ahead. 
How Sir is going to hold uh, in order to provide flanking to Sir Julie should she want to attack again? But That's a if good idea. Sir Julie wants to leave. I, I know. Uh, he will. Uh, he will leave <laughs> as know. she leaves. Oh. Okay. Okay. So Halster, you're going to hold basically. Yep. Okay. And it is Sir Julie's turn. Sir Julie, um, did you and the World Wound run away like a coward, just out of curiosity? <laughs> Sir Julie's immune to fear. That's true. Uh, so Sir Julie's so I ran out of way out of valor. <laughs> I'll hold it off. Get away while you can, and I'll follow. Um, but while Halster is still here, she will take a swing. Uh, with the flanking bone. Come on. Come on. Uh, that's going to be a 20, uh, 23 to hit with flanking. 23 with the flank bone. That is a hit. Yes. All right. That was with power attack, too. Oh, uh, beautiful. So let's see. You have a magic weapon? You'll do more damage than the magic missile. Yeah, it yeah. is a magic weapon, but it's got okay. DR plus the incorporeal. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be 22 points of damage. Right, so so take six. away the more than a magic missile. Take yeah. away the DR and have it. Okay, yeah, you you did some damage. Now, I am lawful. The weapon, I don't think, is lawful. No. I don't know. You have to have axiomatic, right? An axiomatic yeah. weapon. Yeah. God, who does that? Maybe there's players that, like, just play at a different level. Less, but, like, I've never... Grant has started to dip into it with Baron, like, a, putting the axiomatic It's, more, it's more so you infuse a weapon with axiomatic. Yeah. You don't, like, yeah. spend all your money on it. Well, except... I've just never played a character like that. You know what? I think it would be pretty relevant in uh, in Wrath of the Righteous. Like, if you had an axiomatic weapon, you could go through that whole campaign because it's just so many demons. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're playing a demon campaign, right. axiomatic's going to be good. Right. Oh, baby, here we go. Uh, how <laughs> Sir Jules take his turn? Oh, unless Sir oh, Jules okay. wants to work. Sir Jules, do you want to start booking it? You should. Um, no, Deal she'll provoke. continue to hold it off and while, while you guys can go. Yeah, she's the saying, go, go. Okay. Yeah, but Atticus, want- Atticus will be like, I can hold her there. Think about it. Uh, like you, you, you do what you want to do, but basically what I'm saying is Atticus could, and you know this from just uh, what happened in the cave, is he could put it, an image of you there. You know what I mean? Uh, she That would make sense, but I think I'm the only one who can really do damage to it. Well, now, how, now Aldo's got bombs, so maybe he can cover his escape with a bomb. But Sir Julie will, for now, stick around and let everybody else run. Okay. Halster, you want to take your turn? Yes, Halster is going to full withdraw, so he's going to move out of the threatened square space with one five-foot move, ten foot this way, and then uh, fifty foot forward. Nice. Um, and we'll be out of there uh, forty feet. So you don't have to full withdraw in one direction. Not no, the, no, no. You can do you, a little curve. You around. just do a double move, and the only in, rule is any way you want. Only yeah. one square is. It's not like run. Right, right. So Halster gets out of there, no problem. Oh man! Oh, and I'm going to put. Oh, wait, but now Sir Julian Aldo can't see anything. No, they have dim it's light. I'm going to put. A, I'm going to put on the radius of dim light as well. Uh, to get it's not nighttime yet. It's not nighttime yet. Is yeah, it? it is. Yeah, it's no. nighttime. Um, uh, oh, this is going to be this on circle. This is going to be great. All right. So Once you're again, just, they always say, as an army, you're always fine while retreating. 
Everything's going to be easier. <laughs> uh, well, Joe, you said uh, you made a point, and that's why Halster has it on now, that as we were moving through here, uh, we cast light. So if anyone else can cast light, presumably you also have oh, your yeah, own yeah. light so, source. So, Sir Julie, you have light on you, 100%. Okay, great. I, I said it before. Uh, Atticus cast it on you. Put it on. Put it all on. You're going to need it. Oh, man. We're getting down to the end of the marathon. We're getting <laughs> down to the knit grit. Dude, if we I didn't it. have actual work tomorrow, I could do this for another five hours tomorrow. My God. <laughs> this is, is how fun. people finish books in like four or five months. I know. Just, I know. We're cooking through this, and it's so fun. Uh, here's the thing. If you're coming to Philly, you're coming to D.C. next month, we got to go out hot, and we got to <laughs> set that next moment up. I got about 10, 15 minutes to do that maybe we'll go a little long and it all starts in this round oh boy let's start with her turn top of round three oh dear she is going to well sir julie's right there you've left me joe choice i have to reach in you've left me joe choice you left me joe choice (laughs) you said you were attacking sir julie i'm so fun uh, <laughs> she reaches right past your breastplate, Sir Julie, reaches into your chest, and you feel this cold hand brush up against your tiny, tiny cold heart. Your shriveled heart. <laughs> 21 against touch, AC. Yes. How about four points? How about four points of charisma to so you have half of your charisma? This would be amazing. Two uh, points. Two points of charisma, uh, leaving Sir Julie with six points of charisma. She's an ornery old knight. And the woman just stands there. <laughs> you have no idea where you are and what you're walking into. It is Aldo's turn. Uh, Aldo, he's going to heed the advice of Atticus. But before he goes, a little parting shot. Just like, all right, Sheila, going to do a little bit of uh, parting damage here. Addy 19. Woo-hoo. Uh, threat, but that is a hit against Touch AC. Fuck's sake. Uh, that's seven points of fire damage. All right, so it all gets past DR, but it is halved to three points of damage. You have done some damage to her, and she's on, she's on fire. That's she's on fire, and he's going to run. Boom, shakalaka. Fuck it, dude. Uh, so he will move the full complement of his movement? Yep. I want Aldo and Halster to roll a perception check. Oh my god. 22. 18. Oh, let's reward the people that stuck around and those <gasps> who shall watch later because. Oh, wait, I just drew something weird on the map. How did that happen? Did you see that? No, it was on the GM layer. Oh, all right. Well, I'm glad you didn't see it. Uh, at that moment, oh, you look to your right and. You see one of those murals is right there. These murals that you've seen since you walked into town, some half-drawn, some more, you know, a little bit more ornate, for lack of a better word. And and you swear that you were alone in this alley with just this woman. But you look over there right now, 
and there are two robed figures oh. Oh. with saps in their hand and rapiers in their other hand and they move to attack you one no. uh, will pull away to go towards Halster Aldo do you have a melee weapon out I don't okay it will one will swing at Halster and one will swing at Aldo so the one swinging at Halster, Natty 19, a 22 to hit. Exactly my AC. Oh, oof. You take seven points of non-lethal damage. The sap only does non-lethal damage. So this robed figure comes out and just hits you with this sap, and you take seven points of non-lethal damage. And then the other one goes to hit Aldo. 20 to hit Aldo. Aldo takes six points of non-lethal damage. These figures just appear and start beating you to try to knock you out. It is Atticus's turn. Atticus, you see in the light so what's going on up there. Crazy. Uh, oh, no, no, knowledge check. The robed figures. They, they, they appear human. Roll a knowledge check or perception check. Uh, I rolled a knowledge local. It's an 11. Terrible roll. You don't know. I don't know if they're alive or corporeal or not by looking at them. a knowledge check, you can roll a perception check to find that Uh, information. Perception. Uh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, Four. That's a four. Four. They look so I like seven legged okay. horses. Alright. Uh then that that ruins everything. Um Alright, I'm just gonna say because of that die roll that he didn't see them. Um well, no, I'm not gonna say that because no, you could see them. You just don't know what you don't know what you're dealing with. It's not that like you know they're human or you know they're not human. You just okay. see robed figures and they're attacking your friends. Christ's sake. Uh Skid, you're So you're out of bombs, right? I have or, one left. And and after that, there's just nothing you can do from I range. Just, no. What are you thinking, buddy? Talk us uh, through it. I was thinking about levitating Aldo just so that he could, like, rise above and then just spend the rest of the fight killing everything. But, like, he, he can't. If he can't attack from up there, then there's no point. No, because this is our uh, fifth fucking encounter of the day. Yeah. Um, uh, Wait, we're going home to have some dinner and go to sleep. I mean, I, I really know, just don't know what's nap. worse here, the, the apparition or, or these guys. Uh, okay, first thing I'm going to do... Yeah, fuck <laughs> this. I can't, I can't risk it. He's going to run... So he's going to keep running, but he only runs 20 feet, uh, which puts him side by side almost with Aldo, just about 15 feet away and 10 feet away from Halster, almost caught up to Halster. He will... uh, He will cast on the dude that is uh, harrying uh, Halster... He's going to cast Bone Shaker on him. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. So he will, I mean, it's, you know, it's not going to do fucking anything. 
which is the frustrating part. It's cool. It'll do some damage, but like it's not going to kill the guy. Okay, uh, talk to me. Uh, all right, so it is a uh, fortitude save. Fortitude save? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, let me back that up. He's going to do some damage to this dude. <laughs> uh, all right, that is a fail. That's a fail on the fortitude okay. save. And so he takes control. This guy is harrying his buddy Halster. And he's just like, get out of the fucking way! And he's so stressed out and wants to get away from this apparition. And he reaches out and controls this guy's skeleton. So the first thing that he does is he makes it crunch with all this internal uh, uh, bludgeoning damage for 5d6 damage. If, if he has a skeleton. If he's living and has a skeleton. So Okay, we'll find out, Let's I guess. see what we get. Oh, three fives. Uh, so that's 18 points of damage. I'll tell you right now, he is uh, at zero hit points. Amazing. Wow, wow. amazing. Awesome. So he's staggered. Uh, oh, that's perfect. Uh, okay, uh, then... Disabled. And then... Disabled, yeah. yeah he's you. disabled. And then he will uh, move him... Five feet away from Halster. Um, yeah, just like Straight that. Straight back? Yeah. So he takes his skeleton and just... Just wills him back. That was huge. <laughs> okay. All right. That was better than I expected. All right. Huge. All the more huge because right behind you, Atticus, you feel the presence of... Two more of them. Oh, oh come on. God. You, uh, just a second ago, turns. You, when you were walking up, you looked at that wall. There was no one there, and then you moved up. You cast the spell and like confidently turned around, and now there's two more figures there, and one of them moves up to attack you. Uh, he will five foot step and then uh, swing at you with a sap. Uh, 15 to hit. Ooh, miss. And that's Ooh, very big. Miss. Very, very big. Okay. Uh, the other you one. You know hits. why he missed? He why? missed because of those fucking bracers of armor. Oh, shit. Right. The asylum. Wow. So even though my mage armor's gone, my AC only goes down two without it, not four, because uh, of those bracers of armor. Okay, uh, very cool. It is the other cultist is going to hold off, and it is Sir Julie's turn. All right, Sir Julie, see, like senses, like she kind of risks a glance back and sees this, and she's like, "Be gone, evil spirit!" And we'll take <sighs> one last swing at yeah, at the at the projection. Oh God! Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, power attack is on. Uh. Okay, Natty 18. Ooh, yes! So close to a crit. Oh, so, so close to a crit. Uh, I'm assuming that hits, though. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, 22 points of damage. Ooh. 22 points of damage? Another yes. six. Uh, so wait, 11? Yep, 11 okay. DR'd. All right, so you hit her with full force, and you've been hacking away at her. Aldo hit her a couple times. Uh, James or Atticus hit with some magic missiles, and you hit her, and she just looks at you. <laughs> I'll see you again. What? Oh! 
Oh! And she disappears. <laughs> God, Amazing. this book is so good. I can already tell it's so well written. Well, right, so then time. Sir Julie will whirl around. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I'm pointing at my screen, but this guy, this first guy, he's going to die now. Sir now Julie is going to move up. She's going to incur from the first guy and move up straight to the one that's menacing Atticus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just dive into the fray. Okay. Okay. So Take Sir your time for opportunity. Uh, okay, he will. He'll uh, he'll swing at you with his set. Oh, you know what? Uh, swift action. No, I won't do it. I won't do it. This is amazing. Wait, right. are you down any hit points? I'm down no hit points right now. Okay. No hit points. All right, so you... You move into a position. He tries to swing at you as you go by and completely misses. But it is his actual turn. Uh, He sees uh, where the the tide is changing here. Atticus just laid out one of his dudes, and now this giant knight is coming up. So he drops the sap and two-hands his rapier and goes to stab Sir Julie. Dude, going back to, like, Dark Souls, uh, I always think it's so weird to two-hand a rapier. Well, it's, I know. It looks so awkward. Yeah. I wouldn't do it except for that uh, drawing and curse. Bonus damage. An attack of opportunity. No, no, no she, they, they were in the other dual-handing. Oh, shit. Yeah, he had it in the other hand. wasn't using it, and oh. now he's using it. Uh, remember, rapiers crit, crit 18 to 20, and Matthew has been a crit magnet all night. Oh, no. Not a crit. And probably not a hit. A 19. Miss. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Matthew. What if I five-foot step and do a 21? Uh, that would hit. However, you cannot two-hand a rapier. It's a one-handed weapon. That's fair. You can two-hand a one-handed weapon. You can? Yeah, yeah it's you can two-hand a longsword. But- you do it as uh, Northwood all the time. Is that specifically like a, a one-handed light weapon? I can't two-hand a short sword. I don't know if you can two-hand a light weapon. I'll say that. At least according to uh, Hero Lab, I cannot two-hand my short sword. I attempted to at the beginning of this battle. Yeah, it lets me two-hand it on... uh, Hero Lab? And you get get half your strength bonus and stuff? You know, I get nothing. It makes no mechanical changes, so it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I would five-foot step uh, and uh, because I get uh, sneak attack damage, so I want to take that. 21 does hit. 21 hits, exactly. All right, so he's going to hit you for max damage, eight points of damage. And then, you know what? Let's toss in a little sneak attack. Another max, six on the D6, 14 points of damage total. Jesus. Oh. So the apparition, the projection is gone. But now are these four culty-looking dudes attacking you. They started out going with saps, and then Aldo brought out the big guns, and then a fucking knight came to town, and now they're going for the kill? Top of the next round, it's Aldo's turn. All right, Aldo, uh, he has... Oh. Halster didn't go. You moved him in initiative order after Sir Julie. Sir Julie just took her turn. Halster should go I'm next. I'm sorry. Yes, it is your turn. I'm sorry. Halster will move in a knight-shaped L 25 feet after hearing the bones of the hooded figure next to him crunch oh, nice on death's doorstep to protect Aldo and open him up to be able to five-foot step away and maybe attack the group of people over there. Uh, hopefully this hits true. I'm due. I'm due, baby. Uh, that is going to be a... 15 to hit. 
Fifteen's a miss, Ugh. and I think that staggered guy or the disabled guy still gets an attack of opportunity. I was five foot away from him, so he does not. You were okay, so you're fine. Uh, but you slide into this dude and you swing and you miss. Damn! Now it's the next round. Now it's Aldo's turn. Okay, Aldo's got one bomb left. He takes a five foot step back. Digs it out of his uh, belt pouch. Oh, oh, hold on one second, Skid. Try to. You should move next to Halster. Like five foot step back next to Halster. Okay. Just because that other guy can take a five foot step and hit you. If you do that. Oh, yeah, you're right. He, when he moves, he dies. He goes unconscious. So, okay. Right. Uh, so, yeah, he, he pulls the belt out of his belt, bat, the whatever. <laughs> the John out of his John. We've been streaming for a very long time today. What <laughs> <laughs> a good time, huh? Thank Dude, you, these are reminiscent of old Sunday afternoons at Troy's apartment. <laughs> it is. Oh, man. It is, it is. That is a 19 against Touch AC against the furthest north. The guy. disabled guy? Yeah. No, no, no. Not that guy. He's already at zero. And, and you would see that. He's like on death's oh, okay. door. All right. The other guy. Yeah. The one Atticus next to Halston? guy. Yep. Or Atticus's guy. Okay. Well, that's a harder hit for him. Which No, no, no. The, what? Let's get pick his guy. Which guy do you yeah, want to attack, Skid? Yeah, uh, the, the the one adjacent to Halster. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. So you throw a bomb at that dude. It hits him. Four. Okay, how much damage? Um, 11 points of fire damage. And okay. And the other guy gets... Oh, yeah, he still gets splashed. Yeah, the other guy gets so seven dead. points of damage. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, so unless I make a reflex save, right? Well, he's uh, still getting half, half of seven. He would still okay. get still get three. So. He's he's at he's zero, isn't he? Yeah, so where he's at zero because of your expanded range of your splash, he goes down, and so he can't drink his potion of cure light wounds on his turn to bring him back oh, up. Oh yeah, okay. Instead, yeah. he goes down, he gets blown up. Yeah, blown see, up. that's why Joe, oh. I didn't want you telling him not to attack him because attacking him might have not been a terrible idea. Where he could drink a potion, I didn't and just think about right that. A standard action yeah. potion would bring him back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you do you hit this guy for eleven points of damage, and you take that other guy out. He's he's down down on the ground, bleeding out. And Great the guy move. I hit is on fire, and the guy you hit is on fire, and it is his turn. So give me another. What is it? D six. D six. One point of damage. Yikes. That guy is going to... He's going to stay... Actually, you know what? No, he's going to step, five-foot step, to get away from your bombs and get right up on Halster. As he does so, he drops the sap and switches hands with the rapier and attacks with the rapier and misses Halster with the rapier. And then the other guy is out. So now it moves to Atticus. One guy down, three guys left. At first, it seemed like they wanted to knock you out. Now they're out for blood, or is it just me? Joe, what do you do? Uh, Seeing this guy try to stab and connect with uh, Sir Julie Andrews, uh, Atticus gets pissed because this is the first person in a long time he's seen with any real conscience and moral focus. And he's just like, fuck you, you bastard. <laughs> and he just reaches deep within himself, does an incantation, and then, like the Marvel hero Siren, you hear this horrend He hears in his head this horrendous scream. Just... Ah! And it tries to burst his brain inside of his head. Uh, uh, the one behind uh, Sir Julie Andrews, and he casts Ear-Piercing Scream, 
is a fortitude save. Okay, fort save. Yes. Little fort John. Uh, 13. Fail! Nice! Dude, I'm... Oh, dude. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, okay, so he is going to take... Here we go. He's going to take 3d6 damage. Oh, he's fourth level. It's pretty... Ugh, okay, damage. Eight points of damage. So eight damage. Which guy is it again? Uh, the the guy, guy to the south of Sir okay. Julie. The one who hit her with a rapier yeah. and connected. Mm. He takes eight points of sonic damage and is dazed for one round. Oh, beautiful. Uh, so what is dazed again? Uh, he is unable to take actions, but he takes no penalty to his AC. Absolutely enormous. All right, so he is he is dazed, and now it is... Uh, number one's turn and that is the one uh, to the north of Sir Julie uh, he is going to go ahead and swing uh, do the same thing with a rapier to Sir Julie uh, and misses Sir Julie and then the yes! other guy well it's not his turn yet but he is days it goes to Sir Julie what do you do Sir Julie all right sir you say one round Joe he's days for one round he's days for one round yeah yeah so All this right. guy's out of the combat for right now maybe and one it hasn't this been one. his turn yet yeah so like Troy just said that but it's not his turn until after you yeah, yeah. so you get a whole other turn before he goes again so tr- so yeah so Sir Julie is going to five foot step back to make him come to her and then she's gonna swing instead at the guy who just tried to hit her nice okay, okay. Um, you know what Dude. I don't know, but why not smite a little evil? I will, you, I will just in case. <laughs> These guys okay. seem like jerks. They look I evil. Ex- I will expend those uses of lay on hands, and I will swing spite evil power, power attack. Is he evil before? It? He is evil. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna die in one swing. <laughs> Seventeen to hit. Not a great roll. Seventeen does hit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that is 23 points of damage. 23 points of damage. He's out. <laughs> uh, so two of them are down. I should say that guy up here, just for the uh, people at home that are grinding their teeth, uh, he has evasion. So had he succeeded on that reflex roll, he would have not taken the damage and still been up. I rolled it just for posterity's sake and rolled a natural four, so he is still dead. Uh, but just throwing that out there, splash damage would matter. Two down. Oh, good call. Evasion, okay. Two to go. Ooh, so the rogues. And it's Halster's oh, yeah. turn. Oh, dude, saps. I think only rogues are proficient with saps. I don't know yeah. who else. Investigators can use saps. Uh, yeah, they're, they're rogue. Yeah, they're rogue. rogue. Alchemists, right? Very alchemist, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, investigators are just rogues on a salary. Still just dropping them five hours later. Still got it. Still, Still got it. Still got it. Uh, uh, Halster, Halster, attempt to end the life of the hooded alchemist? Robe? Well, rogue in front of him? Who knows? <laughs> Here it comes. Uh, that is going to be a 17 to hit. That is a hit. Okay, here comes the damage. Finish him. Uh, He's already been burned. Seven points of damage. Six hit points left. (laughs) Three down, one to go, and he's dazed. He's dazed. So it goes to the top of the round. It's Aldo's turn. Aldo, you just look to Sir Julie, and you know 
she could take care of business. Yeah. So he's like, it's just like, oh, you're in trouble now, you bludger. And, but he's going to draw his sickle <gasps> and oh. run around behind, always oh, dazed anyway. So he runs around behind him and just out of sheer rage, uh, he's going to strike at him. That is a 15 to hit. 15 to hit. Misses. Okay. Well, unless his AC goes down for no, a minute. No, it is no. the whole thing. Yeah, so you just miss. You're so fired up, you want to go in for that kill, and you just hit the ground right next to him. It is Atticus's turn. Uh, Atticus is going to give this one to Sir Julie. All Atticus. he has. All he has. Well, you you all don't want to get in there with a great sword and do it yourself? Well, he's got... <laughs> He could drop a pearl of power to do a magic missile. So he could use a pearl of power. He has one invisibility left, and that is it. And everything else is spent. Just hold, hold, yeah, hold exactly. That and see so what he will just delay and see if Sir Julie can just take out this dazed creature. His work is done with this ear piercing scream. So let let's me ask Sir you Julie this: finish. It's Sir Julie's turns next. Do you uh, do you like give her the old take care of it? Do you say yeah, anything to her? He's like. Finish it, Sir Julie. And it is Sir Julie's turn. Do we want to capture this guy? Yes. Always want knowledge. Always wants questions ah. answered. Ah, oh, something oh, happened to the map. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Don't look at that. No, don't right. look at that. No, everyone look away. Um, <laughs> All right. So now's Sir your chance. Incapacitate him. Put yeah, him in a so- sleeper hold. Take him out. Yeah, can I do that, Troy? Can I reach up? He's, gra- he's You have to do non-lethal damage to knock him out, blah, blah, blah. That's like the, what they were trying to do to you. All right, I'm just going to You know what? He'll or, say... Or kill he'll... him below negative, but not yeah. take him below con, and then just heal him real quick. And the I'm other thing Atticus... Okay. Off. Yeah. The other and thing Atticus right. could say is, like, they'll give us nothing. It's the apparition we need to find. The woman. She's here in the city. Within well, the mile. Just in case. Let's see what we can get from this guy. Dude, I always love taking prisoners as opposed to killing. So, yeah. Um, Sir Julie uh, will step forward noticing the tactical advantage Aldo has offered her and with the flanking, uh, take Watch. a swing with the greatsword. Watch his crit. Be ready to heal him. Uh, that is going to be a 17 to hit. 17 wow. hits. So many 17s. Yeah. They're terrible rolls for me. Uh, Okay, that is 15 points of damage. All right. He goes down, and he goes unconscious, and it will be plenty of rounds for you to be able to go and heal him. So we'll just, like, for flavor's sake, say after Sir Zuli strikes him, uh, maybe somebody does somebody else move in? Does Halster come in and like stabilize him, or do you just wait until it comes back around to Sir Julie? Or do you pour a potion down his mouth? Tell me what you do. I'll stabilize him. I'm not wasting any of my consumables on him, and I'm out of healing potions, so we can let him kind of suffer his way back to consciousness as he's tied up on the other side when he awakes. So boom. I do. I have healing left. You stabilize him, unconscious. Three of his friends dead. Maybe they're not friends. Maybe they're just coworkers. We pose them in a comical tableau for him to wake up to. 
you start looking through them. They're all wearing chain shirts. They all have saps and rapiers. They all have uh, three or two potions, an elixir, oil, and some drops on them. Some like, oil. like legendary drops? Not legendary drops, but <laughs> wondrous drops. But the oil, the, the, the note the note mentioned an oil. Ooh, nice call, Skid. Nice, Skid. God, so many bottle caps this sesh. <laughs> but the thing that really jumps out at you is a wooden holy symbol that they have on all of them. And it looks like this. Oh, Ooh. What is that? I can't help but notice it's yellow. Yes, it yeah. would be brown if it was wood. But would it be all I useless have to roll knowledge religion? Uh, you could roll knowledge religion. Uh, 23 knowledge religion. Have I, I ever also seen got this a 23. Look at us. Look at us. I aid uh, to take one of them up to 25. I'll help Sir Julie. Julie. Graham. Sir Julie. Fuck God. <laughs> so, Halster, you come up from behind uh, Sir Julian, just kind of look over <laughs> Sir Julie's shoulder. <laughs> and you're like, you put your hand on Sir Julie's shoulder. Let me help. <laughs> uh, and you look down at this symbol. And you're taken back someplace. We see a long, crooked road. And hear the sound of hooves in the distance. We see them trotting around an embankment towards us. The hooves of a blood-bay stallion with a tall rider wrapped in a long hooded gray cloak that nearly scrapes the ground as it rides along on the horse. A farmer traveling in the opposite direction towards the figure just pulls to the side of the road and whispers a prayer under his breath rather than risk close proximity to this grim silhouette. Over a shale ridge on the edge of the forest embrace, we watch as this figure approaches a charming cottage with beeswax candles glowing warmly in its simple four-pane windows. The figure dismounts and brings his horse over to a simple stable lying adjacent to the cottage. He removes the hood of his cloak. It's Halster Price. Boom, 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 before Halster can continue wrapping the door, swings open quickly, and a handsome young man with a bedraggled, worried face opens the door. He's like, ah, company, uh, company, we, we've not got much, but what we do have, we, we share. That's right, that's right, it's what Iomaday teaches, and it's what it's what she would have done, and uh, what he would have done, so, so please, welcome, come in. Halster remains taciturn as he enters the home aflame, crackling at the hearth, the smell of gamey rabbit's flesh wafting heavily in the air. Name's uh, Gamble. Yes, uh, Theo Gamble. Uh, glad to have you. You'll, you'll ha- have to make yourself uh, right at home here. Uh, the hair's on the table and the ale's just been poured. The, uh, this here's my wife, um, Sadie Gamble. As uh, Halster removes his cloak to cover his lap, his gray eyes lock with Sadie's emerald irises. Another spark to accompany the hearth. His eyes continue downward past Sadie's ample bosom to a very pregnant 
belly. She looks like she's going to give birth at any moment. Sadie, it's a pleasure to meet you, and may I say, this occasion is proving to be very auspicious indeed. You see, I am a cleric of Phrasma, the patron of pregnant women and midwives. I would love to let you know anything you want to know about your unborn child. Sadie, the woman, blushes her flirtation with a strange man quickly turning into self-consciousness about her blessed state. Please, sir, I'd, I'd love to know anything you can tell us. This will be our first child and we want to give him the world. Uh, Iomadai, willing. Halster scoots his chair over the hay floor, a smile on his face, pulls out of his pouch a gray stone carving of a gaunt older woman with black hair, black clothing, and red trim. She lets me know things men shouldn't. Halster May reaches. I? Yeah, Halster reaches his free hand out towards the pregnant woman's stomach, and she's like, uh, Well, of course, sir, but may I have your name? Sadie's shock at Halster's forwardness fades a bit. My name is Halster Price, and I serve the Lady of Graves, among other masters. Halster's hand gently reaches out towards Sadie's belly as a spark of magic travels from the carving to his hand and back into his mind's eye. His eyes roll back into his head. Oh, your child will be a boy. A beautiful, strong boy. He will have green eyes like his mother. A strong jaw like his father. He will have a wonderful childhood here at the forest edge and he will love his parents with all of his heart they look to each other so excited they embrace they're like that's 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 amazing news what what else can you tell us uh, halster the man can hardly contain his smile a boy he's psyched mm, i can tell you that when the boy turns 13 he will have to make a choice he will have to leave home and serve my master never to return or death will await him at every corner if you do not give the boy to me at this time he will die a painful death and you will bury him one of you though and I'm not sure which will grow absolutely mad with grief Sadie, the mother-to-be, just starts sobbing at these terrible words, and before she can ask any questions of this strange man, she lets out a cry as her water breaks onto the cottage floor. Ha! <laughs> Clock's ticking. Well, I must be on my way. Enjoy your time while you can. Halster finishes the rest of his ale, throws some leftover food into his bag along with the icon of the midwife, and leaves before either of them can even respond. Jesus. He walks out the door, goes over to his horse, and opens his saddlebag. He reaches inside the saddlebag and pulls out a bunch of holy symbols, looks at them for a moment, sorts through them, and then sees 
the one that you now see around this cultist snack. And those of you who rolled high enough all recognize it as the symbol of Hastur. Oh, shit. The king in yellow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we will see you in <laughs> Philadelphia. Oh, my oh. God. We did, we did it. it. We, we did, did it. it. You son of a bitch. You <laughs> said we couldn't do it. We're I done. said over and over again. It could never be done. It could never wow. be done. <laughs> Thank you to everybody Thanks, that everybody. hung out and played. God, I hung out with us. You guys are the best. All weekend long. It was great seeing you. We'll right. see you in Philly. We'll see, see you in D.C. We'll see you in Boston, in Atlanta, in Indy, in Columbus, in Ohio, and we'll see you in hell. Yeah! Yeah! Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.